Yeah. Crash your own ass checker while I stare at the model. This is Cannibal Holocaust with Ruggiero de Dado. This is a true story. What's the matter? You don't like my friend? Yes, yes, y'all, it's going down right now. Episode 198 of the 22 Shots of Moods and Horror podcast is coming at you live. I am your host, the Phil Spector of this podcast shit and forever, the toxic offender, Moods, yeah. And of course, I have my three shots of amaretto up in the studio with me tonight. First up, we have the Grammar Wizard Hotel Concierge, the Mexican spell for shit, double spells everything wrong, Jay. Also known as Josh Darnell. Next up, we have the little boy who just bought a PS5 and is going to flip it for three times the cost before he even plays it once. Ellen, reseller Ronnie, degenerate, also known as Jeremy the Jew. Next, we have the man who has come full circle with his hatred and now is criticizing his own ratings on the show. The midnight penis pumper, Dave, Mr. Parker. And the 22 Shots crew would like to welcome back to the show for the first time, the indie filmmaker, actor, and podcaster from Portland, Oregon. Kelvin, we know nothing about you, Brodus. Also known as the Snoop Dogg of this film industry shit. What's going on, guys? How cool we welcome you back. Oh, wow. That's the joke. That's the joke, dude. I was going to say that, too, but I I kind of uh, like my flattering intro, so I'm not going to poke holes in it. You didn't interrupt in the middle of it. It's really like funny. It's, it's really interesting you that Jeremy still me. doesn't get the joke where I say on the show for the first time. You know, it's like it's like his memory. He forgets every episode. You do it every time. Yeah. yeah. So not this, we don't have that many new people on. So it's not really. Th- so I'm thinking Jeremy do- was doing the joke, too. And he's like adding to it. Like, But I can't tell. Th- this Did you what- call me Calvin because Snoop Dogg's name is also Calvin? Am yes. I late to that joke? Okay, cool. Um, yeah, well, the thing <laughs> is, get it. whenever I hear the name Calvin, I, I always associate with Brodus. Calvin Brodus as the Snoop Dogg. But it worked out great because you kind of are the Snoop Dogg of this film industry shit. Because, you know, Snoop is like everywhere. This guy does everything under the fucking sun in his career. It's like literally mind-boggling how he is everywhere all the time. But you and i mentioned it you know you're a filmmaker actor and podcast you do a lot of things in that industry too so the snoop dog reference was just kind of hand in hand right so um welcome to the show though man uh first time on obviously and uh glad to have you man and you know yeah like i really I, don't know much about you except for the fact that you do these things in the film industry so yeah it should be an interesting conversation coming up yeah, man. Thanks for having me. I mean, this has been a long time goal of mine. I don't know if you guys remember, but I've always we wanted remember. to be on the show. I used to fuck <laughs> with you guys. And then and then I think at one point you guys made the, the public announcement that I would never be on the show. So I went and just did my own bullshit 
podcast ju- just to be a dick about it. Mm-hmm. And now here Yo, I am. Did you start your podcast in response to us telling just, you would never be just, on the show? Just because you guys said you'll never be on the show. I had, <laughs> channel. I had the means to do it. So I was so like, all right. The, I so feel like this is so one of the most like flat. you on the Jimmy Kimmel show. You're never going to be on, but now <laughs> you're actually on. Now I'm actually on. Yeah. Yeah. So. I feel so like this is one of the most flattering things that has ever been said about us right now. We actually fucked with you so bad and shit so that bad. we actually made you go and create your own podcast, which I have actually checked out before. But that is amazing. Just almost in spite of us. And you, you have to realize, though, like a lot of the shit that happens in what we say on this show and what happens in the group page and stuff like that is it's just us being us over the top. You know, we like we don't, we, we, we do troll, but a lot of people understand that too. Like we purposely start arguing, like me, everyone knows I purposely do that. Sometimes I'll, I'll just go and I'll, I'll be a dick in a comment for the sake of just starting conversation. Right. Sometimes people oh, don't no, understand. I, I totally recognize that. Yeah. Yeah. And like at the end of the day, like I'm sitting here on the other end, just laughing. Like, it's not like true, true trolling because I'm still involved with it. I'm trying to get people active and stuff. And, but yeah, I mean, me and you, we definitely had some good back and forth and shit. And people were like, what the fuck's with this Calvin guy? And I'm like, dude, settle the fuck down, man. This shit ain't serious, man. That like, was my, that was my hope that I would be on the show at that mm. point. I, I started trying <laughs> to troll back in the hopes that people were like, get him on the show so that they argue. Mm-hmm. So that was my whole my whole uh, plan there, and it seems to have worked. Like whenever you would post your top five of eighty whatever, <laughs> right? I, I would always tell it. you that you're lazy. Well, see, you're lazy. That's why you didn't finish. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, you're lazy because you're only doing five films in 1985. Like, come on, man. There's so 20. many movies. Top yeah. 25 of 85. Uh, see, you gotta. You got to leave a little bit of room to come back too. What so. to do your next five? Yeah, yeah, part two, whatever, another another decade. Plus, yeah, you can just crank it out. The eighties were known for their sequels. You just got to crank it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Just do it once and forget about it. I get what you're saying though, because it gives you like you know a ton of content versus just a one-time thing. Yeah, don't want to pigeonhole yourself. Plus, I am lazy. <laughs> CNN. You don't want to watch 85 or 100 movies for 1985 to figure out what the best is, even though you already know what your top 10 are because you've seen them 100 times. I mean, there's so many. Yeah, make us sound stupid. 1985, as JP likes to call them. So, but I actually I, enjoyed 1985. It's like the best movie year for horror films, probably. Honestly, it definitely has yeah, one of I, the highest standard of like you know top shelf films out of any year for sure. It's crazy. You know, like my number 20 would make like any of my other lists is number like three. Mm-hmm. It's better than 72. I understand, like, not everyone out there is going to do what we do when we when we prep for top 10 shows and stuff. Like, we go completely overboard, but, no, but that's the fun of it, though. But that's you the gotta fun go, of it. You got to dig deep because you find a gem, like, and we do. medium, that yeah. Polish horror film that no one fucking ever We never of. started doing this in spite of anybody else or trying to outdo any other podcast. This is just how and how we created our shows. You it's know, like it's literally just, it's just how what my we, mind works. Yeah, it's just like, what we I'm wanted like, to do. Hey, we should do a retro year. And I'm like... I didn't think that we would just like it. What we didn't even talk about it. We didn't even say we can watch all the movies no, from no. that year. That's no. just what we did naturally. Yeah, yeah. It was. I remember to this day. It was 1968. Uh, me and you came up with that concept. Jeremy didn't even watch. He didn't even. I watched five. Watch, all right. He watched five movies. He wasn't even on that show. Ten list. And actually, I love how that the the top ten shows really grew because yeah. we did pretty minimal for that. But then. But then again, 68 doesn't have like an abundance of films too, but we yeah, probably could have done more. I watched honestly about 20, 25 movies from there mm-hmm. and that was it. And But it's it's definitely a, a compilation of like 
our personalities because I think like me, Jeremy or me, um, you know, Dave and JP were, we're very much kind of the same where we don't want to miss something. And like, if there is something out there that's good and it's hidden, we're going to probably try and find it. It's fun finding hidden gems. You got it. And we do every year, every year. We always find a couple, man. There's always some random TV films from the eighties or seventies, some shit. And yeah, I thought, you know, I found a bunch of movies and stuff that massacred central high. Even I knew both of those movies already though. So I didn't do the 76 show. Mm -hmm. And and the thing is, is people like when I hear people say like, Oh, it's too much work and stuff like that for one show. But I'm like, to me, it's it's the process is the funnest part. Yeah, like yeah. the prep for it is actually what's fun about the show. It's not as much as the recording is yeah. like prepping for it. But I I get some people just don't have the time to put it. Like some people watch 75 movies a year and that's it. But like, it's all it's all get, ta- it's all time management though because the way I look at it, like you know, with this show, I'm constantly prepping for at least three shows every week. Right, because I'm either right, watching. I'm, just, I'm prepping for 2020. Man, I'm not like a good example of like the, a regular dude. But I, like, I time manage my shit because I'm like, if I watch this many 2020 films, I can throw in some 2005 and the current week or whatever show we're doing. I'll, I'll manage that out. You notice I always watch my movies on the same days at the same time. Everything, blah blah blah. You like can it, set your it, own it, schedule better than other people, though. And, but I'm a night person. I watch. People yeah. are always like, "Man, you watch movies all day." I'm like, "No, I start my movies 8:39 at night, and I watch three or four. Right, so. Yeah, I definitely have a different type of schedule, different mentality, but it's all about time management because I'm like, and that's how, like, with 2005, you know, I mean, I know we have a time that we're going to be doing it and it's in a few months. So if I watch this many, kind of space it out and shit, it's, I don't know, I just find it really easy to do, but I also find it fun though too. And I get where some people will kind of look at the situation and go, that's just too much, right? Dude, if you didn't go camping, you would hit a thousand movies, I think. Because well, you're at 760 right now, and I guarantee you watch at least another 100 before the year's over. I'm I didn't, at 668. I didn't watch anything, during, barely anything during those like three months. I was crazy. Like I, I obviously watched some, but I, mean, I think I watched 20 movies between January and the end of March. Yeah, yeah, you were being you were being a little bitch. Oh, I, would I was down in the dumps. Yeah, I definitely. So I've watched. What I said. I watched 205. <laughs> so that's pretty good. I caught up a little bit. Yeah. That's more than normal people would do. Yeah. But 760, I mean, that's that's insane, dude. Like, me, I feel like I, well, I've had the best year I've ever had. I've watched a ton of movies, and I'm only at, what, five, oh, not even 500 yet. I'm at 490. Mm-hmm. I'm at, let me see for sure. Well, if you look at my, yeah, 760 films I've lost, it's crazy. How many films does Dustin Baker watch? That guy fucking posts his like. He does seven, watch a lot of. He watches, what's like, his job? Like, what's he do for a living? I'm at six seventy five diary entries this year. Dustin Baker has one one thousand and seventy three. That's pretty crazy, Dave. Actually, because you work like you have. Um, I work forty hours a week, and I work out pretty much every day. Yeah. Yeah. So. I don't have a life. Yeah, that's man. That's well. I mean, the, actually, you know what the thing is is that you know you're single. So it allows you to actually watch a lot of this shit, man. If you had a girlfriend, you'd probably be down to like 220 right now. <laughs> oh, no. Not true. I'm just fucking with you, man. It does take a little bit of time. You know I'm married, but like I said, though, it's nighttime for me. So um, I don't know, man. I just been I've been really trying to salvage to that. The reason why I'm, I'm at such high watches for 2020 right now is because I've been trying to salvage this year. Like, I, I don't think this is the worst year ever, but I don't think it's a great what I would consider to be a top shelf year because there's not a lot of really 
notable heavy hitters and stuff. Like, I think that at the end of the year, the top 10 list will be okay. You know, it, it won't be yeah, memorable. I, I think there'll be like eights and stuff. But yeah. to me, I look back. But I'm just thinking some of the year. films compared, if I were to put some of the, you know, maybe top 10 entries into the previous last four or five years, I don't even know if some of these movies would be making. I mean, I know a couple would for sure make some top 10s in other years, but I just feel like the quality is a little bit less this year for sure. I, I think that my, t- I think that if, if you combine this year with last year, I think that my top 10, none of the films that are in my top 10 this year would be in my top 10 last year. That's crazy. I, I definitely so one or two, but so far. maybe, I don't know. It's been some pretty uh, damn good years. Maybe hey, one. Hey, two. Dave. Hey, Dave. Uh-huh. Didn't you say you wanted to bring something up on the show? Uh, not really anymore. I was just talking about <laughs> ratings. I'm like, no, honestly, people think yeah. I hate stuff. I absolutely dislike, I hate disliking movies. And, I, and people think that I give a six. I just like it. I actually like the movie. I'm just like comparing it to other movies. No, I'm like, dude, when you give a six, you, we know you hate it. You guys are full of shit. <laughs> I'm actually probably the one who likes more movies than anybody here. No, dude. Then why is it that you're always bitching about movies? That actually is kind because of the you guys I- get irony. trash yeah. picks. I don't you literally get true. trash picks. They're like, hey, we're gonna review fucking my grandpa's garden shed six. I cut off my dick and ate it. Dave didn't like. Oh, you won't like this one. No, nobody <laughs> likes this one. The guy who made it don't even like this one. <laughs> We were talking about a potential show we were going to do, and Dave was already bitching about how he's going to hate. I just all, don't see the, the point movies. to it. I'm, I didn't say I was going to hate him. I just said that there's going to be like the complete. The people are going to expect something, and it's not going to be that. It's they're like, oh, I can't, can't wait for old guys to complain about sparkling vampires. It's like it's so so pointless. It's completely pointless to do that because it's it's not the target audience. It's just like the only thing like those movies don't even bother me. The people that bother me are the people that constantly bitch about them. Like I said, it's like the same thing about the guy who's like not watching the Super Bowl. No one gives a fuck. Go away. Then don't watch it. We don't care. Don't tell anyone. And if you didn't, if you didn't care about the Super Bowl, you wouldn't take the time to post that you don't I'm watching the Super Bowl. Speaking like of you hated contamination, I did. You hated uh, the killers on the phone, but you did not you actually like that one. But you gave it a shitty rating. I, I think you were the only one that didn't like that rating. one. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. Everybody scared you. Love. Hated Paganini horror. Paganini horror. And Paganini. You hated dead dicks. I don't know how you hated dead dicks. That was pretty fun. I don't care for dead dicks at all. You hated Argento's opera. I don't, I don't get that either. No, I don't hate opera at all. What are you talking about? I gave it a seven and a half out of ten. Oh, okay, seven. <laughs> you're I don't a fucking think dumb, JP. Dude, JP, your ratings are nonsense. You're like, oh, this was okay. Eight and a half. <laughs> fucking, you rate like you're a video game fucking man. Killer on the phone, I give it a two out of ten. That's a Dude, that movie sucked. Okay, he's you're never gonna remember it. You're not gonna care about it. It's a no, dude. Movie. I beg to differ on not remembering it because I think the the twist in the end is so worthy of remembering because it's so ridiculous. Reason the twist is laughable. It doesn't make the movie better. It makes it a joke. But I don't hate the movie. I don't think it makes it a joke. I think it, it definitely separates itself as being one of the more outrageous left field kind of twists ever. But. I don't know, man. I didn't think the movie was actually that bad. I mean, at least it has good movie. casting. It's like, Telly Savalas, I'll fuck with anything. When with Kojak, show, I'll fuck with Kojak. That when people hear that show, they're going to be like, yes, Yens did think it was bad because all Yens did was talk about all the problems with we it. Said we said we liked liked the That's not true. I brought stuff. up shit that I liked in the movie. We said we all liked the technical stuff was all good, and Telly Savalas was good, and the acting yeah. was pretty good. Even if good. They, yeah. There's a, there's a lot all of good stuff. All the technical shit was good. The script just was kind of sloppy. Kind of. Very sloppy because we love Italian movies. So and you were going to give it a one, and we talked you into giving it a two. No, he was going to give it a three, I was and we talked give it about a three, a two. And you talked right. me down to a two. Calvin, have you ever seen the Killers on the phone before? 
I have not, no. Oh, okay. No. I just wanted your opinion hey, on, do you on want ridiculous to watch ending. After? The ending is just uh, crazy. Yeah, no, I, I'm very intrigued now. Uh, because I sort of agreed with uh, with Dave's rating for uh, <laughs> Contamination. I'm not particularly a fan of that one either. I like it. It's so you fun, hate it too, it's, the, I don't, I don't I hate it. I no. want to like that movie. I, I, are, are you a James Bond fan? I am a James Bond fan. And it's literally a Bond movie, horror-wise. Horror <laughs> but it's not as well-made as a Bond movie. No, 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 either. of yeah, course not, of course just, not. But It's a little slow. It's just a little slow for my taste, honestly. And, and somebody, Zach told me if I don't like contamination, I don't like Italian horror movies. And it's like, bro, it's That's missing true. 50% of what yeah. Italian horror movies have. Let me finish. Exactly. It's missing 50% of Italian horror movies. doesn't have any of the sleaze, doesn't have any of the nudity. That's like 50% of the stuff that I like with the Ajalos, that underlining sleaze with them, or mm-hmm. the crazy batshit in Burial Ground, or Nightmare City, or the the sadistic qualities that House on the Edge of the Parker Cannibal Holocaust has. It ha- doesn't have that. It just has the fun gore and great music and uh, a sloppy middle. But I still like the movie. It's good. I enjoy it. But it's not it's not top tier Italian filmmaking for me. Right. Then why don't you say you hate it, it, it if you like it? I didn't say I hated it, dumb dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it's disliking fun. movies. I don't enjoy it. I I don't enjoy it. I hate it. It makes me. I feel like a See, fucking asshole. Said he I hated like it. it. I heard it. No, but that I don't. I just said I don't like disliking movies. That's why when people are constantly picking, they want you to review bad movies. It's it's just a counterproductive. Yeah, I mean, I get the hate for Paganini horror. I mean, it's definitely I don't hate Paganini horror. <laughs> I, I like I like I Paganini it horror. No, I didn't. Like, say, I wasn't saying that you, you you said that you hated. I'm just. It seems like the consensus is since we did it and stuff. People are like, eh, it's not very good. It's like, it is what it is. But I mean, I get it. It's definitely. I don't hate it. I, I still don't think it's very good. I think it yeah. sucks. I think it's okay. It's got some good scenes in it and stuff. But so, um, not to, you know, completely derail this into something else. But I, I we do need to discuss something or at least say something. So uh, the shows right now, um, most people are like, where the fuck are the shows? Like, because the they're currently, uh, I think right now. Where the fuck are the shows? We've been weekly fucking for like two months. No, no, no. Like some people can't get them because of uh, how horophilia is and Jason and everything right now. Yes. Can you please address this? Because I'm fucking tired of telling people I don't fucking know. And then they ask me, they're like, why don't you know? Aren't you a host? And I'm like, yeah, but I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> yeah it's, uh, so right now we're just like keeping my like basically um b- right now we're probably not going to be as consistent on being in the pod catching type things like spotify and itunes and and uh stitcher how dave listens like because he's an old man and and all those things that the, the Two ways you're probably going to hear us best right now is the Patreon and Moods' YouTube channel. And uh, that'll be until we figure out what we're doing with moving hosts from Horophilia and transitioning into something else. I'm working on it. I just don't really want to rush it because it once we do it, it we're kind of stuck doing whatever we choose. So I'm, I'm thinking about things. Uh, I've been talking to Duncan from Podcast Under the Stairs. He's pretty familiar with this type of stuff because he left horophilia before and created his own stuff wasn't and he on own... legion or was he on horophilia he was on horophilia in legion oh yeah mm-hmm. he was on he was on horophilia first though i think yeah and I think so. uh we so he he's pretty familiar with it i mean he's built his complete brand and and he did it kind of all himself so 
uh been talking to him and he's been helping me out a little bit i kind of like the thing that he's doing um it's just a, a little bit of a pain on the technical side of things that it's going to make it a little bit harder but uh hopefully by the end of the year that will be squared away uh, I wanted to do it by the end of this month, but it's probably not going to happen. We're probably looking at the end of next month. Uh, but just just bear with us while we go through this transition, and then we should be solid like before. Um, it's it's unfortunate because I know most people listen to it through the you know iTunes or Spotify. I mean, Spotify is the big one right now. Like everybody listens through Spotify. I listen to all my podcasts through Spotify now. Uh, so. Just be patient. I, and that's one of the reasons why I'm trying to be patient with it is because I don't want to lose the feed. You know what I mean? Because we did that before. When we went to Horophilia, we lost the feed. And we had to start all over with anybody who was subscribed to that, that old feed. We They were stuck on that old feed and they had to resubscribe to a new feed. And not only that, but that old feed stuck around for like two years where if you typed in our show – Usually that one would come up first until the, until it went away, and that was annoying because obviously yeah, they annoying. would subscribe to that feed and there would only be like sixty eight episodes on it or something because yeah, yeah. we you know transitioned to a new feed and I don't want that to happen so that's what I'm working on trying to figure out a way to just swap the feed, uh, which is possible now from what I understand. Uh, technology has definitely came up and become a little bit more simpler in the last seven years <laughs> uh or what was it uh five years at least yeah 2015 was when we went to horophilia so yeah uh just be patient we'll we'll figure it out um until then just you know you can you can download the show via the patreon or you can listen on youtube which is hell the, when we started this we were only on youtube for like the first two years <clears throat> i still are listen you on youtube announce, are you still gonna announce uh, that the show is going pg now PG? Yeah, show's going PG. <laughs> I, guess. I, I mean, I could do it. But Some, sometime in 2021. I could yeah. do it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, JP, thanks for bringing down the show a beat. That was awesome. Yeah. I think I'm going to play some really sad music through that whole little spiel there because you just <laughs> suck all the, the energy. Music. You know, yeah, yeah exactly. Be- you know, if we want to continue along with the, with the sad tone and beat right now, um, yeah, this is... Um, you know, the end of Italian month, this is week four in the final week for this year's Italian whore month, which I always feel like this month rips by. I always feel like October This is the fastest it's ever went for me. October and November just fly by for me because we're always busy with 31 days. We're doing so many podcasts and it just October. It just, I never really get to fully enjoy. It seems like, cause we're just constantly just, just ripping forward. But, but I think there's something even more important to say about this month. I made it to every show, so fuck you guys. It might be the first, first time. time. Think, first are we going to mention? Are we going to mention Daria Nicolodi? And I'm leading. That's where I'm, that's that, that's where I'm leading like, to. And, and I, I, this month's over. It makes me sad. <laughs> and that's where I was leading to because there's something was, called that, the news. That was the second part, but yeah, we'll mention well, Dario sure Nicolodi. Jeremy was like complimenting himself. Right, right, right. Um, actually, passed away a couple days ago. Um, at the. Uh, Age of eighty, I believe, or seventy. She was seventy. Seventy. Yeah. Um, I believe she had cancer. I'm not hundred percent sure, but I think that she was dealing with an illness and stuff. So, um, but yeah, God rest her soul. She was definitely a legend in the uh, the Italian yeah. world of cinema for sure. Um, that's very very sad. So she'll be missed. We've definitely reviewed a shit ton of her movies on this on this podcast, and 
Do you think she was like kind of hanging on by a thread and was like, you know what, it is Italian Horror Month? Oh. Maybe. I mean, and she's like, I'm just. She was a fan. Perfect, JP, perfect JP time even, to go out. JP even giving credit for somebody dying. Thank you, JP. No, no. <laughs> she saw Jeremy's fucking rating on Paganini Horror and dropped dead. Right, right. I was, I was actually thinking. I was probably thinking because you guys trash the shit out of the movie so bad that she's like, fuck no, this. I'm, I'm out of here. I'm out of here. That is okay. Twenty-two shots trash my work. Fuck this. I'm out of here. At least I said she didn't go out on that movie. She went out on fucking Mother of Tears instead. You know what's funny about everybody thinking that Dave hates horror movies is a couple minutes ago when I was going through his letterbox, I was trying to find stuff at six and I had to scroll far away. Yeah, dude, I told you I rate high. <laughs> but everybody I'm very fair. hates movies. Every, I'm very, very fair. Like I actually, I should, everything I rate, I should be a point lower. Talking about a guy who rated Graveyard Shift at nine. Actually, I know I, you gave you gave you gave the killer on the phone. It should at least. Be I think four, this whole think. hate thing actually started with <laughs> when, when, it was one of the first time Dave was on, and I was. I think he was bitching about fucking some Canadian shit that he hated, and that's how it actually started like, was him tower? hating just on Canadian cinema in yeah, general. Like these are all the tower does. Uh, yeah, but those, the are, but those are bottom of the barrel. Those are exact examples of films that yeah that are fair to be hated on. Because they are. Yeah, I don't not even want to talk movies. about them because I feel like an asshole. Although you know I would love I mean? like, to no see one it. knows what it is, and I hate it, and then it's just like it's pointless. But still, I just got to be honest. I don't think it was as bad as you're making out to be, to be honest. But <laughs> oh, dude, it's bad. It is bad. I mean, it's, it, it was kind of entertaining. Good. It was kind of entertaining. It's um, yeah, come on, come on. I didn't mind it. I mean, I'm a sucker for those fucking building type shit, man. You know that. You know that. Poltergeist three is my favorite. Poltergeist one, three so. is amazing. That's yeah. my favorite yeah. too. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, building. Two, I don't care. Tower horror films like. Demons too. Come on, anything set in apartment buildings, I like that. Certain yeah, those are in the corn seven. Devil, Devil's right, right, bad. yeah. Apartment building that, tower type. I that, like those. Yeah, that the M Night Shyamalan Ding Dong movie. Yeah, that yeah, one's good. Yeah, I like that movie. Yeah, Devil's too. actually not bad. It's an apartment right. building. Mm-hmm. Everybody loves the elevator. So I have a question. While we're still in the intro, before we get to five hours with Calvin. Yeah. Um, <laughs> How was everybody's Black Friday? I don't want to talk about it. Oh, for <laughs> fuck's sakes, man. You know what? <laughs> Same shit I do every year, man. I ignore every other sale, go to Vinegar Syndrome, spend 400 bucks on just a few items I didn't have, and um, I'm out. I did, yeah, I did. Just a few. Just a I, few. I, well, you know, I mean, because I hadn't picked up the, the last couple months. Well, I think it was like July and August's releases and stuff. Anyway, I, I'm fuck. My OCD is crazy. Plus, they released a couple more AFCA titles and shit, so I had to grab those and vsas which i might add were really expensive um but yeah. i i gotta say though man I, I i'm pretty proud of myself on calling the uh the the two secret titles from the black friday package that was pretty cool silent madness 3d and of course don't panic that was pretty interesting because i'm really bad at guessing things but this time around i was like i'm pretty sure i got this who's gonna uh, buy me jeremy but yeah well, i, I the, went the to seven about that the silent madness one was like I think there was like really no other choices it could be. Like what else? Was 3D, 3D horror right. movie. Yeah, there's a slasher. And, and like, I mean, obviously, what? Don't Panic was just in in line with the last couple of releases that they had done too. So th- that one kind of made sense. And I went over to Severn just to check out, you know, what the prices would be to get two Blu-rays with conversion was ninety, basically ninety three dollars. And I'm like, uh, yeah. so, I'm gonna have to bite the bullet and get that. I know. I, w- I want. I want that too. But man, dude, like they want twenty, like basically twenty bucks to ship two Blu-rays, and I'm like, that's just fucking outrageous, man. No way home is also. That's limited, not. I guess expediated mail. That's fucking standardized mail. So I'll be waiting for fucking a month for that. I'm like twenty bucks, dude. No. 
That's a lot. It is a lot. I totally I ordered just, two from it does, I'll order them from you. It was forty five it would have been forty five dollars basically a piece. And I'm like, this this is crazy. But you know what? Severn's one of those companies that I love, but I never order straight from Severn because it's just it's not worth it for me. For you guys, it's not so bad. Shipping's a little bit better and stuff, but you know, and it's one of those companies I kind of cherry pick over the time. You know, I would like to get that specific release because it does come with an extra bonus film and stuff. And the, the documentary sounds really cool too. So there's only two that are limited. Is that movie has an extra bonus movie on it yeah. that you won't get, and No Way Home is limited. Yeah, the rest I think will have uh, regular editions, but which they is won't fine. have the slip covers, which, which I don't care about. So I, I held off on. The I'm like ones. that with Mondo too, man. Like you know, they they release the red case editions and stuff, and then they release the standards down the line and. I, I, it is what it is. Regulars. I'm fine with the standards too. It doesn't matter to me. So, um, what'd you I guys all got? No, I bought a lot like, of stuff. I bought mainstream Well, you stuff. went stupid on the Epic sale for some reason. Oh yeah, I bought a I bought a bunch of stuff from Epic. I forgot. What'd about you get? That. Uh, let's see. Let me pull it up. I spent a hundred dollars, which I usually never do. Damn. I got this. Was all for that must have hurt 90, your soul. $98.46. I got The Hell and Back on Blu-ray. I got okay. it's cool. Butt, Butt Boy on Blu-ray. Oh, nice. I like that one. Uncle Peckerhead on Blu-ray. Circus of the Dead on Blu-ray. Red Letter Dead on Blu-ray. Do you have to say on Blu-ray? Because I'm assuming you're not buying it's DVDs Red at this Day. point. Are they all Blu-rays, dude? Uh, yeah. What the fuck is wrong with you, then? Just I got it. I got all these on Blu-ray and then list the titles. This movie called <laughs> Somology uh, on Blu-ray. On Blu-ray. Well, yeah. It are, it are the vampire <laughs> hashtag screamers. The monster project. Imitation girl. Nine, Nina forever. Then I got Recon one, and uh, the sci-fi three pack, which has this movie called Black Sight, Radius, and Passenger five. And then I got the Fair. So that was a lot of shit for ninety-eight. Bucks. I got a question. I got yeah. a question though. Those last ones were those on Blu-ray? <laughs> yeah. Okay, just making sure. So the fair, is that just a standard Blu-ray, or is it just Blu-ray? It's just regular Blu-ray. A single layer. I don't think it's dual layer. Okay. (laughs) So, the the thing, like, I don't know, dude. Like, that, I I think with all the cool sales out, like, that just seemed like one, I don't know why you went with that, dude. They're a good price. They're half off. I like new movies. I don't, you know that. I did it before. Yeah, we definitely all have different type of... Ways of approaching these sales, man. Like I like to go after like you know the Afka shit and stuff, and people are like, "What the fuck? I don't want those titles." But I do. They're not yeah, upgrades. They're not upgrades for me. Uh, vinegar syndrome, and yeah. they're ten dollars, not like twenty seven, like vinegar syndrome. I mean, so Dave, what yeah, actually the, was the final the cost for the twenty seven? Is only like the newest stuff. So I did the completion set, like so you get everything, including their hardcore titles. So why? So like why did you go with the hardcore titles? <laughs> Because I, I collect all the Vinegar Syndrome stuff, and I will watch them eventually. Because they they really, the hardcore titles are actually movies; they're not like new pornos where it's just no, a guy no, no. driving I, around a truck. Yeah, dude, I mean, taboos like they're. I know that. I know that. I'm just releases I'm, ever. I, like I like some of those old, you know, '70s, you know, porno movies, which you know you don't even feel bad about and saying I have that. Every Vinegar Syndrome Blu-ray, so I have every one of them so far. Yeah, so I have stop. every one you that's have not. Peaches? I have every Blu-ray they've released. <laughs> that's crazy. I do too. That is that's crazy. crazy. I have every. I don't one have their. Uh, I don't have all the, the Echo ones though, and their sub-labels. But I do have all the Vinegar Syndrome archives, and I have all their Vinegar Syndrome Blu-rays. Yeah. So I don't have all the limited spend up Vinegar Syndrome. I have no idea. People always ask me how many movies I have. To. I have no idea. I don't. I don't well, know if you that. spent if you spent a thousand dollars yesterday on the package, how long has Vinegar Syndrome been around? I don't know. Two thousand. I also well, got deals at like it was like 2012, I think, mm-hmm. when they released. Uh, 
yeah like the two the two like i first heard about them whenever they released christmas evil and madman right i saw them at oh, wasteland before that when they had a table with just dvds at it and i i looked by it and might have bought something there yeah but yeah, yeah. they used to have the drive-in collections on DVD. They got huge though, dude. I mean, they are a major player amongst the the niche it's, companies. It's like because they, they release be... cool stuff, man. You know, they yeah, release stuff that you're not upgrading all the time. It's well, nice. they actually it's... love movies too, and they right. They get well, I I watched Devly Games already, and I fucking popped that thing in, and I went. Now this is why I I rave about 4K because the fucking movie looks insane. Like it's ridiculous. But even the Blu-ray the Blu- Blu- looks ridiculous, man. I know, yeah, they the they do restorations the like you would just not believe. And I'm telling you, it's that fucking Peter Jackson machine they have. That's what it is. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, VS, man, is... Um, I also I have every Blu-ray except for... I have a few of the hardcore titles because I picked up some of the monthly package that had them. But I, the only ones I'm missing are just the the, X, the XXX. I just don't find myself watching them. I don't know. I mean, I, I haven't dove into them, but I've watched a couple hardcore titles. Usually kind of the weird ones, you know what I mean? Like, but I haven't watched too many. Um, I also bought, so I spent like $943. At <laughs> so what was Central. just the horror and exploitation uh, cost? If you were just to go with that one, what was that yearly package? Cheaper, it was like this, is also with, this is also with the $70 coupon code off. I think it was seven in the 700s. Okay. Or was it 850 it was minus? Eight, or it was like, it was eight yeah, but it was minus 70, wasn't it? Yeah. It was still in the eights, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. Because the other one was a little bit more. I also hit up the Severance sale. I got two titles. I also did Dark Force. I got the two the bundle. I also did SRS. Oh, what did like Dark Force have as a bundle? They had um, Terror Express. See, this is why we paid Dave the big bucks to be on the show because he can, so he can go and, <laughs> yeah. and hit up all these. Dark sales. Force has yes. No, they had Terror Express and Evil Below on Blu-ray, and it was only thirty like seven bucks shit for both. So yeah. that's a pretty decent deal for dark. Yeah, that's good. See, the price aren't too bad. It's like, it's just the shipping that fucking kills it for me, man. Yeah. You're Sucks. fucked. Anna, cause the and that's what I love about VS. Have, like a guy right by the border. Just get all the shit. And people are always like twice could... a year. You send a big package. See, VS ships out of Canada, right? So, um, yeah, so I, I mean, I, I never, I've like never paid for shipping with them. Cause I'm always spending enough to get free, but they ship out of Canada. So I get it in a couple days anyways. So they're like the double shit for me, man. It's crazy. I love them. I also, so also did Warner archive. Got five titles. I about that one. Did SRS, like I said, um, got like three titles. SRS, nice. You went yeah. fucking hardcore. Fucking dude, I did Truth or Dare two and three. They were only ten bucks on Blu-ray a piece. Another SOB. Do you do this every? Uh... Dude, those are on no, Blu-ray. Fuck. I had extra money this time. I have all five on yeah. DVD, but I had extra money. I had like saved up probably like an extra thousand, but I spent more than I wanted to. And then this whole month. They had like Black Friday on Amazon and Target buy two get ones and shit. So I hit those up and I fucking they were like ten dollar four Ks. I was just like, I'll buy this, this, this. I, got, and I gotta say, I've this... like bought like fucking ten of them. I'm completely tapped out after. Yeah, today. I spent I spent five hundred on PS5. I'm kind of glad that the shipping's them. shitty for me, man, because I would have been fucking just going ape yeah, shit too, man. Fun. And then I yeah. bought that Demons four K too because Jeremy's like, it's only sixty six dollars. You guys are <laughs> what the fuck? I'm so, so glad that I'm not the fucking insane one on the show anymore. <laughs> like I, I still spent I got, a lot of money, but come on. I, I okay. I didn't go super crazy. I got um. I did buy a little bit at the vinegar. Oh, I did grindhouse too. Sorry. I think <laughs> I honestly might put a savings away to do the yearly thing next year. You got it. It seems like a such a good deal. Um, but it's just it's like I don't know. I always feel like insane if I it, like. If I get into like the hundred, like the seven hundreds of dollars, like I'm just like this is crazy. 
But you save um, money I would, in the long run. You gotta, I, sp- you gotta, you gotta make like spend money to make money, JP. I totally would do the yearly package too if it, it's just that lump sum that you know the wife sees that and she goes, "Are you fucking serious?" You know. So if I can spread it over monthly, then it just doesn't. She doesn't say shit to me. Just tell them it was your ED medicine. Yeah. Right, right. It's, it's a whole. Ma- like if I was single, I wouldn't even have hesitated. I would have grabbed the package, just grabbed fucking everything, man. Like I don't give a fuck. I'm the one looking at my statements. Divorce moods. Right. You make up this elaborate story where you have ED. And you're like, I need the medicine, honey. It's eight hundred dollars every year. Such a story. Yes, and then you keep like digging yourself deeper with other elaborate lies. Right, right. Like they, they ship the ED medicine and vinegar syndrome cases, baby. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> it's the safest way to ship it. Hundred percent, man. So big ass film canister. Yeah, so I yeah. did get a couple of um, uh, vin- vinegar syndromes. I went. I I actually went to get the angel box set but apparently that's gone now i i kind of wanted that last year i don't even know what they are i, I saw moods watching them one time and uh that's I just sold out now it yeah it's box set yeah so you can get them individual but like i don't know i kind of just wanted the box set so uh instead a box set that i honestly wasn't even interested in but i was like i kind of like vinegar syndrome's box sets i have the amityville one and i i really like it so I was like, before these fuckers sell out, I guess I'll buy these. So I bought both of the Forgotten Gialli box sets. There you go. Well, that's and a then, good, that's good a choice. Good yeah, I grabbed uh, Dow Santa Claus code for Santa Claus or whatever the fuck it's called. <laughs> uh, and then I Get grabbed, I grabbed like that old double feature of uh, Murder Weapon and Deadly Embrace or whatever the hell it is. Mm-hmm. That's the one Quickly movies. Yeah. So I grabbed those. And Murder then, Weapon's okay. Uh, I did get Tales from the Uncanny off of a Severin for thirty fucking dollars. You did buy it, yeah, nice. Uh, uh, it, that's including shipping, but uh, I just wanted it because it had bone. It has like an unreleased. Uh, it has three anthology, anthology movies on there. Right? Yeah, three that's, of them. That was what the mm-hmm. selling point to me was. I know exactly what's going to happen with me tonight, man. I'm going to end up having fifteen beers, go on Severin, and fucking totally buy those. <laughs> Just get them delivered to. Did Derek ever tell you about the time where we were skyping? This was years ago, and like I was getting completely trashed, and they were talking about like the uh, the Zombie Three Eighty Eight films release. Like you got to get on this, man. You got to get that slipcover. And I was like, what the fuck? And I'm like on my computer, like blah blah blah. (laughs) Fucking purchase it and totally forgot about it. Right? (laughs) Check the mail a couple weeks later, and all of a sudden I got this thing. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, Derek, I got fucking Zombie Three in the mail, and he's like, dude, don't you remember ordering it? I'm like, no. I'm like, and fuck, it became a huge joke. It was pretty bad. <laughs> so that's yeah, actually the one time I completely free. didn't remember ordering something. I was like, damn, dude. I could I could have ordered like fucking twelve hundred dollars worth of shit and been like, oh. We just need calf we just need calf to come back, JP. Um and then I ordered a couple of uh, I did I did hit up the Amazon sale. Um and just got like a couple of scream factories that I didn't have. Uh ones that I should have had had by now like uh silent night deadly night i can't believe i still didn't have what? that really yeah. crazy silent yeah, those are jp those are nice uh, releases Exorcist three and uh what was the other one um the tingler oh someone's <laughs> watching me the uh carpenter film. the carpenter tv film yeah. either but i grabbed a couple of those and and then a couple of other things and that was kind of it i did a lot of christmas shopping for other people too during Black Friday, which is really what ate up most of my money. I spent about 600 bucks. 
Yeah, I didn't spend anything for anybody else because I'm a selfish bastard. <laughs> even though I literally am going to have to spend like I'm not even joking. I actually finished all my shopping a couple weeks back. So What? Yeah, I, I went early. I even bought one thing. Well, okay. People are like, man, you did your shopping. I'm like, the reason why I did my shopping super early this year because the majority of people are doing their shopping online. The mail system's already slow as fuck here and it's backed up to shit right now because I got connections in this, in this world. And they're just like, dude, the mail's backed up like a month. So if you want to order shit online right now, fucking do it now because it yeah. might not make it for christmas so i went real early this year and i'm still waiting for things in the mail that i that i purchased three weeks ago four weeks ago so this is fucking crazy yeah yeah I, honestly i'm looking at the four for four four that uh, fucking four for 44 right now i'm I'm probably gonna do that too, and then I'm fucking done. I'm done for like a yeah. month. <laughs> what are you gonna get for the four? For I think 44? that's one of the greatest know, that's deals out there. Trouble finding. I so far I have House of Wax 3D. Do you have the you have you don't have the old Blu-ray of that? I do. I have Mystery at the Wax Museum. There's no, there was an old Blu-ray that was a before Warner Archive that I have. So uh, I yeah, I, I've got that one too. The one with the yeah, little cover. Yeah. That's the one that was like super expensive for a while, right? Yeah, there, it went up in price. I actually might not be able to hit up this sale because I don't think they have anything that I need. You need that House of Wax. House of Wax is awesome. I know, I mean, but I need four other, I need three other titles. I'm missing and so I, many I of those find two, archives. I'll take two. I'll go Hapsies. Dude, I'm missing like a good 15 of them that I want. It's ridiculous. Are they like all sold out or something? There's no Blu-rays on here. What are you talking about, Willis? Probably. You got to do certain things. Go, here's what you do. You click on the Warner Archive tab, click the Blu-ray tab, and put sort by newest, and then you can see they'll actually have all the ones that are 4 for 44. Because you can't really just click on the sale because there'll be all DVDs in there, and you don't want to sort through them yourself. So Right, yeah, that's what I'm trying yeah, to do. Here, I'll just send you a link if you want me to. Calvin, what did you pick up for uh, any Black Friday deals? You know, I didn't do any of the sales. Uh, I also collect vhs tapes so i've been kind of in the midst of my i, I go through like these little moods and um no pun intended you go through I, uh, <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> i uh i got some wizard big boxes that i had my eye oh, on nice. did you get the ones off of charlie van <laughs> I, I do have some of the fake ones i do have some of the fake ones what, they're, fake? they're good display pieces man they really they are. are they're great display pieces too uh, bad they're fake they are fake <laughs> It's hilarious that he. But he to... found them in a warehouse that's been sitting in a box. Listen, if, how could you? How could they be in a warehouse if they were fake? And in perfect. Are condition. you even going to try to do this joke, JP? <laughs> what do you mean? We all know they're fake. Uh, yeah, JP, they're like, super fake. I sent you that link. Now just it, just scroll down and you'll see the four for. Are you still defending Charlie Band and the Wizard VHS Big Box <laughs> bullshit? I'm yeah, just, no, it's I'm super just fake. defending honor. They're. Uh, they're still pretty cool, though. They're good for the collection. No, I got some real ones. Um, also, you know, I'm a big Godzilla fan, so I, I try to track down, like, weird uh, old VHS tapes of Godzilla films with different titles on them. I got Godzilla vs. the Cosmic Monster, which is really Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla. So I've mm-hmm. been kind of in the wrong mood for, uh, like, the Blu-ray sales. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I go through different, like, ebbs and flows. So my my update is super boring, man. Yeah, well, that's I cool, man. A lot of mainstream titles. I didn't buy anything that probably would interest fuckers on here, but bought a lot of mainstream shit. You bought demons. Yeah, I bought demons one and two, and I bought a whole bunch of four Ks. I were cheap. What were they? 
Uh, oh, please don't list them. They're, they're all 4Ks, man. We don't need to hear about them. What is up with I bought like 10 4Ks that were cheap. I bought Requiem for a Dream. I brought oh, Gremlins. I bought oh, yeah, I'm pissed about those. Yeah, I got like Requiem for seven bucks. Yeah, that killed me, dude. I just spent 25 for the. What? No, seven. Man, 4Ks are so expensive here. Never on sale. Never, never oh. spend much Let's on see. I bought Requiem for a Dream on 4K, War of the Worlds on 4K, District yeah. 9 on 4K. It's you don't have to say on 4K when you're telling us all the 4Ks you got. It's Did we just go through this? On 4K. On 4K. Uh, Air Force One, which I've actually never seen, but I heard it's fun as shit. Get off my plane. <laughs> yeah, it's Rambo. Rambo 5, 1917, The Hunt on Blu-ray, the final <clears throat> season of Game of Thrones because I needed it, Gretel and Hansel on Blu-ray, and that 10, too. It was like seven bucks. 10 Cloverfield Lane on 4K. I grabbed uh, Knives Out and... I did that too. It was like 10 and, bucks. Uh, what's the other one? Uh, 1917. Those were my two mm. 4K. Well, CGI rats look real great in 4K. <laughs> Um, okay, so that's though. that's definitely going to conclude the uh, the Black Friday pickups. Jeremy, you want to say on Blu-ray again in 4K? Just one more time. Uh, yeah, those the... were the Black Friday 4K Blu-ray VHS pickups. <laughs> Hell All right. yeah. No one picked up the cassette from Cyberpunk, so I can't include that. No one oh, picked yeah, up this cassette tape. No? All right. No, that's a waste of fucking money. That's funny. But it the has guy fucking Richard Stanley talking week. about it. Come on, man. There's yeah. no difference between the VHS and the cassette. Don't act like you're better than it. <laughs> I am. I don't, I don't have VHS anymore, but I used to. Just shit that wasn't on Blu-ray. All I right. found two. JP, are what, you shopping what? on the show? Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. All right. Um, <laughs> he doesn't even want to do this. Since, since Calvin is... Uh, Brand new to the show, first time on, of course. Um, we do a thing called Top 5, or 5 Questions with Calvin. Oh, shit. Yeah, it should All be right. called 5 Hours with Calvin. Sometimes five these hours. do last long. I mean, they're honestly, these are not really the hardest questions in the world. It's more just to get to know you and just kind of get some insight into who you are and what you're all about and stuff. Very, very simple stuff. I don't try to think about these well, too have, hard. Have we, you... done these, have we done these with Dave yet? Now yeah, that we, Dave's here, yeah, it's we, like we 12 did. hours of... <laughs> Oh, you're right. 12 uh, hours with Calvin because Dave's going to bring up something. Yep. You, you never know. You're right. You never know. Yeah, and actually, Better I think last year we had like... fucking stopwatch out. How many? How much minutes of bullshit do I get this time? All right, yeah, let's let's time this. Okay. You give me an hour of bullshit, Jeremy. Okay. Throughout a show. start Put the time on. Every time I interrupt and say something stupid, start it. All right, so first question here. Very, very simple. Um, when and how did you get into horror films? Man, I have been a horror junkie my entire life. Probably my dad is the the cause of all of it. Uh, when I was a little kid, uh, he would like tell me ghost stories, and the more I became a horror fan, the more I realized he was just telling me the plot of like some horror movie that he had seen as a kid. Um, but I, I was probably probably about five or six because uh, up till that point. Uh, you know, my my grandma is full Japanese, so she used to just bring movies from Japan, and I, I got really into Godzilla films. Mm. That being a genre, just moved right into uh, horror films. And uh, yeah, Night of the Living Dead was oddly one that I saw at a really young age, the 68 version. And um, I, that really kicked it off. I mean, that movie scared the shit out of me. 
Is that like one of the earliest ones you can remember watching? That is probably one of the earliest ones. Also, um, the uninvited that that TV ghost movie. Have you guys seen that from like the? I think it's the late '80s, but it's like yeah, uh, no, we just we just did that on. Did 85. you guys do that? Yeah, you're talking about the one with uh, Jeffrey Demon. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Good yeah. movie. Good yeah. movie. Yeah. Um, that was one that I saw. I know that was ninety one. Was that ninety one? Yeah, that, I think that's the one that called the haunted. 80s. By the way, that's called the, the haunted. haunted. Yeah, the haunted. yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, the haunted. Yeah. Uh, there were all of those like little made for TV movies that both of my parents were really, you know, into the genre. Um, Uninvited is the classy one from the forties or fifties. That, that's right. That's right. Uh, <laughs> but all of those little made for TV movies, it just kind of added up over time, and. Um, yeah, I, I mean, really, it was Night of the Living Dead, though. Good man, good man. Um, so when was it? Like, how old are you? I am twenty-eight. Okay, so you're twenty-eight. So you're born it's like nine. I was born in ninety-two. Yeah, I, I would say probably ninety-eight. I mean, my dad used to take me to video rental stores. I mean, I grew up in the the last dying gasp of it <clears throat> before it became blockbusters. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we're getting, yeah, a general premise. So you're like right in between JP and Jeremy in age. It's pretty interesting. You guys are all separated by a year or two. Yeah, I'm yeah. 29. Jeremy's, what, 12? <laughs> yeah, right. Okay, so yeah, so I was. that was actually one of the questions, like, the, you know, kind of grew up in the video storage, uh, store age. It would have been, I guess, kind of the late tail end of it. But, uh, but you do remember the video stores and stuff. That's pretty cool, so. Definitely. Yeah, well, and here in Portland, Oregon, we also have uh, Movie Madness, which is like the largest video rental store still yep, in I, existence. Huh. I know the place. That's yeah, cool. it's it's awesome. It's a, a film museum as well. It's really cool. So, I mean, I still go to the video rental store. Um, so, yeah. I, too, it's, bad. it's hard to believe that some are still surviving. That's pretty crazy, man. Yeah, we have one out here, too. Just one. Yeah, we also have the last remaining blockbuster, which is just yeah. south here. Yeah. Bend, Oregon. Yeah, and Bend. It's still hmm. there, right? It is. It is. I was yep. just there. They got Russell Crowe shit from uh, the Gladiator or whatever. Documentary just came out on it. Hmm. I was going to buy it, and they were going to charge $10 to ship one Blu-ray, and I said to kiss my ass, and I didn't <laughs> buy it. So, Who was yeah. going to charge it? They were going to charge it themselves. It was like they're they're they made a documentary about oh. it, and this was like on their website. And I yeah, wanted to see it because it was all to... about it was all about blockbuster and shit. I was like, oh, that sounds pretty cool. Yeah, I was going to pay twenty five bucks for the Blu ray, and then I went to check out, and they were going to charge ten bucks to ship one Blu ray. Yeah, I was like, man, much. I feel like five I feel like moods right now. Man, speaking of Russell Crowe, man, bucks a pop. It's it's just bullshit. Did you guys you know. see Unhinged? That just oh, came yeah. up. Yeah. I want to see it, though. <laughs> Damn, it's dude. Good, dude. Russell Crowe. Did you watch it twice, Moods? No. Russell Crowe's a fucking boss for gaining like a hundred and something pounds. Twice. Dude, he didn't gain that weight for that movie. Russell Crowe's been like fucking Yeah, he's been getting chubby for a while. But like yeah. that much? It looks like he gained, he definitely gained some fucking weight for it, though, man. Like, dude, Russell Crowe ate all his co-stars in his last movie to get that <laughs> No, I didn't, I didn't uh, log it twice, JP. I could have sworn you did. No, Russell Crowe's awesome though. You but, can uh, sense how angry he is. It's hilarious. But yeah, like I thought his performance was actually pretty good. I mean, the movie. I love the diner scene. The yeah, diner the, scene's fucking awesome. The diner scene's insane. What was that movie he did with uh, Ryan Gosling? The Nice Guys. I haven't yeah. seen that one. That movie was fucking great. <laughs> he was great in that movie. Hmm. You didn't see that one, Moods? No, I don't think I so. Think the, it's a buddy cop movie. I, I think you'd enjoy it. Fred Decker wrote that. 
I just think of South, yeah. I just think of South Park when I hear of Russell Crowe. Yeah, me too, man. Fighting around the <laughs> Going world. Around Fighting around the world. Come on, Tugga. <laughs> I love that. Hey, hey you Japanese people over there. Hey, I'm going to fight you. <laughs> you want to fight? Yeah, Romper fight. Stomper. You guys have seen yeah. Romper Stompers, right? Of course. Right? Yeah, yeah. The, the fucking skinhead movie. Yeah. Seen it a couple of times, actually. Yeah, that movie's. That's awesome. one of the only movies that, like, when you're listening to the music, you can actually hear the violence from the music get in your body. You're like, this is not oh, healthy yeah. for me. I'm getting very oh, yeah. angry right now. <laughs> very intense guerrilla style filmmaking, too, running down the streets and shit. Okay, yeah. so, um, well, well, move on to the second one. Another relatively easy one for some people. Sometimes people just have a hard time with this, but it's weird to me when they do. But uh, favorite horror film of all time? Don't say Living Dead. Night of the Living Dead, easy. Um, just Thank you. Because nice. it had such a big uh, influence on my life. Uh, like I said, it's I don't really get scared from horror movies, but that was one at a young age. Even though it was like black and white, it shouldn't have appealed to me as a kid. But for whatever reason, it it freaked me out. And I remember watching it by myself that night in my room. I had a VHS player, and it got to the point where Ben goes like the power goes out. Ben goes down into the cellar. And uh, Harry and Helen Cooper revive. And yeah. I, I turned it off. I was like, nope, too scary. And I actually went and slept in the living room with all the lights on. <laughs> but I have I just one. could fucking do it. But I have one question. Would you rank Dawn of the Dead ahead of it on your top ten list? Huh, uh, I'm sure. Of, like, favorite horror films? No. Actually, even as a favorite zombie film, no. No. So I'm I'm curious. Being, those are my favorite movies, uh, Romero's trilogy, yeah. along with Eternal Living Dead. I'm curious, what's your favorite line in Night of the Living Dead? My favorite line in Night of the Living Dead. Because if you're like me, you, all in your head, you just constantly repeat all the lines of those three movies, and you can't stop it. That's all you Const- You pick constantly, and I think my favorite line is, you can be boss down there, I'm boss up here. Because... Uh, I, I, hmm. I don't know. I don't know if people know, but I, I work in like the local indie scene here in Portland, Oregon, like with films. And I'll say that every now and then if somebody is like giving me a hard time, nice. I just quote that movie. I like, your boss down there. I'm boss up here. Um, but Did yeah, I, and then they're, they like don't know the reference. And then they're like, man, that Calvin guy's a dick. Oh, everybody thinks I'm a dick. Nobody gets the fucking right. Like I said, did you have a LaCroix in your hand when you said I had a LaCroix in my hand. It makes you even more manly. Like, come on. Vaping, wearing a Black Lives Matter t-shirt. Oh, yeah. Portland, Oregon. Yeah. So (laughs) if you were to rank the... So obviously Night of the Living Dead would be your favorite. Then what comes in second and third in that uh, original trilogy? In that trilogy? I like Day is my second favorite. Yeah. Um, Day is my favorite movie, so... Day... Day just has like this really like dark claustrophobic vibe to it that's mm-hmm. just so like mean spirited. I also think that it like perfectly mirrors like how American society is today, where it's like we're broken into two factions and it's like no matter what, you're stuck on your side. There's just like this mean spiritedness to it that I I really like. Yeah, Ramiro was but always I, ahead has of the, the curve. nicest outcome for the characters. It does. It, and that's the one thing that I probably dislike about that movie is the way that it ends. Oh, just, it's the trajectory of his movies, though. They, for sure. Those movies start negative and they they change. Everything changes. Except for like, Night. Night. Well, Night doesn't like, end on a happy totally, note at all. 
Yeah. No, no, that's what I said. I said the trajectory. Night is the worst. Dawn is kind of in the middle, and day is the happiest ending for the the characters. It's yeah. the trajectory of it goes for up. Sure. I see what you're saying. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, they're all really close, though. So it's it's really tough for me to tell. I mean, Dawn. I saw them in order too. I saw night, dawn, and then day. Um, me also. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't know what it is. There, there's just something about Day of the Dead that's that's really that uh, is is very special in my heart, I guess. But so um, Mart- all your favorite movies? They're all so it's unique great. to me, man. Oh, it's no, the uh, Martin is probably my second favorite horror movie. Okay. Interesting. So Romero's seen, your guy, right? Yeah, Romero's definitely my guy. Um, you know, Fulci's up there, but yeah, uh, Romero, definitely. Okay. Nice, nice. Um, I don't know. You cut me off. Speaking of Martin, when no, is that fucker sorry. coming out on Blu-ray? There hasn't been any news in a while. You mean 4K? No, it's supposed to come out on Blu-ray, not 4K. It's coming what? on 4K. What's no, that? it's not. Are you sure? A hundred percent sure. Yeah, I, I think it's only 4K. the Lionsgate DVD because that's but still Second Second Sight was supposed to release it on Blu-ray. Oh, they did announce really that. Yeah, about. yeah, I thought they were going to do a 4K. There is I a Japanese about that. Blu-ray, but it's very expensive, and I don't yeah. think the quality is very good. That movie is so fucking good. John Amplis is incredible. He's an incredible actor. Yeah, he's good. It's an underrated movie. movie. Yeah, it really is. It, it definitely gets overshined by the uh, original zombie trilogy for sure. That's because Romero's the best, though. Yeah, I, I agree. I think his social commentary it's, is the best. I love his editing style. Like, I try and just copy a lot of the shit that he yeah, does. Yeah, his editing real, style. Man. They feel I, real. Well, that's the, that's his editing style, man. It makes it feel super realistic, man. Like, the, the panic in the beginning of Dawn of the Dead, man, like, that editing style, is yeah. that that's fucking Romero to a T, but it comes off as being so realistic without being, like, found footage, you know? And I'm saying, and the dialogue's realistic, too. Like, it's yeah. not, like, it, every once in a while you have a movie quotable line, but, like, a lot of the shit just seems natural. Like, yeah. get that fucking idiot off the air. <laughs> right. You know, right. Every, he also, everything about the movie. He also does this thing with, like, these, like, extreme close-ups. He always gets these little details that really, like, it almost tells the story of the scene better than the dialogue or, like, the overall you know, action of the scene. You get like these little, little details in there of like, mm-hmm. you know, the people in the, yeah. uh, the, the control rooms panicking. And it's like these little three second shots. Yeah. That like, are I'll, like, yeah, I'll just pull it right on my ass. That list right there says so right, much. Like, right. Yeah. yeah it, it like, it, or, you know, yeah. It just like the, the guy behind the camera who's like, you know, you know, our responsibility right, is, is finished. <laughs> it's like, it, it ends up like showing chaos better than, you know, it's all about miscommunication with his stuff right. for sure. And, and he never uses like, uh, establishing shots when he does those like chaotic moments. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's never like a far away medium. Like everybody, shot right little, away. you know, I always details. find it quite interesting with Romero because when you, when you see interviews with a man, he's like super laid back and he's very calm and collective and, you know, when he answers questions and stuff, but his editing style is like very ADHD, man. It's just so rapid paced, but it completely makes sense. Like, it's like, he's trying to tell a story. Like he's, yeah, he just has so much to tell and he wants to get to that. You know, he wants to tell what he's saying so quickly and stuff, but it all works so well. It's, it's quite interesting. The contrast between what you see on screen and his personality and stuff. It's, it's very interesting. Never used slow motion, did not like it. Well, and, and that's probably, yeah, that's probably why I love it. Because it's unrealistic. Because so right, I'm not a right? big fan of slow-mo shit. And everyone knows that, man. I, some slow-mo scenes, I'm just like, fuck, come on. You know on. what I'm not a fan of, Moots? What's that? Blurriness. Oh, Hate it. Fuck. Can't stand it. <laughs> Especially 
actually in it. I don't even mm. remember the blurriness in it. I barely, I never, you know what I mean? I never was that mad about anything in it to even take note of it. I was just like, yeah, it's a clown. Yeah. Okay. Um, what's uh, your favorite country for horror films? If you had to just break down one country. God damn. Uh, America. De- definitely not America, but it's it's up there. It's up there. I'm, I'm obviously a really big Italian horror fan. Uh, hence why I was really excited to be a part of Italian month, but also Japanese horror films, Mm -hmm. Japanese horror films are really big. You know, my, my grandma, my Obachan, when, when she passed away, she, her brother would just send her movies that he would record off of Japanese television. And I just got, I got all of her shit and there's no, like uh subtitles or anything i i don't read kana so i have no idea what these movies are mm-hmm. but she actually had them broken down into categories so i have all these old japanese horror films that i can't understand with no subtitles um but it's you know i i went on a binge just trying to get through some of them and it's um it, it gives you like a, an appreciation for like the language of films Mm -hmm. when you can't understand what the people are saying, it's all told in like a visual format. It was really interesting. I've, I posted on Reddit trying to figure out what some of these movies are, but, um, but yeah, I've, I've had a really growing appreciation for, for Japanese horror films. If you've got pictures of the titles, I know somebody that could probably tell you what they are. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. I'll Could you figure out the narratives? Of the actual titles. Could you figure out the narratives in a lot of those films? Because I know a lot of Japanese cinema, just like, you know, a lot of a lot of Asian cinema in general just have really wacky narratives and kind of confuse a lot of Americans like JP's complete, completely confused by Italian fucking narratives. I, but I was able on. to with some of them. <laughs> just you know, threw you under the bus. <laughs> he still doesn't get Deep hit? Red. He still doesn't understand Deep Red. Is that That's why his fault like you don't like Killer on the Phone? I mean, that movie's pretty... Uh, <laughs> Pretty I mean, Deep Red does have a, a illogical jump with the yeah. medium. Well, and no, it's more Dario about... Argento said I'm, himself I'm kinda... he did not want to go that way, but he could not figure a way out of the writing to not make it well, super Well, when he first started so, doing well, these Italian months, he was so I'm... he was so taken back by, like, what we dubbed as, like, nightmare logic and stuff. He's like, what the... F-? He's like, I don't get it. Like, I could tell he was confused as shit in these movies and stuff, and I'm like, man, they're kind of illogical, right? It's, it's a whole nightmare type thing and stuff. But it's the storytelling. It's just the general way of telling... Um, you know, prog- progressing the narrative and stuff. Like it's not done American well, you watch style, right? The dark. It's He's like A to B I... is C to D. You know, like in, in a lot of these films are told differently and shit. And he's, I think he was getting a lot, a little bit confused. But, but with Japanese, I... I mean, some of the narratives are like fucking insane too, right? So yeah, I, I mean, with some of them, you can kind of tell that they're like, uh, like old like Japanese fables or something. Yeah. You yeah, can yeah. tell so. The way I was able to figure out maybe sort of what was going on was like going online and saying, you know, Asian tradition, people getting married with a red thread on their finger. Because there's this one movie where it's like it starts at this wedding. This guy is getting married to this woman and then like everyone gasps and he looks down. He's got this red string around his pinky finger that runs out of like the, the, the pews of people to the entrance where there's a skeleton standing there also with a red thread around its finger. And I was like, okay. death. I don't know. And I was like, I, that has to be like some tradition. And then I found mm-hmm. out that yes, that like when people get married or they're bound for life, they do that. And it ended up being this movie where like this guy killed his wife and then got remarried, but now he's being haunted. But for some of that, that was from sounds like the sixties, maybe. Yes, 
it's black and white, so... How do you know it's a red thread? Was the thread in color? Uh, well, no. Ha, I guess he got uh, you there, you see, asshole. See, I, I had <laughs> sure. to look it up and then learn that tying a thread around... It doesn't fucking matter. I figured out that it was a red thread because that's the... Well, I just guessed 60s because the, the red. I just imagined it would be the 60s, <clears> but no, I have no idea. I was trying to figure out the movie. But Man, trying, trying to figure out twists and without subtitles must be crazy in like, those Japanese ghost story films oh, and shit. Oh man! You lose almost all of it. Right, right. Yeah, like, like the punch yeah, is just not there. Like there's no punch. Yeah, you're basically watching this shit for the visuals, and, and and you know it's kind of an interesting way of watching film too, because you get to really dig deep in it and appreciate the type of filmmaking, because you know you can actually watch it for what it is at that point, right? Well, you know, really concentrating on dialogue. Would be better with that because yeah. they don't. A lot of newer movies rely on exposition dumps, like Little Necro Red. Without those three or four exposition dumps, the movie makes literally no sense. Yeah. Yeah, there's a fair amount of those movies. Not that that's bad, but made, that's just the way it is, you know. Yeah, it's it's. You yeah. mean you gave it a? You mean you gave it a six and a half and you hate it, right? <laughs> yeah, probably. You guys will be like, he hated it. He gave well, it it's unconventional storytelling. It's not. It's not. It, I mean, it's not exactly linear storytelling, right? So that's what confuses people. But I get it though. If you're going to tell a story like that, you have to have that exposition at the end where it explains it all. Like I said, even in my review of that movie, I was like, I was completely taken but back by the amount of people that were confused by the narrative. Sloppy. Yeah, well, they would consider that sloppy. Well, of, film, right, but it's not. Course. It's not an old film, so there you go. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, right. But I mean, I mean, if you're going to have an exposition at the end of the film that literally explains the whole film and people are still confused on the narrative, I'm like, I don't think you finished the fucking movie, did you? <laughs> right, like. I mean, there was some sloppy shit besides that, but hey, it's all. All, it's all the Dootham things, but, but they're not. You know, but sorry, honestly, dude, you're watching Necro Necrostorm films yeah, for the fucking visuals. But sometimes they they they're pretty much. In my opinion, they're like the best in the indie circuit for effects and shit. Like that shit is crazy, man. Like that fight scene, dude, between best hybrid of gore and yeah, CGI. yeah, for sure. They really do it like a special way. Like nobody does it the way they do, and it is it's practical and it's CG, but it works so fucking well. But uber violent, and I yeah, love that shit. And weird and characters, like they have everything I love. They have great fucking synth scores. They've got this uber high intensity, high intense fucking gore, weird characters and shit. And I, I like when storylines aren't that linear and shit like that. I don't mind the expositions at the end because it's like, whatever, man. I was watching the seventy-two minutes to see the fucking, you know, the the splatter and gore, anyways. So this explanation is just kind of a cherry on the top. I'm like, oh, now it all makes sense. Right on. <laughs> you know? Right. Like, I don't know. I wasn't a fan of Tater City, and I know you love that movie. Oh, so. the score is so good. Again, and it's the same yeah. guy that did the music for that too so it makes kind of sense but i love adam chaplin the rest i just like yeah adam chaplin's great yeah i mean yeah adam when's yeah. the sequel coming out wasn't it supposed to come out this year what happened i think it's because adam chaplin's story is so simple and straightforward it just weren't they supposed to come they out with adam chaplin at. too didn't i post that yeah no there's a sequel to everything i think little necker red has one tater city has one fuck i know um oh. hotel inferno hotel has Inferno's like part got 68 it's got part <laughs> three four five and six apparently in the works i'm like holy shit what is this dude. avatar right they're right? the fucking john Cobb. dude what, i said the james same cameron. thing about it i did said you? what is this <laughs> james cameron fucking i probably fiction? heard you say it and it got stuck in my head probably i was like this is crazy man oh he's david sterling Right? Come on, bro. No. Well, no, but <laughs> these movies are nothing like David Sterling, man. Come on. Got to make three movies at once. I mean, we'll probably see those over the next few years. It's not like David Sterling literally does three movies at one time and releases them on. He films them on Friday, and they're actually in your collection by Sunday. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> he Buy my movies, your house. please. Buy my movies. Because he gets on the horn, and he's like emailing everybody. He's like, you need my shit. And he's got this really bad grammar. Okay. It's like, I do need this shit. I will buy it. 
Did you yeah, actually answer the question, time. Calvin? What favorite country leaning towards Japan? Italy. Uh, pro- probably Italy. But like yeah. I said, I've, I've had a growing appreciation for Japanese horror films, for okay. sure. Okay, fair enough. Well, um, most of your top five fit picks are usually Italian. I noticed that. Uh, for the 80s, yeah. Yeah. yeah for sure. For sure. What's... I mean, that was the heyday for, for oh. Italian horror films. The 70s and 80s, I mean, they just owned that 20-year period, not just for horror films, but for fucking everything. So, you know, they were just – they had a really big talent pool. They had a lot of money to dump into the film industry and they produced a lot of really good stuff. So a lot of good co-productions it's hard not to pick too. Them. Right. A lot of co-productions. I mean, not just with the United States, but with the UK, with Spain. So France, Germany, all of them. They, oh yeah. They branched out. They, they got like the best of everything in that 20 years, in that 20 year span. And then, you know, too bad. There wasn't any, speaking of France, there wasn't any good movies from there this year, huh? I can't even remember watching any French movies this year. I haven't either. seen like any good ones, no. Yeah. Shit. It's weird considering there's been such an abundance of foreign films this year. I mean, if you look at, you know, Netflix and, uh, you know, Shutter and stuff, it's been nothing but films from around the world, but nothing French. Very odd. A lot of Asian films, a lot of South Korean films are really good yeah. and stuff. And a lot of South Korean films. Yeah, a lot of really yeah. good ones. But yeah, it's just yeah. it's weird that like, everything on Netflix has been subtitled. I've been reading films like constantly. I think I, I don't mind it, but I'm just surprised at the amount of uh, foreigns that have been coming out this year. It's actually quite cool. Yeah, it is. Not a lot of bad stuff. A lot of really decent, memorable stuff from this year. So pretty cool. Um, what's your favorite subgenre? Of horror films. Oh shit! Don't say Jungle Cannibal, please. Uh, it's not Jungle Cannibal. Oh, <laughs> right. I'm 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 a pretty decent Jungle Cannibal fan. I wouldn't. I mean, I'm not the, the biggest. I wouldn't rule it out though. There's only like 20 uh, movies though. So yeah, it's a pretty small uh, subgenre, really. Shit. Mm-hmm. God not damn. much variety. Subgenre. Um. Man, I swing back and forth between so many different things. You seem uh, like a creature it, feature guy to me. I, I'm a big creature feature fan. If I had to pick one, like I was stuck on like a desert island, I would probably go with, and I don't know if this is technically a subgenre. It's kind of a subcategory. Um, I would probably say uh, like the Golden and Silver Age uh, Universal monster movies. Mm-hmm. No, that works. Uh, those are ones that I can just like never get tired of. I fucking love the soundstage look. It's so weird and surreal, and yeah, yeah. like it's how you picture like if you ever read like Edgar Allan Poe, it's how you picture the fucking world looked like at mm-hmm. that time. So yeah, I would have I just to go imagine with that. the Corman movies now. Oh yeah, same. See, you gotta gotta watch more Universal movies. Get I've watched a lot of Universal movies yeah. as growing up. Yeah, I just picked up that box set on Blu-ray. I gotta get into it. Yeah, they're so good. I mean, Bella Lugosi is like the my, Mummy movies suck. Heroes. Don't watch those. What? Go- no, man. Mummy like, <laughs> Dude, <laughs> I watched I watched so that good. whole box set in oh, October so one year, and by the time I got to like the third Mummy movie, I was like, this is just the same shit over and over again. <laughs> You're not yeah, to, they didn't. Like, you're never supposed to watch all those Hammer or Universal movies back to back because they get very repetitive. Dude, Honestly, I couldn't even all tell the, the creature before. movies like, are kind of cool. I know I watched like the four creatures or five mummy movies, but I don't know anything about them. <laughs> I want, I want like the Frankenstein films. Actually, I kind of like that whole like those are the best. Yeah, that's yeah. The best. like as a franchise, as a franchise, those those yeah. are pretty solid. Yeah, yeah. Uh, other than not having Legosi in them, that's the only the only downer. Legosi's in one of the Frankenstein's. 
he's, he's in. Uh, yeah, that's well. my favorite yes, one. Cool. That's Ghost. He's that's like yeah. a popular one. He's well. Wait, it's not a Frankenstein, he, is it? Dracula. No, it's Frankenstein's Ghost. Yeah, Frankenstein's Ghost. Yeah, that's my favorite one. Is Igor in yeah, Ghost of Frankenstein? Yeah, son, son of Frankenstein and Ghost of Frankenstein. Yeah, and then I, he plays, well, I said that. Those are good right. ones. I thought you were saying for the Dracula movies. No, uh, I was gonna say he shows back up in Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. Yeah, he only played Dracula yeah. twice. Yeah, and then Parody played like, him in a couple, I think, though. John Parody and, and uh, um, Lon Chaney Jr. in some dude. I can't believe we haven't done any of those. I know now, people okay. want to pick Twilight instead of Universal, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. right. And Jeremy's all gone. There's lots right? of shit. There's lots of things I'm surprised. I think next October we should make it a point to do a month of Universal Horror. I'm down. I think that would be fun. If yeah. we could do, but the problem is, like, we want to go the franchises. Like do because, Frankenstein do? Yeah, but that's, that you don't want to do that because they cross over at. See, I, I've always House of, Dracula, House of Frankenstein. They all mix up. I always wanted to do it in volumes by year. So like. One episode yes, would be yes. the first, like you know, the first three that came out, and then the second episode okay. would be like the next three that came out. That would be I'm great. always down to doing Universal, man. I'm a big and then, fan. I grew and then up that with the Universal. Gives us, that gives us a couple of years worth of, uh, you know, that gives us a handful of episodes for yeah. Oh, yeah. Fuck Universal Volume One, films, Volume right? Two, Volume Three. And then there's like you know? great run, like one-off movies, like uh, Black Cat and the Raven, yeah. the Man-Made you know, Monster. Right, Dude, the, yeah, Invisible Ray. You have all these great man, movies. The Karloff fucking Lugosi Black Cat film is one of my favorites. So like, good. what is it, 30, early 30s, 31? No, oh, yeah, 33? 33? Something like 30, that, early yeah. 30s. That shit is, actually, Screen Factory put it out on one of their Universal sets, and it's just, it rekindled my love for that. That's one of the greatest fucking adaptations of the Poe story out there, man. It's and the, it's the so set good. is just so, like, crazy. They're both so and, good. Like, Boris Karloff is such an amazing actor. Like, I, yeah. man. Man, I, I know it's it's been said for years and years, but man, that dude just has, I mean, and Call does not deserve to smell my shit. They have so much presence in like those two type of presence, you know, in a film. Oh my God, man. But it's the story. Oh, he's quoting Ed Wood. You it's haven't a, seen Ed Wood? Bro? It's a very diabolic no. movie for the you time. You haven't seen Ed Wood? Uh, you gotta see Ed Wood. You know what yes. I love about that Black yeah. Cavalry? Like it's super diabolic for the time and what they did with the narrative and shit. Like for early 30s and doing that shit, man, it was pretty special right. actually. Even watching like, these days, you're like, like yeah. necrophilia and shit really? right it's, it's really see, crazy what they were doing why do you keep why are you keep talking while moods is trying to tell his love to black cat because <laughs> i i don't know you do have to see edward edward is classic though it is classic shit yeah i'm sure it is it's really good you would really amazing. like it the more you tell him the less he wants to watch it's it. definitely yeah it's yeah. no i'm sure somebody will give it to me for patreon it's not a horror jp movie, would really like it see that that's the cool thing about the people that give me patreon stuff usually they they'll hear me say i haven't seen uh peeping tom so they'll give it to me on patreon and i like that because it it's better you're than you're also like, a little slimy with that too though because you'll mention shit that you want to watch and you'll be like i haven't <laughs> seen this and then all of a sudden like next right, week like, someone picks it day, i was oh, like man. I was like, man, I, I don't know how I is like I got Full Metal Jacket on 4K, but I don't know how I'll ever get a chance to watch it with all these 2005. <laughs> and, and Tyler was like, dude, I'll give it to you for Patreon if you want. And I'm like, ah, I better not. It's not horrible enough for the show, guys. But thanks anyway. <laughs> I 
don't care if I do 100 shows, I'm not going to ever do the What You Watch segments because I know guys like Dan and fucking Derek will just try to t- fucking ruin me on purpose because I know how Derek... Derek's like, you didn't like contamination? Derek already tried to. Someone ask if they could give you something. Derek number. already yeah, tried to. Ask. He already said, I'm giving this to Dave for this. And I'm like, man, dude, we don't really do What We Watch on regular shows anymore. We just do them separately. And he's like, oh, fuck. And I'm like, we, we don't expect do? Dave to do that because he already has his other show and stuff. And it's like, it was hilarious. But he was yeah. he was planning on giving you some fucking bottom barrel garbage shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like, see, if Derek honestly, ever does a Patreon dude, for his show, wait, I'm going to fucking buy the biggest fucking tier and then just <laughs> fucking feed him fucking the worst movies. <laughs> right, 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 right. Oh, Honestly, though, the, the, the giving the – I mean, I get what you're saying about that, Dave. Like we were talking before the show, like – the joke doesn't really work as much as you want it to to give a bad movie because like I had a couple of bad ones and it was just a boring review because I'm like it's nothing really happens it sucks you know what I mean like yeah, I, it just hurts I, everybody involved the person who gave it you and the filmmaker because you're just like this is not helping anybody it depends yeah, how you waste money to it. it depends how you react to because I've had picks well, in the past too where it actually it like, pissed me off and I got heated during my review and I'm yelling that's what they want. I find myself but yelling see, that, that's see I don't play that shit I was just like yeah you know it's not very good. <laughs> yeah you're and that's it so jeremy like, you're it, like jeremy like it it's a fucking dick and a shark and all it does is look at fucking blah blah blah, blah. <laughs> dick shark. Like, then people are like <laughs> chuckling while driving now bro like oh my we have to watch fucking file and shit one through four all right try to review file and shit one through four and i did i did and dan gets mad at me when i tell him violent shit four is unwatchable it is all those movies are all yeah all of the violent not part three part three is cool I must be half no, retarded have... or something because I actually can I completely can watch those movies, but that's not number four though, boots. Not number four. <laughs> yeah, I haven't. I, you know, honestly, I haven't seen the fourth one because I have that German boxer with the first. Year. I've never actually like seen the, the fourth ones. one. Yeah, I've never seen the it's fourth like one. Like they're in on the joke or something, so everybody's like, "Oh, I'm farting now. It's okay. great. Let's fart." And then she made me watch that extra bonus movie that was on that whatever the Jeremy microphone in front of your face. Yeah. Zombie and 90? Also, Seven years yeah, ago. Yeah, Zombie 90, yeah. Speaking oh, of yeah, uh, the, the, what we watch and stuff, I posted this on Patreon, but you know, some people left who used to give us picks and stuff. Uh, we have an episode planned. It's, I would say, 80% recorded. Yeah, it's uh, going to either be 101 or 102. 202 or 202. 201 or 202. It's not what I read. <laughs> I just I, like to me, I, I, you just annoy me sometimes. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be episode. I think it's the one uh, two hundred one. Yeah, probably two hundred one. Um, but yeah, so that's a good thirty plus reviews for you guys. Uh, uh, so a lot of your picks will get covered, uh, yeah, and sure. then I actually will have even more that won't be on that episode that I'll start on the next episode. The next uh, is there more watch, picks on is, there? For me, I don't know about you guys. Yeah, I, last time I checked, yeah, I, I think I had exactly 10. It was kind of crazy. Is my Mike Merriman, Wicked World, going to be on there? Oh, we should Nick actually Paul, get him to record that, and I, I'll I just put it into Mike, the show. Like, I, I paid like, for that review like a year ago. I know. Well, most people did. <laughs> well, I think that we'll probably try to get one of these out quarterly. Yeah. Uh, Maybe even you know every two months if, if we get a lot of picks. But we haven't got that many picks, you know? No. You guys so, realize how big of a piece of shit I am? I gave Mike a pick, but I refused to take picks myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Oh, well. It's Mike. Can, can we can we get you one a month? Uh, yeah, as long as it's not two and a half hours long. <laughs> okay, one 90-minute one movie a month for Dave. 
if anybody fair w- enough. W- first come first serve <laughs> fair enough i mean that's fair i just like i said i'm not doing like any bills above shit i'll just be like no nah, I'll, <laughs> I'll just send them six bucks yeah i don't use i don't i'm not doing any bills above shit luckily first. taylor only gave it to me and then she's not gonna see told me she'd never give me another bills above movie so yeah, i think she was just that was when we first started and everybody just thought it was funny to give you shit because you were acting like a moron i would never do that to jeremy i would never do that to anybody well i mean it's calmed down like the, people don't really give i mean the worst movie i've had in a while was uh demon cop i would watch oh, demon yeah. cop though i'd at least want to watch it and then it's at I least entertaining up- Moods have had crap like that time machine movie, right, Moods? Oh, my God. But that was accidentally Uh, given to – like the guy wasn't – he had never seen it before and he just wanted – Yeah, he thought it sounded cool, but he was like, I want to – He gave you the remake of Time Machine? No, it's like Time Machine. I found it at a garage. At a garage sale. Yeah, yeah. That one – Not like the good H.G. Wells story from the 60s. That movie's cool from the 60s. It was bad, dude. Oh, my God. That's people trolling you guys for sure. I mean those those are like notoriously bad like The Room style movies. Yeah, like this one was – about time machine i found it i do i do no it's called time machine i found at a garage sale it is i thought you were just saying the guy found a vhs tape of time machine at a garage sale and he gave it to him i was like wells movie it's it's a movie in a sense that like there was a camera that was turned on and pointed at people in front of a green screen yeah it's like it's it's not a movie it's it's not a movie i actually got heated during that one too i was like what the yeah. fuck man like why why am i wasting time with this shit i was oh my god i was so mad it's awful yeah. but yeah it is what it is i mean honestly i can't really complain i haven't had a lot of picks on that level of uh absurdities absurdity so i, I get a that. lot of cool stuff like somebody gave me nightbreed which i've never seen so that's, that's you know fine. i forgot I, to I, mention that when you said that you'd never seen nightbreed before i'm like what the fuck dude how have you never seen yeah, nightbreed yeah. before um i just never had a reason to watch it why do you need a reason to watch something why do you just pop it like did you never own well, that movie because before? because literally like 90 percent of every movie i watch is this dictated by this or another podcast it, it just always shocks <laughs> same, me. like everyone's everyone's every well i understand that now but i'm talking about back in the day and shit because nightbreed was one of those films i never that even I used heard to... of it back in the day because yeah. i dude i started this Barker, podcast though, man. Our, i was like clive 20. barker yeah yeah but you were a big clive barker fan so i think that you probably would have you know as big as must have not had it right I, Maybe I, not. Yeah, my video started. I remember yeah, renting I, that I, shit I, just I, because I, of the cover. But I, I, then again, mm. I think a lot of us did that shit too. We'd rent movies just based on the covers and stuff. And that's how I got introduced to Nightbreed. Well, media put it out. I think one of my best friends. Uh, I didn't love it when I first watched it. it, though. She showed it to me when I was like eight, and I was in love with it ever since. I'm pretty sure it's on Tubi right now for free. Yeah, I didn't I love it, the but I, I've grown to factors. like it. I appreciate it for what it is. I, I prefer the regular, the theatrical because I got the cabal. Like, I know that that was interesting. You said that, Dave. Dude, I, 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 you're not the first person. No, I, did, I agree. Was it Elric who also said that. I, I don't think, know. Maybe I think so. Are you with the theatrical moods? Yeah, I am actually. The last time I watched yeah. Nightbreed a couple years ago, I popped in my screen. I watched the director's cut, and I was like, you know what, man? I, I really oh. do prefer the theatrical man. It fucks up all the timing yeah. and the yeah. music. It's just not. It doesn't feel right to me. It, it does. Have you guys yeah. seen the Cabal cut or no? Yeah, it's yeah. I, I've never seen it before. It. But it's no. interesting to watch for sure. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, like, I love watching all three of the cuts. But when I when I go back to watch it for pleasure, not interest, it's going to be the theatrical. Yeah, for sure. It's punchier. Like yeah, all the all the jokes and everything. Which version should I watch then? Since I, watch I would the say theatrical. First. I would yeah. say yeah, do the theatrical because the director's cut came out way after kind of thing, right? So, mm-hmm. huh? But yeah, I would start with that one and see what you what you think. I mean, I've and heard people say they prefer the director's, the director's cut. cut. <laughs> so I mean, it is what it is. I actually like the ending on the theatrical better too. 
Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think JP will too. Okay. Okay, so let's get into question. Where are we? Three? Holy shit, dude. Four. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Uh, no, we got this is four. This you is got four. the third. Yeah. Yeah, there's always sub parts to every question. So, um, <laughs> well, I know you're a collector. So, when did you start collecting? Uh, I mean, I've sort of always collected my entire life, but um, I'm probably less diligent about it than like some of you guys are. I go through like like different, uh, you know, periods of of the year where I'm like crazy about collecting and I'm buying shit up. But I mean, ever since I was a little kid, I collected VHS tapes and like old horror novels and shit like oh, that. Cool. I mean, cool. I've just always been into that kind of thing. But um, are you into yeah, like I mean, do you, do you, do you like have posters and figures? And oh, are yeah, you like all right. into the realm? Yeah, because I've got like um, I've got like a little studio room that I use with like all of my camera gear and stuff. And it's also like I've turned it into sort of like a like a movie store. So I've got like a movie room with all of like my memorabilia and all that kind of shit. All of the like autographs that I've gotten over time or mm-hmm. photos of people. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm not, I don't really keep up on like the new releases as much unless it's something that I'm really interested in because I have like a back catalog that I want to go back to. Like, you know, you guys will be talking about something that you guys got three months ago and I'm like, Oh Mm. yeah, fuck, I I need to get that. Um, it's kind of like at my leisure. And like I said, I do a lot of like VHS shit because in Portland, we have like a really big, we have like this, there's like this huge club here that's uh, PDX VHS. So there's a lot of like old VHS collectors here. So that takes up quite a bit of time. So it's very hipster there. (laughs) So hipster. Yeah, I was just going to say that. (laughs) It's the fucking hipster capital of the world. Like everybody here smokes weed. We all drink IPAs, go to the strip club to eat steak, and collect VHS tapes. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Most. Makes sense. And yeah. drink LaCroix. And drink LaCroix, yeah. There is a hell, isn't there? Yes. <laughs> Portland, Oregon. It's actually pretty great, man. You just <laughs> you partying come it up. sometime. Burn. It's it's, actually, it's it is. Awesome. I've, been, I've been through it before and so stuff. I've seen, I've seen the Goonies Rocks. I always call them the Goonies Rocks and shit like that. So I think it's somewhere yeah. off the coast of Oregon. But. Yeah, it's pretty fun. Lot of so what's the most rare and expensive tape that you have in your collection? Um, gosh, I don't know. Uh, my I have a, a non-wizard uh, re-release, an original big box of Headless Eyes that I quite like. Mm-hmm. Do you like um, the movie, though? I do like the movie. I actually really like that movie. Really? Yeah, I really like that movie. I think it's like it's it misses like on a lot of points but it's still like got this like artsy flavor to it where it's like i can see the gears in the director's head turning where he's like i'm gonna do this thing with this artist and eyes and he's gonna and we watch a movie with our eyes so there's gonna be this messaging there with like (laughs) <laughs> with with taking people's eyes out like i get maybe what he was trying to do it just doesn't land super well yeah. probably due to, to like budgetary constraints but i think the interesting thing about that movie is uh his son is like a famous actor he was on arrested development um what is that guy's name fuck now it's gonna drive me crazy uh it's jason like, bateman it's, yeah it's jason bateman's dad who directed that movie which is pretty funny. It's a weird movie. 
it's it's a it's really weird of, movie. Yeah, it's I like that. It's strange. It's like a Christopher Gordon Lewis movie almost, but but yes, the guy cared. He's like a, a rich man's H.G. <laughs> Lewis. Uh, but also, I have a, a Godzilla versus the Smog Monster VHS tape release from Orion, which was like I think it was the only real VHS uh, or only real releasing company to release that on VHS. I know there's another one through Semistar, but it was like there was like no no real like widespread release. But that's <laughs> that's probably another rare one that I have. Um, I don't know. I, I like to collect things that like appeal to me. Um, I don't really keep up with like what's rare, or what's like in vogue. Yeah. Super what's hip, super hipster. Super you mean you don't hipster. have like tales from the quad dead zone, or you I know. don't have, have tales. I do have. Um, I do have uh, Black Devil Doll from Hell, though. That's pretty fucking rare. That is really rare. Fuck, that's crazy. But yeah, that was a that was a find at a at a bin. Believe it or not in portland what a fucking score that might be the score of the century right there that's insane yeah do you have a big collection uh pretty moderately sized i mean not not anywhere near your guys's but mm. uh, i mean it takes up my entire room i haven't like gone through and counted all of them like, yeah. like i said i have a lot of stuff too that's like weird bootleg shit from japan so it's it's pretty daunting sometimes to go back through it, but I would what, say my what VHS kind of the bootleg stuff. Like, is it like it, weird pinky films and stuff like that? No, it was like all the shit that that my uncle, my great uncle, would record off of Japanese television because they have their own versions of like what I'm what I'm guessing. I mean, from what I can tell from the recordings, it's like their version of uh, Shutter in Japan, but. But it's like some channel, and he would just record shit for her. So I have like old samurai movies too, and like hmm. weird uh, soap operas and shit like that. So just got a huh. lot of shit. <laughs> for like modern day releasing companies, or it doesn't even have to be modern. Do you have a favorite company that's you know released some of your favorite shit? Uh, I'm really good friends with Zach Carter, so I think I would have to go with Severin because I get a lot of their. Uh, I get I get this see like some of the screeners beforehand especially through their uh um, well tell them to lower the fucking shipping uh, jesus i admit i miss getting the severin screeners Those were uh, i said it earlier but you ignored me like i like always so i think i i have to go with with severin zach carter is like a he's a filmmaker from portland who i've worked with and he got a job with them down there doing a lot of like their what what's uh, carter done? what's what that says that what movies has he done his name sounds familiar. Zach Carter. Um, I mean, him and I did uh, a anthology horror film called Spunk's Not Dead. Yeah, which 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 shorts did you guys do out of those? I, th- I think I, I watched that one for sure. I did. Uh, I directed but didn't write the one where the guy gets his dick cut off in the bathtub. <laughs> I shot... I was the, That's the director of right. photography on the one where like <laughs> the girls are fighting the the zombie people that come over. I was just the camera op on that. Um, and then I was in, uh, it's called Spunk of the Reaper. I don't even know. I, I, I have trouble figuring out what that fucking short was, but I'm in that one. Uh, but yeah, Zach Carter, he did that. He did a couple of uh, the unquenchable thirst of boner juice. I definitely wait. What? Oh, that movie's so weird. That movie's he, fucking bonkers. That's a did great title. That he's, no, I, he's <laughs> awesome. Actually, that whole cast is in the movie that 
that I did Jesus I was evil. It's like almost identical casts. Wow. What the fuck is there's it a music? Boner there's a music. Juice? Boner juice. Doesn't the thing have a theme music? How's it go? Yes. I know it's in there. How's it go? Uh, I know you know I, it. I'm not no, I'm not doing it. Come <laughs> on. Come on. For yourself. It's gonna kill I actually me don't I actually it. don't know it by heart, but I know what you're what you're talking I about. I need to hear boner juice, like right now. The unquenchable thirst of boner juice. You gotta check it out. So, what, so what, what a great what title. What of uh now you make you 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 do all the type of stuff, right? Like you do uh, writing, directing, acting. Not, not very well, but yeah. Well, what's your favorite out of those? Uh, I really like acting. I really? really like acting. Yeah, I mean, I started as an actor, like on the stage here in Portland, and I, I've just kind of continued on with it. It's like, what kind uh, of plays did you do? Uh, I started with Shakespearean plays. Oh, really? Wow. Kind of a Shakespeare nerd, yeah. yeah. Romeo and Juliet, mm-hmm. Hamlet. Yeah. Um, so. But, yeah, I, I prefer acting. Um, but it's kind of tough because, you know, when you're a certain height and, you know, you look a certain way and your voice sounds a certain way, you just you walk into auditions and open your mouth. Well, and how, go, how tall eh, are you? Not you. I'm uh, 5'7". Man, you really don't pay attention to shit, JP. We had like a whole conversation. Yeah. I don't think he was here. I don't think. Oh, he was yeah, here. yeah, yeah. I'm not sure he was. Yeah. Average height bullshit. <clears throat> hey, did you? Is your like going in for acting roles? Sorry, is it like the top billing in Tales from the Crypt? Remember that? Up? Do you ever fan of Tales from the Crypt? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah John Lovitz. Yeah. Oh, to- <laughs> no, totally, totally. <laughs> it's like that. And, and then he actually like, tries out for a Hamlet role, but he gets uh, Horatio's he, role. Right. What are you he, talking he, about? He uh, yeah, he gets killed. Yeah. What? Uh, insane asylum people. Yeah, yeah. How long have you been acting for? Did you, did you... Uh, since I was sixteen, so I guess twelve years now. Okay. Nice. What 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 made you decide to become an actor? Was it something you thought about for years, or are you just like one day oh, was yeah. like, shit, I want to do this? I was a big movie fan. I've always been. And, was there a know, particular uh, actor? Sorry for cutting you up. Was there, was there a specific actor that you just wanted to? Not necessarily mimic or be like, but just like somebody that really influenced you uh, into becoming an actor. Uh, you know, being like a big horror fan, I mean, I it was always my dream to be like a horror icon when I was a kid. So uh, Vincent Price is probably like my biggest influence mm-hmm. as far as like just totally leaning into it. Like you see a lot of horror filmmakers and actors who just like – like Christopher Lee, like, oh, I hate the genre. But Vincent Price was just like, hell yeah, and just leaned right into it. I always thought that was really cool. I always found it so interesting. You know, Christopher Lee always said, you know, he didn't like the genre films and stuff, but he was so fucking good in all his movies. And it was like, it was kind of like Donna Pleasance too, because he's on record saying that he wasn't a horror film fan and stuff. But I mean, this guy did nothing but horror and exploitation films and did him really well. Yeah, because they were the pros, bills. man. Yeah, oh, they were pros. I know, ple- yeah, exactly. And they're good. But I mean, and you I can tell I just, Christopher Lee lights, lights up when he gets great dialogue especially yeah. when he's with uh, peter cushing and stuff like yeah. the yeah. gorgon he's fucking yeah top i just and no matter what the pay is like for somebody like me like if someone was willing to pay me you know a lot more money to do this romantic comedy i'd, I'd be like fuck no i'm gonna take this and i'm gonna go do this genre film but that's just my mentality i'm weird like that i would want to do shit that i would want to be in and I, I i think at the end of the day i would rather be in something that i would want to watch at the end of the day Right. So if I'm, I I don't, I I mean, I get why people do shit for paychecks. It completely makes sense. I understand it from a financial standpoint, but you don't want to do your airport job. Right. But like, (laughs) 
Well, it's they, your job. But that's but, the, but they do their job so well. Even if they don't like the source material, they do a great job. And also, Christopher Lee did that a lot of times, so other people wouldn't be out of jobs. And also, right. he got to work with his friends. So right, if you're working right. with your friends, you may not like the movie. Well, that would be a factor with and me. And it's going to turn out good. That would be a factor with thing. me too, man. If I could work with my fucking friends all day, like you know, be on yeah. a set of a Kevin Smith movie or a Tarantino movie where he has the same all day, just fucking do that. All that would be amazing. You know, at the end of the oh, day, yeah. it's not about I mean, the pay. It's about having fun. But again, it's at the end of the, you know, I want to be proud and I want to be able to watch that final product and stuff. If I'm going to be starring with Jennifer Aniston and fucking Vince Vaughn in a romantic comedy, fuck that. I'm not doing it. Like yeah, you're I a think fan. I would want to be first. in the romantic comedy. It, it's tough too. Cause it's like, unfortunately, like, especially when you get an agent, it sort of doesn't matter. Like you're just, it's right. your, it is your job. You just have to go, you know? And it's funny cause I, I'll do like a lot of really shitty very low paying stupid horror movies around here but i love them i have the time of my life doing them and everyone else is like oh i've got this audition for oregon lottery next week and everyone's all excited about that see that thing that's the difference between me and you i've said on the show now i'm sorry i couldn't work in the independent stuff now that i've worked in the pro stuff i just i just couldn't do it because I've worked so much now in the way how things are usually done, big budget style, that I don't know if I could go and... But you're and, doing it for a paycheck. You actually don't... Jeremy, the diff- The thing with you We're is like... for fun. You don't seem like you enjoy it at all. I like, enjoy you know, it. Everything you say is negative, usually. I, I really like it for the people, too. Like, a lot of times, I'm like... Like, I just got back... I was doing this It this sucks thing. sometimes, yeah. I... I was doing this thing called the Bleeding Dark a few a few weeks ago, which should be coming out pretty. Soon. It's got Courtney Gaines from uh, Children, Children, of the Children of the Corn and uh, Eileen Herbs. Dietz, who's the Pazuzu face. But um, it, it was like really low paying, and we were out like in the middle of nowhere, but just like living with all of those people, and mm-hmm. you kind of like forget that that real life exists. <laughs> you know, it's really really cool so i i mean i can certainly see that like there are definitely people who work on those sets who are maybe more like jeremy where it's like i don't like any of these people they're not my <laughs> cup of tea i don't i don't want to you know it's not get, that it's just you get fucked up with you guys like i enjoy i'm the big instigator like i'm like let's get fucked up like as soon as we're done so i just think there's a lot less on the line when it comes to those kind of projects so For i think sure. that I think the, the the attitude is a lot chiller and calmer than the stuff I work on. I mean, I don't work on, like, you know, big-budget movies and TV shows, but I work on, you know, like million-dollar million dollar commercials and stuff yeah. like that, where there's, oh, still, sure. there's still a lot of stuff on the line and stuff like that. And so, see, for you me, know, people's people's tensions get, get high, and, you know, uh, uh, when you deal with commercials, you deal with... Uh, the client wants certain things and they don't understand how stuff sure. really works when you're filming stuff and things like that. So it turns into a fucking headache. So I can understand that maybe because I haven't worked on so much independent stuff that I haven't had the chance to appreciate it because I've always just worked on, you know, higher leverage, more pressure kind of stuff. But when you're working indie, you're working with your friends, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. But it, it's not always fun. I'm going to be it's, honest. I've, I've well, been irate, fucking stranded somewhere and just been like, fuck this, hurry up, I'm going to kill you. And then when you're done, you're sad it's over, but you hate half of it. We we have like such a, like our ratio of like moderate budgeted indie stuff to uh, like TV shows is like, is, is way out of whack. I mean, mostly what we have here are like 
forty thousand dollar feature films, which is like you know, yeah, yeah. It, basic basically what you see on uh, Wild Eye released through Wild Eye comes from Portland, Oregon. Like so <laughs> many of those people are here, and that's what they're making, and that's where your paycheck comes from. Um, Wait, I don't but, even get so paid most did, of the time. Didn't you mind. do a film for that got released through Wild Eye, like uh, a, I did, a directed I, or something? I yeah, I did one, and then there what was, was like, it called? Jesus, I was evil. <laughs> I don't recommend it. You don't recommend your especially own for me. I don't recommend it. Uh, no, I mean, I, maybe <laughs> you guys might find something funny about it. I mean, it, it was mostly just like it was a lot of fun, and like I said, it's you can get a little bit of a budget going in this market or in this area if you're just kind of like, hey, I have this kooky idea, and a lot of people release their stuff through Wild Eye. No, I listen. One of the best. Hmm advice is that one of my film professors ever gave me at film school was i don't care how much my movie sucks or how much money i had to make the movie if kids get stoned at two o'clock in the morning and eat mcdonald's and rent my movie off xbox and they pay me four dollars every time and i keep getting those rentals because they want to watch a low budget shitty movie i don't care how bad my movie is the fact is i'm making money and that's all that matters so you know you could say that your movie is shitty but if you're making money off of it it's like you know who well, really did cares? you make money off of it that's the I, question I, I, I made a little bit i made the money back if oh, that okay well, that, much, well that, that's in. that's actually quite good though that's yeah. how much did you put in though <laughs> uh five grand so not not a ton i mean five grand i mean dude it's in in the in the no budget low budget super indie world i mean five grand's five grand Mm -hmm. Uh, most most of the stuff made here is five to twenty really yeah Yeah. you know more than 30 grand that usually doesn't pass that five to 30 grand is usually the going for around here Mm -hmm. where are you located at i'm in toledo but usually they're like shot either indiana or you know dayton stuff like right right yeah, Portland's interesting just because Seattle's right there. And then also, you know, Bend is a pretty moderately sized city. So we have like a lot of we ha- and we have a lot of people that come up from California to to take advantage of like the our OMTAA. Yeah, yeah, we give. Like, so you're really SAG then, too? Uh, I'm SAG eligible. I've okay. been outrunning. Have you been, have you been uh, hmm. vouchered yet? That's the real question. Uh, I, I, uh, as far as going on record, <laughs> I have never received right. anything. All right. Nor has, has my, I have never received, I don't know. You can All say right. it, man. No yeah. one's listening to this podcast from uh, uh, anyone that no, matters. Don't, in this. Get, don't say anything. Don't I'm just fucking with you, man. I'm just like, cause know. you never know. Actually, sometime our fan base surprises us. So yeah. Yeah. SAG is a tough one, especially yeah. in a smaller market. It's like, yeah, there, yeah. there goes all my work. Right, right, right. There goes all my yeah. But my real question is, did Wild Eye at least give you a really shitty DVD cover that they know, that they love to do? And they made you pay for it? I actually saw that I, I you like commented my... on one of Dave Z's posts that you said they changed your cover art, right? They did. They did. They changed the cover art, but I like theirs better. I think, hmm. so, well, I think that's one thing on that they're pretty how's work? Um, How's this work exactly? Now, when you turned in your your product, they basically charged you to make a new cover art, didn't they? So they, yeah, they took the cover art out of the deliverables. Yeah, and then also they charge you for every screener they send out, right? So anybody who gets screeners, they did not this time? I did not because I have, I usually, I have all of my shit like through my website, like 
Skype, so send, my own screeners. Send out screeners. I send out my own screeners. Okay, so I have the ability though, to do that. Yeah. If you have Wild, I do it. They take every like fi- like fifty cents yeah. a screener out from your now. From now your do you money. do you get paid like a lump sum, or is it based on how many uh, per month? Believe it or per, not, per cool. month. Cool. Yeah. But it's like Crazy. it's little. Yeah, it's like it's like <laughs> less. It's like less than that. Um. So yeah, but if you get picked up by certain, uh, you know, like for example, it didn't. But if it got picked up in like Walmart, Walmart right? Certain, that's the big one. Right? Walmart, and it, right? and it would have been like, here's your ten thousand dollar check, and I would have been partying it up, right? Yeah, or but. But my understanding is if sometimes a lot of those products don't sell in Walmart or Redbox, they send it back to the studio or basically and somebody has to eat that loss. Is that would you have I to still, eat any of that? I, still, I don't have to eat it because I no. got my money. See, like, that's on, Dave. Well, it's, it depends, though. It depends. It's all different deals for everybody. And, Every yeah, deal's different. Yeah, I don't think and, anyone would take that one because that just seems like a fucking total gamble. Well, no, man. It's different. Like, you get, like, all the money, like, and then they basically would lose money. So you would never get another check back from them. Oh, okay. Yeah, probably something like that. Uh, hmm. You know, it might that that might be the case. I just know I somebody said like their movies get put in Walmart, and if they don't sell, they get sent back, and then it just it actually doesn't help them. Yeah, yeah. but here's the thing about Red that, Fox, Dave, I think is, is they're, the way they're like while it isn't like Wild Eye had to pay Walmart for those titles, they just still have them. They just yeah, didn't yeah. make any money. They didn't lose money. They just didn't make any money. But they printed a bunch out. Well, yeah. I mean. They do that anyway. They do that anyway. Yes. They do like an initial printing, like right. Everybody well, you have gets. to, right? You got to get it out there. So, yeah. so would you yeah. say Wild Eyes decent company to work with? Uh, yeah, I, I was. He's not going to say they suck. <laughs> no, I mean, I. Well, if they you fucked know, him, well, he would. Here, if they fucked the him, he would tell them. If they, they fucked him and he was like, "I'm never working with Wild Eye again," he would be saying. Oh, he would that tell us. I I heard a thousand filmmakers into this isn't professional world. Here's what I'll say. Uh. I have a new feature film that I'm looking to release, and I'm not going through Wild Eye. Fair enough. There I'm not going to. I'm not going to go back through them again. That's so for there sure. You go. They pick favorites. I feel like for sure. And I th- it, like. Granted, I didn't think that they were going to take a look at at Jesus. I was evil and go hold the phones. Call up Walmart. <laughs> yeah. But I sort of. I sort of figured. Well, no, that you would never like, get a film release called Jesus. I was evil released in Walmart. You know, I thought I might. Now, if you would I get Muhammad, I, I dude, they censored. Muhammad, they censored evil. Deathgasm. They uh, censored yeah, Deathgasm. They, man. they they uh, censored Christmas holiday horror story or some shit. They put it yeah, holiday Christmas. Horror story. Yeah, Christmas horror story. <laughs> Christmas horror story. Yeah. Horror story. yeah. I was I'm not sure if they were worried they were about gonna... offending Christians or or not Christians. I, think I didn't it's know Christians. what they were doing. I think it's I, it's definitely. But I was hoping that like whoever picks that shit, who's ever in charge of that at Walmart, was going to see it. And then go, oh, another religious film, and then put it in the the religious <laughs> section. That's what I was supposed to cover. Art. You should have yeah. had Walmart. Best version. way of making all the money, right? Religious nuts all yeah, buying it, was, it up and shit. Oh yeah. Yeah, uh, no, that's that was the that. Believe it or not, that was my entire pitch to make that movie. So I was like, wouldn't it be great if we like pissed off all the Jesus freaks in this country, and then we get on like Fox News and we got to defend ourselves, and everyone what, was what, like, okay, yeah. Big question though is when are you doing an Amityville film? Uh, <laughs> it's already in the works independent filmmaker does an amityville film so, i mean you got competition amityville vibrator was a pretty big hit so, so what is your what are you bringing to the table i have a real answer for that believe it or not because i started <laughs> sending out i started sending out my my new film which is just about done um it's 
it's right now it's tentatively called don't sleep but i sent it to some people when i sent it to uh to like the synodyne whatever their branch that they Mm -hmm. they do um i said i'm not i'm not married to the title and i'm willing to change it even to something like amityville the nightmare so i was hoping that maybe they'd go amityville the nightmare right is so, that's how you do it. Why don't that's you just call it Don't Sleep at Amityville? <laughs> See, that's dude, great. I like that. That's great. Don't sleep I, I, in I like it too. It's a it's a don't yeah. movie and an Amityville in the same. Yeah, See, it's, it's, two oh, birds, one stone. It, yeah, it's a don't it's a don't movie, and that's that's what I was trying. Yeah, what yeah. I yeah. wanted. Don't to sleep do. at Amityville. I like. It. There you that's go. Actually, not a bad or, title. Let me. The house on the edge of Amityville's sleeping zone. Let me write that. I'm not really that down. Hey, you right. got to credit me for "Don't Sleep at Amityville." I will. <laughs> no, actually, I don't give a shit. Take it, run with it. Amityville. Yeah, you're gonna come looking for all three grand that you, you get owe out. me. Fifty-eight cents, bro. Every time you sell my DVD, monthly, check? I want half a penny. Where's my monthly check? All right. Um, uh, the, the, the Amityville thing has been a long twenty-two shots. Uh, topic oh, of discussion. Yeah. We actually uh, we made love, a joke in the, in the message about Amityville in the hood and Amityville in space, and then they went and made an Amityville in the hood like yeah, two yeah. weeks later. With and my best Dooter. friend's in it. That's yeah. uh, Dustin Ferguson who does those movies. Yeah. Okay. I've, I've worked with, worked with Cool Duder. I have not worked with Cool Duder. Right, it's, a dr- cool it's a dream of mine oh. just so I can come <laughs> back on the show and be like, guess who I worked with? Well, we need to get Mikey Fish on the show. Yeah, you guys got to get Cool Duder on the show. Oh, Chances I are you end up will, you will work with him. I could get Cool Duder on the show. You guys I, should I, do I thought, it. I'm friendly with him, I think. He's pretty much. He's, I, don't, I like Cool Duder. To be fair, we like Cool Duder. It's just Jeremy. Jeremy. Like cool yeah, I don't mind him. I don't. I, I I am lukewarm. I don't care one way or another. Yeah. He's a phony <laughs> bitch. <laughs> He's just pissed I mean, that he gets so many free you, movies. Everything you say negative about Cool Duder can also be described as you. Do you guys like, know you it? call him a whiny bitch, and then I'm like, well. Oh yeah, that fits with you too. Yeah, but cool Just, not, he's always overly positive about everything. He's not right. whiny. He's, he's always the opposite of whiny. Like, like cool dude is literally like the anti Jeremy. <laughs> do you do you guys know if he like knows that Jeremy doesn't like him or I don't think do he guys... probably knows who Jeremy is. Yeah, I don't know. So, I've and I think that of... pisses Jeremy off a lot too. I mean, you guys have got a pretty loyal following though. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. You know, you guys do have the I ability did, to like suck people in. I, mean, I that's did what wonder if Mikey Fisher brought me up when he hung out. I I was wondering that, but I don't think Mikey Fisher. He wasn't gonna be like, "Hey, there's this guy that I'm friends with <laughs> really hates you." By the way, yeah, that's so <laughs> rude. Right. That's like voluntary yeah. negative information. Yeah. <laughs> but that's Mikey <laughs> Fisher. Yeah, My, and Mikey's doing that that movie. I mean, I've been following it. It seems like it's it's doing really well. The Butcher's Bluff movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cool dudes in that. He seems and, to be quite busy. He's always doing something. Uh, good for well, him, he, he got. A, I think he has a really big role in that one. Yeah, that's good that's though. Cool. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, very happy for Mikey. Mikey's one of the nicest dudes ever. Yeah, he's a good yeah, guy. Cool. He's cool. Uh, me and love, him, love him. Me and him have a very similar relationship to Jerry. We just we're cool. <laughs> we're cool. And okay. He's funny as fuck too, man. Yeah. <laughs> that that little video he shot with Jack Frost. And the fucking like ticular cover yeah. had me in tears. That fucking oh, dude, that, that shit was I, so good. I quote all the time to Carly is the one where it's his head like floating on the the DVD thing, and he's like, "Fuck 4K." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fuck Blu-ray. 
Um, he loves his DVDs, man. Uh-huh. So that is going to do it for five questions. Uh, the fifth question I had was answered completely in that last uh, tangent right there. Um, so, so that's all good. Only one hour and four minutes. Right. Uh, we got one Not quick bad. little thing, a little, uh, little thing called 10 and one. I just asked 10 little questions. It's just snap answer and move on. Right. Some of these have already been answered. I didn't bother to change them, but anyways, so this is 10 and one. And it's as simple as just answer. That's all you got to do. Don't think too hard. All right, so Barbara Steele or Leanna Quigley? Barbara Steele. Sports or no sports? Sports. VHS Rip or City, dude. VHS Rip or DVD? You've already answered. Uh, VHS. Uh, TCM or Dawn of the Dead? Dawn of the Dead. Hmm. And you already answered this one, too. Lugosi or Lee? Oh, Lugosi. Hammer or Universal Horror? Uh, Universal. I ask everybody this because it's just funny to me. Fulci or, or Argento? Uh, Fulci. Thank North God. North American films or foreign films? Foreign films. South Park or Simpsons? South Park. Straight or gay? <laughs> Baby, I go both ways. I mean, he <laughs> drinks. He, Thank you. He drinks. He drinks sparklings. I'm in Portland, <laughs> Oregon, man. You trying to get me killed? You trying to get me killed over here? Come on. <laughs> Come on. Dude, you never asked that before. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck? Come well, on. Well, he asked it and He didn't ask him if he was straight or gay. He's just like straight or gay. Yeah. <laughs> straight up. I mean? Straight up, man. It's like uh, it's supposed to be just funny. Well, you don't well, even have to ask. Know, I. I I do have a girlfriend uh, for a very long time. The right man may just not have walked into my life. <laughs> there, there you go. So Fair that's, enough. that's my answer. That's a great answer. That's awesome. Uh, and that is, and that's 10 and one. Usually sometimes I'll end it off and I'll be like, you know, 22 shots or EA. <laughs> Force people to answer, but it is what it is. All right. Tuesday night football this week, boys. Ugh. Yeah. Boy. Meh. Meh. All right. That is going to conclude the intro. We'll do it live! Fuck it! Do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! Alright, JP, do we got some news this week? Yes, news this week. Uh, so, let's see here. What do we have? Uh, obviously, off the rip, we already mentioned uh, Dario Nicolotti. Unfortunate, very sad. R.I.P. Uh, this one's dedicated to you, I guess. Um, yep. And then, what else do we have here? Uh... So, yeah, this was probably pretty interesting to me. Um, I think to a lot of people who kind of care about this. Um, or wait, did we mention this last week? Did we talk about Predator last week? Yes. Okay, never mind. Fuck the guy doing 10 Cloverfield <laughs> Did we okay, just fucking go through this? <laughs> I, dude, I totally forgot if we did it. Like. Because it was in the, it was in. I always go by week, and it was rated like seven days, so I, w- I wasn't sure if we got to it. All right, uh, moving on then. That that's like half of the news right there. Because what <laughs> was it again? Thing. Uh, shut up. Um, <laughs> I really didn't hear. Oh, really? <laughs> I, I was looking up a joke for Freddy Krueger news, but it was it was uh, <laughs> Predator, oh. um, which we talked about last oh, week. No, so, no, uh, Predator. 
Yes. Yeah, so this I would have been excited for, but uh, the director disappointed me this year. So uh, the director of The Reef is doing a sequel called The Reef Stocked. And as we know, this director also, he's an Australian filmmaker, he directed The uh, Dark Water, which. Blackwater. Or Black, Blackwater, which I thought was really decent. And then he did Blackwater Abyss this year, which I thought was not decent. Man, Blackwater, I, I thought was black. I thought the original one was really good, but the sequel, man, is fucking horrible. Well, Moods, I rewatched the original Blackwater before watching Abyss just because it had been so long. And I think if you rewatched it, you would probably think it wasn't as good as you remembered because it, it definitely went down for me. Hmm. Uh, but the. Reef, I also rewatched this year for Shark Week last year, and that whole <clears throat> the reef is is really yeah, I, yeah. The reef was quite intense, but I remember like Blackwater just being. I've always wanted to watch open the, the open water trilogy, but there's like no good Blu-rays, and the transfers are supposed to be shitty, so I've never watched them before. Well, the, but the first one, I don't, I, I don't know what that was filmed on, but I don't think it would be. Yeah, it's like, like a DV. Yeah, it was early DV cam. Yeah. yeah. I've never seen any of those. I've never the seen second, the second one. The best, the best one. Yeah, second one is great. It's like actually fucking frightening. Yeah, I that love. That freaks one. me out. Hmm. Yeah, that would be a good show. We haven't got any trilogy shows recently. No, we get Twilight instead. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, we have a. Funny. We have others. We got Evil Dead. It is up. funny. You better talk during that whole fucking Twilight show. You better be fucking like, yeah, dude. Oh, you better do some research. You better fucking listen to some commentaries. You better Eli Roth that shit we get- like fucking JP did and be like, it's very interesting that this director, I want to hear some fucking educated shit about Twilight. You got to read the books. Man, we're yeah, getting cause, fucking cause Twilight. I'm you on it. I'm going to be like, yeah. Uh-huh. And we still uh-huh. haven't done the Blind uh-huh. Dead series. We haven't done Turn Light Night of the Living Dead. Yeah. Yeah. Turn the Living Dead. I mean, Jesus Christ. Not came up. I, that's the one that I always am shocked by. We haven't done Universal horror movies, we and you guys haven't done the Hammer movies. Yeah. Oh yeah, you guys got to do Hammer. I did Hammer We're, on my own, so it's I know. Really hard See, to I'm a big, I'm, I'm such it. a huge Hammer fan, so I would love to do that shit. But I'd really yeah. people Just are always out of courtesy for Dave. I would wa- I would want to maybe like a year or so to go by before we <laughs> dip into Hammer. I mean, I can do it as long as I mean, like we're not do everyone. You don't want to do entire. I think it would be best to pick like not do. The- the Dracula and Frankenstein, so but maybe just like pick a couple like yeah. uh, the Quatermass movies would be really cool to do. Yeah, yeah like, three I think and they're fucking underrated. The shit. They're so Everybody good. Really yeah, I, I've got some real hot takes when it comes to Hammer films. I'm a Hammer junkie. Mm, I love me some Hammer man. So uh, the Reef Two uh, or the Reef Stocked is filming uh, soon and hopes to be out in summer 2021. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I, I, the director can make good movies, but we'll see what he does. Uh, speaking of Charles Band, uh, Full Moon announces a... Don't do it. This better not be the Dr. Death thing. It is. It is. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> All right. Charlie Band, man. Charlie fucking Band. What I find crazy about this... Who the is... hell wants... Go ahead, Jake. Is... Yeah. So, okay. He Recently, Full Moon did the Blade spinoff, which was... Um, Blade Iron Cross. I did. Did you guys watch that? Are they going to no. put that out? Like, or is it just exclusive to the box that are out? Like, you, out. you can buy I saw that video today. Like yeah, can, it's out. Oh, really? Fuck it. Okay. Yeah. I need to pick that up. Um, I did watch it, and I thought it was okay. 
Uh, it was better than the last two that they did. Hmm. You know, you know what I'm getting sick of is when people are like, they should do a they should do a sequel to Littlest Reich, and I'm like, they, they didn't, didn't do, do it. Littlest yeah. Reich. Dude, I saw that comment the other day too, and I was I didn't I even Bill bother. They shouldn't. I didn't I even bother to said, respond to no, it. I'm we like, don't want them to do a sequel. We saw yeah. what happened. We want fucking those other people to do Nobody the sequel. Nobody knows that they didn't. Do, like, I swear, in like general audiences, everybody's no. like, well, the last one they did was really good. And I'm like, no, it <laughs> yeah. wasn't. Because it, it wasn't them. That's why it was good. <laughs> um, no, they've done four since you've seen Little is Right. You just don't know about them. Yeah. 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 So. <clears throat> I'm all about to be five. Uh, full Moon. Uh, so the. the 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 one that they're spinning off this time, not Six Shooter, not Torch, not even Pinhead, but Doctor Death. Now, some of you guys. Okay, would you rather prefer Doctor Death or Leech Woman? What's Leech Death? Woman's Death. a real character. She's at least a real puppet. But what about Leech Woman? Would you like the Leech Woman's of that? got gross ass kills though, right? I, 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 I mean, Leech Woman. they're grotesque, man. She's the worst, <laughs> man. Ugh. Yeah. yeah, but Doctor Death's not even a real puppet monster. I know he's that's fucking, what I'm he's saying. A man. Retro. I know this is yeah, stupid. That's so weird. The retro puppet master. They I just mean, picked the look at Doctor Death. Like Blade, but fucking not. Wouldn't Blade. it make a lot more <laughs> sense to do you know either Torch or Six Shooter? Right. Or any that's of what them? I'm saying. But like Torch or Six Shooter or Leech Woman, like those would be the ones that would be. This honestly makes no sense to me. Tunneler. Oh yeah, Tunneler. Right, Tunneler. All the. I thought it would be cool. Like, first of all, I mean, my biggest complaint with Blade Iron Cross is that it's just another Puppet Master movie that only has one puppet in it, so it's actually like less cool because it follow the order of Puppet Master Three, right? Uh, what? They already had an origin story for Blade. It's Public not Master an origin story. Oh, it's not? No. So how does it it's fit somebody, into the timeline? Or does it fit into right, it? It takes place after the last one, I think. So is it... So, like, somebody just gets Blade. Uh, I can't but remember after now. the it's, last it's, one... It's, it's bothered. But that was the Nazi films, though. How does it... Right. It takes place after. Okay. Either after or between. I can't okay. So it's in the timeline? So it's in the timeline yeah, of the Nazi shit? Okay. Um... Yeah, I think the one of the girls returns from like the last film. It, uh, they're so loose in my memory because they're crap. But the thing, the, th- the problem <laughs> and you was you keep saying with it's it, all right. Yeah, I, I think like, I, I think it's post World War Two. I think it's like right after. So I think it's like I think it's like 1945. Blade's got to bring down the Berlin Wall. That's the it, plot. The, the thing <laughs> that sucked about it though is like, whenever you think of like, okay, we're doing a spinoff. You, for, like Dave said, you probably think origin story, but if you're not doing origin story, at least you're going to focus on the Blade character. But really, it's not. It's just another one of those Puppet Master movies, but instead of having multiple puppets, this is just a way to do less work to me. It's just <laughs> right, right. They just have one puppet. Typical full moon, just, right? It's yeah. still How can we make this thing, really cool? We'll just have less puppets. But they only work. have one puppet. Well, yeah. well actually, what they're going to do is just have Blade sit down by a fire and tell like an old, old sailor all his kills, and they're just going to replay those kills. Right. That's right. going to be the Blade movie. You know why they picked Doctor Death? Uh, because they have a they have a puppet that still looks good that's in full operational or to do Leech Woman they would have hey, had to build a new puppet they would have had to spend money they had a Doctor they had Death to get leeches puppet. yeah they had a Doctor Death puppet sitting there. That cost them money, and they're like, "How the fuck can we use this?" And you said it was so. fully operational. Using nice pump on there, didn't even realize it. 
I, uh, I didn't mean it that way, but I'm glad yeah. that I got that. Yeah. Uh, the I got description that. of this one is in the standalone shocker, a beautiful young med student is trapped in an erotic nightmare and must face off against the demon that inhabits the evil puppet. Oh, that sounds, that sounds all right. Uh, yeah, you know, <laughs> but it, I don't know. It's just I, I the puppet master universe could be amazing. Like it could be really rich and there's a lot of history and a lot of things you can do with it but they just don't so i don't know it's 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 because they're cheap they don't want to spend the money no yeah no i i, I don't even know if it's that i just think that they're lazy no well, because they have no i think it's a i don't even think like it takes money to take to, to flush these out a little bit <laughs> no i think i think it does it takes time and money for sure I think the, I think Where's the time Where's my Decapitron movie? Which, I want a Decapitron movie. Right. No. <laughs> <laughs> He's next. It's, it's, um, a, it's a good selling name, Decapitron. So. But they also announced another evil bong um, or something like that, too. Like a ginger dead bong. Yeah, ginger yeah. Dead. It's ginger weed or some shit. Ginger weed, yeah. Yeah. yeah ginger yeah. weed, man. I saw that. You, we all knew that was coming. Come on. Mash him up. Yeah, and we're supposed to... But they, they already, already did hit, mash him up. So is he a no, that was a versus. That was a versus. This is a mashed up character. <laughs> Shut up. That. If, it's any, if it's anything No, like Ginger Dead Man versus Evil Bong is two totally different things. This it's is, a mashup of the movies. This though. is Ginger right. Weed. Well, Ginger Weed is a character. He's a new character. Is he like... the? the they have sex? Did the Bong and... Like, I don't know. But anyways, it's a mashup like, of the what two. What is this? Yeah. Ginger Weed? Fuck, that just sounds... That sounds delicious. It does. Right off the tongue, right? Ginger Weed. So, uh, good old Chris Columbus gives an update on Gremlins 3. Uh, he says that they're, they, they wrote a script um, and they're working on some rights issues, but it's supposedly still coming. The more interesting thing about his comments, though, was he said, I would still do it the same way. I would do it as tangible puppets, not CGI. That's cool. So, that's pretty mm-hmm. cool. If Joe Dante ain't doing it, the only way I to do ain't it. watching it. Yeah, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah I ain't gonna watch it. If it, yeah. Chris Columbus is directing it, I don't give a fuck. I ain't you watching it. You think yeah. Joe Dante brought that much to the for Yes. To the yeah. yeah, totally. Yeah. Especially 100%. part two. Yeah, yeah especially so he brought the comedy. The best one. He brought yeah, the comedy. Dante's got a real part voice, two man. is mu- a those. huge step down from part one. Oh, it's way Not better. <laughs> social commentary in that one, like the the comment on, on Warner Brothers and everything is brilliant. It's so funny. Very funny. It's okay. very it's like, oh, that's cool. That's funny. I'd rather watch Bud the Chud. But, but the Christmas spirit. I love Bud the Chud, dude. <laughs> I hate Bud the Chud. You're all sick. <laughs> I was being very facetious. I, Bud the Chud sucks. Yeah. You guys are uh, nuts. Everybody acts like Ghoulies 3. Fuck that much. Ghoulies 3 is better. Right. Gremlins 3? Fuck that Ghoulies 3, man. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Seriously. Ghoulies 3 is going to be better than Gremlins 3. Critters. Gremlins 3 is never going to get made. It, it's Critters. a good start. At least I'm not going to CG the Gremlins. I mean, that, that, that's a good starting point. But I don't know about this whole Christopher Columbus I mean, shit. It's kind of hot right now. Like they're they're selling a bunch of Gremlins merch and stuff like that. If they're practical, I'll watch it. But I don't. They're think gonna they're ruin it. Like Star Wars, they're gonna fucking ruin it. I like Star Wars. That's Disney. The new Star Wars. Yeah. yeah. I, like them all. I like I like the new new ones and the old new ones. You didn't like. I didn't like. JP like Rogue One except Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> no, I haven't seen I like, any I of the. We like every single one of them. All of them. Hmm. really, I've, even Solo. Solo, what? I liked a lot. Really, 
Ever since Disney see, took over, I haven't that, seen any of them. I'm not gonna lie. When you have no nostalgia for Star Wars, all these all these people who grew up with Star Wars and have nostalgia are like a bunch of baby crybaby bitches. Yeah. It, I don't think that applies to everybody. Who saw, who but, saw all the Star Wars when he was like fucking seventeen or eighteen or something and was like, they're all the fucking same movie. You guys over over <laughs> over dramatize how much different the the prequels are. Like they're the fucking same thing, man. And everybody talks about how great Luke Skywalker is. I'm like, it's the most basic fucking hero character ever written in existence. Just saying. Yeah, but you're basing it, it off of Luke. You know, he was a character in the 70s, and you saw right. a million characters ripped off Luke Skywalker. Right? And I've so. seen a million characters before the 70s that were the standard hero archetype as well. Don't tell me that there were. Name five. Uh, I mean, they, not really like that. I mean, you can't. Like, uh, not not like him. I, I mean, mean, there are some. There are some. Mostly young Western kids, I would say. But like no. the cool thing about the original three is Charles that Bronson is one of them. It, it's like <laughs> it's like fighting Bronson. back against <laughs> He's a like, hero. an oppressive not that type, uh, uh, military not regime, kid, which is right. not something yeah. we saw a lot of. You yeah, didn't see that. I, I like before that. that. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. No, um, I think it's just the effects. I really think it boils down to the effects on the old ones. It's really what it is. It comes down to the effects. And the plot of episode two is really dumb. Episode two is definitely the worst one. Episode yeah, two is a bad I, movie. Episode two is episode the worst. Two it is, man. Bad. It's horrible. That's the only one that I would be like, that's bad. I don't think it's horrible. That's, it is, man. It's bad. It's bad. It's the plot. The Clone War shit was dumb. But uh, I only watched the, what was the first one? The Force Awakens? And like yeah. I understand that movie's made for like another generation of kids, like thirteen, fourteen to watch and love. So I watched it, I was like, I don't think it's a bad movie. It's just not for me. It's yeah, just I a new hope. Liked, it's just a new hope again. It's the same movie. And I, I like the sequels the better than the, the sequels. You like the, the episode. Really one, better two, than Empire? Yeah. Oh, man, yeah, I, yeah I except for episode two like episode, episode three, three is fucking great. Episode yeah. three is awesome to me. And I actually really love episode one. I know a lot of people don't, but no, to I me, episode do. one captures the adventure aspect of Star Wars better than most of them. Yeah, I agree. I actually really liked Rogue One. I felt like the first yeah, twenty minutes. Of Rogue That's the only one I haven't seen. I actually haven't seen good. that one and the, the newest one. I Rogue like, One's awesome because at the end it's like fucking ties right Vader. into the Dark Fate. Don't ruin it, Jason. Don't ruin it, dude. I just said I didn't see it. Well, well fuck you. You're, you're fucking moral. You you ruined that fucking teenage movie. And you know why? You know why people fucking talk shit about you, Jeremy? Yeah, because you're garbage. Not yeah. talk shit. Just make fun of you. Well. Talk shit would imply that they're saying shit behind your back. Yeah. AP ruined extracurricular He's... earlier, so... No, we didn't. He did. The moots were talking about the whole fucking movie. Okay, what happens? I don't remember. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, loser. <laughs> I, even, I even tried to warn Jeremy. I said, don't say anything. Don't say anything. Remember? That? He's just like, nah. Oh, man. All right. Um, the last little bit of news that I have here... He ain't gonna uh, remember anyway. Is... Paramount's releasing the spell on Blu-ray, which was pretty good. And then Demons uh, 1 and 2 is coming out through Arrow on 4K, apparently. Not apparently. It is. Yep, apparently. He just doesn't want to admit it. it He just doesn't want to admit it. JP just doesn't want to buy it. So he's (laughs) acting like it's not going to get released. (laughs) They're expensive, though. Yeah, they are expensive. But it's worth it. We're talking about demons, even though I just bought those steel books like five years ago. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, they just posted a new photo of the possession 4K on Twitter. Looks good. Who's doing that? French. 
Uh, French. I don't buy any of those foreign ones because I don't trust them. You can trust Arrow, though, <laughs> UK. No, no, those are fine. I'm saying, like, German, French. all like, Dude, you know how many German ones that I've seen people say, like, this isn't even a true fucking 4K transfer? Yeah. It's lies, man. I'm not... I'm not... I'm not forking over fifty dollars for a uh, a fucking hard box Blu-ray at Death Weekend. That's just some upscale from a DVD. Like, and they all they mostly they, most of them are just upscales, which is kind of a shame. Like but. the uh, TCM one, whoever put out the, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre one, uh, I had heard that that is like one of the worst transfers ever. That the Blu-ray looks better. The 4K, hmm. yeah, yeah. Wow. I'll wait. Yeah, me too. Texas Chainsaw is getting a 4K. We know it in the States. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Dark it already has the scan. They get into the 4K game. That's the first title they'll do. Yeah. What? Dark yeah. Sky? Yeah. Yeah. That, that'll definitely be the first one for sure. Because the German release. That's their fucking cake right there, man. Good. Is sitting on fucking Yeah, that's DCM. what I just said, dumbass. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> Jeremy's just like, the German release isn't that good. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to fucking three uh, and a half minutes ago, buddy. Is the news done? Yep. Sweet. All right. That is the news. Fucking thing sucks. shots. All right. So moving along here into a knowledge segment. The word I bring to you today is knowledge reigns supreme. This week, you know, it's funny. I was searching for a top 10 Regero Diodato list on the interwebs and could not even find a top 10 list. So, of course, came across, well, a list from Flickchart and it's it's 15 movies. So it's kind of like last week, I guess. But this kind of covers the majority of his filmography. But I'm sure... Some of us have seen more than just the horror films in here and not, so let's discuss. Actually, it starts out pretty interesting because this is one that I still actually haven't seen myself, and I always kind of forgot about this one. I don't know why. I know we talked about this a few times on the show when it came out, I believe, in 16 or 17 or something like that, but um, I'm not even sure anyone's actually seen it. Ballad of Blood? Yeah, number 15, Ballad of Blood. Um, not good. So you've seen it? <laughs> yeah, not good. Okay. You know, Ruggiero Diodato actually yeah. had, he did one of the shorts on that. Remember that December anthology thing I was talking about there a couple weeks yeah, ago? Is that, is that out yet? Uh, I believe it's out. Di- no, it's coming out at the beginning of December digitally. It's, it's on the, it's on the interwebs illegally right now and stuff. But, um, but yeah, I noticed that Ruggiero Diodato actually has, he did a short for that. I was like, what the fuck? Crazy. So did he do one for profane exhibit too? Was he on that? I'm not sure about that one. Maybe, maybe. I feel like he did, but I wouldn't, you know. Well, it was weird because I was looking at the list of directors for Death Sember, and uh, I didn't recognize a lot of them. A couple of them are quite indie. I, I recognized a couple, but the big name stood out was Ruggiero Diodato, and I was just shocked. But it yeah, looks like a crazy. Well, a lot of the directors that are involved with it look foreign and stuff, so it, it seems like that type of project. I didn't really look into the whole production of it and stuff, but again, I was surprised to see Diodato had done a short on that. So he was, he's still working. He was involved with that Lilith Hell movie too. Remember that from On Earth, Lilith Lilith Hell? That's right. That came that's- out. Yeah, that, that's actually one of the very few Unearthed releases I don't own, but I, I know the movie, though. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Yeah. so Ballad and Blood, number 14, is Father Hope. Have you ever seen this one? 
Uh, I've never Dave, even heard of that. I don't know what Father that is. Father Hope. Yeah, this is, it, it's funny, man. It's it's a later, later com- uh, comedy that uh, Diodato did from 2005, believe it or not. What? Just ra- I know, random. It's like a later film, but it was a comedy. I don't know. It's fucking, <laughs> it's, it's very strange. I, I, I've actually heard of it. anybody have seen that? It's probably never got a release here. Maybe. Yeah. It was, uh, well probably not because it's made for tv so uh number 13 is uh lone runner which is an action film you ever seen this one dave uh, yeah no. okay i've seen a couple of his action films and not that one how is it yeah. calvin's seen it yeah uh not good i spent <laughs> quite a while yeah this, uh, this that's that's the one it's like in the desert right it's kind of like a little bit of like a mad max feel okay it. that makes sense um yeah. it came out the same year as body count actually 1986 so you know doing multiple movies in the same year that's you know never really a good sign <laughs> yeah what are they talking about Fulci's the uh, king of yeah but Fulci had i don't know diodato oh uh uh do you guys watch mystery science theater 3000 no, no. no. Oh, oh, okay well anyway if anyone listens or if anyone listening watches that i'm pretty sure that the star of lone runner is um the guy who's Ator in Cave Dwellers, that Miles O'Keefe guy. Oh, Miles oh, O'Keefe. Ator's uh, not very good either by Jody yeah. Amato. Ator, yeah, 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 Miles yeah. O'Keefe. Yeah, he's, I don't mind Ator. The sequels are pretty funny too, though, actually. Uh, isn't yeah. Miles O'Keefe the vampire in Waxwork who yes, acts like Clint Eastwood? Oh, that's yes. the dude. Oh, that's Jar-Jar. the fucking dude. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. that's him. yeah. he's in Lone Runner. Okay, cool. That's the only thing I remember about it. <laughs> and his abs, probably. Just, he's probably just not, not a good thing. Okay, uh, so yeah, that was number 13. Number 12 is actually a film... I was surprised to see this low on the list because I like this one, man. Uh, it's called Dial Help from 1988. Oh, I love, I love that movie. Yeah, man, me too, man. Um, has anyone else seen this one? Dave, have you seen it? I don't think I have. Nope. I have the DVD you know, uh, import. What's the actress in that? It's like Charlotte something. It's kind Charlotte of a bigger Lewis. name, right? Charlotte Lewis. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah. fucking gorgeous, man. But she's the idea like, uh, behind it is pretty cool, man. The whole phone thing and stuff. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's fun. I'll yeah, have to watch no. it. Dial help is fun. I think it's free on YouTube. I think someone ripped it. Could be. Yeah. Okay. I have a DVD yeah. import though. Yeah, I, it's it's good. Originally, we when we, when we did Regero Diodato the first step or the first year, um, I was actually going to pick this, but I ended up choosing the washing machine instead. But we always have the option of doing dial help somewhere down the road. So yeah. it's yeah. cool. It's a fun, it's, it's fun. an interesting idea. It's fun. It's fun. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, number eleven, which I just mentioned, is the washing machine. We reviewed this. Um, <laughs> I don't know when. Whenever we did Diodato one couple years oh, back, nineteen ninety three, three years ago at this yeah. point. Yeah, I don't even remember it. An oddity from the nineties, nineteen ninety three. This is when Italian horror was really at a standstill. There wasn't a lot of, uh, especially big name directors putting out stuff that you could. I mean, really in general, right? I mean, ninety three was very low. I just remember being disappointing. It wasn't about a killer washing machine. It's mm. not a Deck Moss movie, apparently, right? No. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's got I a lot it, of a lot of nudity though it does and i think the chicks are hot there, man women. yeah oh yeah i think it's actually really cool it's got a really interesting atmosphere to it and you know the narrative is i like the way it's told too you know it it, it has a kind of mumbled jumbled narrative but kind of makes sense in the end you know i think it's cool uh number 10 is phantom of death yes with edwick fennick is in it donald pleasance um phantom of death is michael one, york yeah, Michael York's also in it. Yep. I don't think I've seen that one, man. And Dude, I have the Shameless. I'll have shameless. to watch that. I might watch a couple of Diodatos after this. I'm surprised that uh, Phantom okay. Death hasn't gotten a Blu-ray, to be honest, man. I, I joked about this one because this is the one that comes with the fucking... Uh, um, no, Formula for Murder comes oh, with Oh, yeah, it was Formula for Murder, but Phantom of Death is... Oh, yeah, I actually reviewed this on YouTube and shit, but yeah, you're right. 
Venom of Death is a good one, though. I, I think it's underrated, to be honest. Uh, number nine, uh, Waves of Lust. Uh, this is like I've seen uh, that one. It's a thriller it's a from. Yellow. Yeah, it's fucking cool, man. It's actually really well done. I think it's actually super underrated. Reviewed this one also when I did a Diodato like week. Love triangle on the boat, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's yeah, kind I've of seen that one. boat thriller giallo type thing. Yeah, it's cool, man. I actually recommend that one. Uh, number eight is Body Counts, starring. Well, we'll save that, right? Mimsy yeah. Farmer, Mimsy yeah. Farmer, and David Hess. Man, what a couple that they they make, right? Mimsy Farmer, like mm. where the fuck does she come from in this man? That's amazing. She's from the woman, uh, the perf- uh, the wo- the perfume, the woman in black, which is like classic fucking um antonio margaretti stuff love absolutely love that movie maybe next year we'll get to that because i know margaretti's name has been tossed around a couple times so right jp yeah yeah we were talking about that earlier this year yeah if no one picks bava next year that's who i'm gonna pick it's yeah yeah margaretti's gotta get done it's gotta get done man but yeah uh, cannibal apocalypse and Got yeah. some good ones. Yeah, yeah that's the I perfume. love Cannibal Apocalypse. That's yeah. why you rated it oh, three so stars. Do, do you guys What's has that? anyone seen the Perfume Woman in Black? On your, on your letterbox, it said three. You kept saying uh, you loved it. I no, it that was, was my first watch. Oh, thank you, because that movie's like a ten out of ten for I me. I gave it an eight this time. <laughs> has anybody seen yeah. the Perfume Woman in Black? I don't no. think I have. No. I, okay, uh, I, I feel I'm like actually, I might have. I, I just can't remember. Did Raro put that out? Yes. Yes, Fuck. and uh, I think 88... I did watch it, but it was like ten years ago. I have the Raro Blu-ray and the eighty-eight Blu-ray because it's a great film, man. It's really fun. I mean, it's obviously in vein of a very popular film too, but I, I like the way they did it. So, uh, number seven is Raiders of Atlantis. I've seen this one, man. Oh, uh, love it. It's love an action it. film. It's so much goddamn fun. Dude, it's got Tony it's... King, and who's who's the main star in it? It's like a Christopher um, Conley. It's like a bigger name. He's t- he's paired up with Tony King the whole movie. I can't think of his fucking name. Oh, I know Christopher Connolly's in it, but yeah, there's another somebody else in it. It's fun. It is, man. It is really that 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 one needs a good release. It does. Somebody told me it's getting a Blu-ray. Dan, the cameraman, told what? me it's getting a Blu-ray. Is it really? Oh, crazy. Yeah, I don't know where from, but it was a weird company I never heard of. But that's um, Dave hates hearing this, Dave Z. But it's a day one by Dave Z. Um, that would be a that would be a great uh, one for 88's Italian line to release actually because they released some action and. They're all over the place in the Italian cinema. That would be a good one. Uh, number six is one that we've also reviewed on the on the show, Cut and Run, um, with my homeboy Richard Lynch. That apparently nobody on this podcast knows who he is. Yeah, yeah. Well, He's your best friend, right? Yeah. Fucking Richard Lynch. A hundred. You guys are fucking retarded. I everything. swear to God. I love Richard. literally I love when I said him. that, everyone's like, "No one's heard of Richard Lynch." I'm like, "Who the fuck hasn't heard That's of Richard so Lynch?" I would have lost my mind. Dude, I like I even tried to explain that to him. I'm like, how? Like, I was so taken back by they didn't know who Richard Lynch was. I didn't know what to say. I was like, this has been in like a hundred exploitation movies. He's in everything. Everything. Like, literally everything. I, Calvin, that's literally what I said. I said he's been in everything. Yeah. They're like names. So I start naming off some movies. And like, nope, nope, nope. I'm like, what the fuck? Crazy. It's Richard Lynch. He's so recognizable too because he fucking dropped Bart acid and burnt off. himself. And he looks he looks like a grandma. Yeah. Like, he looks like a fucking grandma all the time. Like, what's that movie where he's, like, the cult leader and he lights himself? Bad Dreams. Oh, Bad Dreams. Bad Dreams, yeah. yeah. Um, movie. The movie that, the first thing that comes to mind when I think of Richard Lynch automatically is Invasion USA with Chuck Norris. Oh, he is so insane in that movie like it just all like i grew up watching that shit man i love that movie i've seen it like hundreds of times but i always remember richard lynch for that shit man he's in god told me to yeah he's crazy yep. in that movie oh he's yeah. so bad shit in that movie like that fucking oh my there's so many crazy scenes it's puppet dude. master three for me because i saw him as a kid and i loved him as a bad guy oh yeah 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 i, yeah, I, I love cut and run 
Cut and Run's one of my... I love that movie. I know you guys aren't as big on it, but I, I'm a big fan of it. I like the score probably more than the... I, I'm, I'm a fan of the movie, but I, I love the, the music, though. The score is, like, the best thing ever. Right? It, like, makes you want to, like, get up and, like, just mm-hmm. fucking yeah. go on a war mission. Yeah, I did. I've used it over and over again. I love the music for that, but... Uh, number five is another one I absolutely love, man. Uh, live Like a Cop, Die Like a Man. Very good movie. 1976, mm-hmm. uh, you know, crime... Yeah. Pluchetesi movie, yeah. It's great, man. This is honestly probably one of Diodato's like best made movies. It's a popular one. You know, it's it's a really well done film. Really good stuff. Got Ray Lovelock and Mark Porro in it. Yep. Right? Yep. Yeah. Good stuff. And they ride on a motorcycle together. (laughs) It's a great film, man. Oh, good stuff. Uh number four is uh speaking of the homeboy Richard Lynch in the Barbarians, the greatest hair ever. Mm-hmm. oh my god i actually never seen it but i have i have the blu-ray comes out actually next tuesday so by the time this is out the blu-ray will be out by kino and i have it coming yeah i i'm thinking this is the funniest thing ever that this is number four on the list it just it blows my mind it's that high but <laughs> is great and, and hopefully more people get to see it since that blu-ray is coming out but yeah oh it's awesome man the hair is just ridiculous it's it's so memorable um number three is uh jungle holocaust this list is actually correct. I can't yeah. believe this list is actually fucking correct. Which, of course, is starring, starring Mimi Lee, Ivan Rashomov. We know. We'll get into that. Uh, number two is The House of the, and the, on the Edge of the Park, which is another one that's lined up for later on in the show. And, of course, number one is, without question, Cannibal Holocaust. Yeah, so, I mean, honestly, favorite. the top three was, you know, a little bit predictable. It's kind of anticlimactic yeah. a little bit. For a good reason, though. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I'm really, st- I was kind of stoked to see the Barbarians at number four. That's pretty funny. <laughs> it was a good list. Yeah. Except, uh, there's a couple on the bottom. Like, I think they probably yeah. could have found something else, right? Yeah, I agree. He did, he did one of those Concord movies. I'm sure that's better. Like, Concord Airport movies and shit. I so. was shocked to see this Father Hope in there. Like, a comedy from 2005. Like, really? Strange. Maybe yeah. people like it. Maybe it's popular overseas. I don't know. Yeah, might be good. Weird, weird. I, I was. I thought maybe Dial Help would be higher, but it is what it is. He's, he's actually got a lot of really decent films, though, when you actually break it down. He's yeah. second tier for sure, and I don't yeah. mean that as an insult, because when you're talking first tier, there's three names, and that's Fulci, Argento, and Mario Bava. Yeah, second absolutely. tier are fucking amazing directors, too. So Yeah. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I I consider Martino to be kind of top tier too. I think he's done a lot of really. He's quality. number four, probably. Yeah, he's top top man. I mean, for somebody that did you know as many jowls as he did, he fucking he did it well. You know. Yeah, he never really made any bad bad movies either. Like even no. as like cheesy screamers is kind of bad, but you know, I don't know if you uh, could do much. Yeah, it's still screamers. good. No, yeah, screamers is. It's got a couple fun. different cuts though too, it right? Is- yeah, yeah, Island of the Fishman and Screamers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Island of the Fishman is pretty good. I mean, for the what Screamers it is. version isn't great. No. Yeah, that's the American version of it, Fishman. right? Is that the American right. cut? Or, yeah, yeah. Where they, like, yeah, they spliced in America. They had, like, ten minutes in the beginning with Mel Ferrer and uh, yeah. Cameron Mitchell. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Very typical American stuff from back in the day, right? So That's some um, Corman shit, isn't it? Oh, yeah. fuck. Notorious. Yes. I think it is Corman that did that. Yeah, yeah, definitely did that. Because uh, Jim Wynorski cut the trailer and he tells that funny ass story yeah. about the trailer saying you in this movie you will see a man turn inside out and it wasn't and they, in the movie it, it so wasn't everybody got pissed yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah nice nice okay so that is gonna do it for knowledge and uh, top 15 Regero Diodato for those
those listeners who didn't feel that, we just had another one, baby. Feature presentation. All right, so getting into the featured reviews here on episode 198, week four here on Italian Horror Month. Of course, we are talking about Ruggiero Diodato 2. This is the second time we've uh, done some Diodato films. We're going to take it back to 1977 with a film called Many, Many, Many Names. But yep. I'm going to go by what INDB has in big, bold, white letters, and it is uh, Jungle Holocaust, um, which is it, – it's also known as The Last Survivor. Um, oh, my God. That's what it's – Undo Cannibal. That's what it the says in the title screen. It's a pretty big title. Yeah. 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 Last Cannibal World. There's Cannibals. There's so many different titles mm-hmm. to this movie, but I've always known it as Jungle Holocaust and uh, The Last Survivor. Those are the two titles that always yeah. ring a bell for myself. Um, all right. Uh, I have the VHS tape that's uh, uh, Cannibal. That's actually what I watched to re, you know, re uh, assimilate myself. Who put that? Who put that tape out? Because yeah, that's an interesting title for it. Because I'd have to go get it, but it's. I mean, it's an old '80s tape. Mm-hmm. It may even be a UK release. Wow. Because I, I have th- subtitles. I, I think like the worldwide it English title. Know. I know it was. You know, like the. Um, Last Cannibal World, I know, was very much used in those days. Uh, I know Cannibal was used in a bunch of like other countries, maybe Greek, maybe Greece or stuff like that. I don't know. There were some other countries. The last but Survivor was probably the American United States. Uh, it was. It was one of them. Yeah. It was an immediate tape. I feel like it was a media tape. Last Cannibal World, I believe, was used in North America too. At one different companies, I, mean, I guess. I mean, it had to be North America. Let me. Yeah. I can double check that tape. Yeah. Yeah. So, Last Survivor or Last Cannibal World. Last Survivor is the tape I would think it was on VHS and it would be under media. I remember seeing a tape actually Last Survivor, yeah. but I believe Last Cannibal World it was released under that title too in in region 1 somewhere. Yeah. Could, one one second. Yeah, it's weird. They, there's so many different titles for it. It's crazy. And it, it was the beauty of marketing back in the days because you release stuff under different titles people just grab it and be like, "Oh fuck, I I actually own this movie three fucking times." <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, so let's get into a synopsis here. Uh, an oil prospector is captured by a violent and primitive cannibal tribe in the Philippines, Rainforest. But he manages to escape with a female hostage that, and tries to locate his missing companion and their airplane in order re- to return home. Um, yeah, so Does this ju- one have more animal killing than Cannibal Holocaust? This, this one definitely has... Well, actually... Like, why do people, like, up in arms about all the animal killing cannibal holocaust? Because cannibal holocaust is more known, and this one isn't. I just mean, it's, well, it's, it's more effective in cannibal holocaust because the music, and it's showing human beings kill animals, like the sea turtle. Mm. The sea turtle is what gets people because they're more rare. Nah. Yeah. This, this one, this when one. You see a, when no, you see this a one, this one. A, a rat and stuff, and a bat, it's a little different. of fucking... The crocodile. I'm going to be totally honest. No one gives a fuck about a crocodile. So, honestly, honestly, none of the... Well, okay. Put it this way: Cannibal Holocaust has more on-screen shot for the film killings and stuff. 
Um, this movie right here has a lot of stock footage killings. Stock the footage, the actual yeah. only killing that they did for the film was the croc killing, which I yeah. still to this day find it really hard to watch because it's just that, so brutal. Me, it's pretty the gross. Crocodile yeah. is way worse than anything in Cannibal Holocaust. Yeah, yes. I, and I it, agree. And it is the I mean, same. If you ask any animal rights people, they're more concerned about the sea turtle because it's an endangered species at the time, and, and they live on the sea, right. and they're much but more intelligent. That's, Listen, that's the thing I'm telling you. But that's, that's not what matters to it's me whenever I'm saying. Yeah. I'm saying what's hard to physically look at. Oh, yeah, you fucking stabbing the crocodile in the head, bro. Yeah, that, well, and, even the hitting it with a pole beforehand was like really sad to me. Yeah, it you was. Know, it was pretty brutal. Kill crocodiles to prepare them to eat. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's probably the similar way. The, when the, I yeah, they it, stab them in the back of the right where you put the knife. That is what they do. Well, but it, it, but hit him first. I mean, in the it, which is not what you do. You know, to take well, it. You probably want to numb him, but so he doesn't attack. But but he but, can't attack. But Dave, they had the they had the croc yeah. all fucking you know tied up on a fucking uh, on a stake kind of thing, and they could have just killed it there, but they let it go for the visuals, right? They wanted to make it a little bit more dramatic. And so this thing's trying to run away and then they beat it and then hack it up and shit. It's, it's not pleasant. I'm just telling you, it doesn't yeah. compare. I'm just the saying turtle. they already had it captured. They could have just killed it on the compared fucking, to the, on the turtle. It's sadder to me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it I, doesn't matter. I think it's more graphic, but it's way more graphic. But to compare the two, the turtle, it yeah. feels Are you guys serious? Yeah, the turtle literally yeah. spends 40 minutes. The guy picks up the head, the guts inner turn. It's the same. It's almost the same mutilation. This one, but also doesn't have the music. Dude, the turtle is way more graphic. I don't no. think so. Dude, they know. slit the crocodile all the way down its side I, and rip its, its skin off. Like It's way worse. If this movie was no. as infamous as uh, um, Cannibal Holocaust, I think that just as many people would be upset about the animal killing. I don't think so, movie. because people I think watch... So. A lot of people watch movies with the snakes getting their heads chopped on Friday the 13th. I'm telling you, a, a big part of that, Cannibal Holocaust, is the music. It literally is the music. It literally is also the animal. People right, yeah, the turtle is turtles. more important. Sure. That people, turtle could still yeah. be alive today. Right, yes, and people have saying. a connection to turtles. <laughs> I'm, I, I, it doesn't I'm make it more graphic. This. No, I think it is more. I think it's equally as graphic. They're exactly the same kind of kills. No, they, I they don't cut think the head off, and then they the crocodile suffered more. I would say because the turtle yeah. was dead after. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they just I, like, they, they that, you know I think the fact that it was already tied up and then they let it go. I think that's where it kind of loses you know the viewer a little bit. I think it makes it hard to watch because yeah, you know making dude. it run away. They're yeah. showing that they're making the it scared. Dude. Yeah, that, that alligator is scared. See, when we see the turtle, we don't see that whole thing. They they have the turtle. They you know they do what they do to the turtle and stuff, but they're not like making it like I'm in this way. It's it, it almost becomes like this gamey sport. I don't know. The guy like picks said, up was... the turtle's head and he puts it by his face and and shows it in the camera. And it's just also it's worse. Anytime you take a scene and you put it through, you're watching footage of something. It automatically makes it more. I just think you perverse. love Cannibal Holocaust so much that you can't. No, I'm telling yeah, you right now. It, watch when you watch something through the lens. Who's the director who did a cult and stuff and all those movies like that? Those movies are effective because you're watching it in a documentary style. Mm -hmm. So you become guilty of watching. I it. think like, Cannibal Holocaust is definitely more realistic to what they would do and stuff. I mean, they have this turtle and they do what they do with that. But I mean, in Jungle I mean, Holocaust, I I truly believe it's it's very it's it's for shock values for cinematic. I mean, yeah, if you, you if you take a fucking real. if you take a tribe here. And they've already catch, captured this uh, croc, and they've already had it, you know, tied up on the stake and stuff. They're not going to let it go and do that shit for themselves. They're, They're going to kill not it. A tribe. You can tell. Here, no, no, no. I'm saying in real. No, if if are, it was, if are. it was real. No, dude, that's how they. I watch a lot of like 
swamp people. My path watches a lot of swamp I'm, people I'm and just, shit. They I'm kill those crocodiles the exact same way. That's man. what I'm yeah. saying. They killed it definitely how they prepare it. But I'm just telling you, the people are definitely not tries because if you look at anybody's teeth, they have whiter teeth than no, all of us. No, I think they are. I think this is a real – I'm pretty sure that this well, is They're exaggerating. The primitiveness of it. There's no way they live like no, that. No, 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 sure. definitely. Sure, yeah. of course, like yeah. that. It's it's not like a tribe, tribe. Like so, people think, like real tribe. Sure. It's just a bunch so of people that he, live in the here's, area. Really quickly, here's why I think the turtle is like way less impactful in terms of graphicness to me, because wh- whenever you see like them remove the shell and stuff, all it just looks like a bunch of like blah. Like I can't tell what any of it is. I don't see any organs or what any stuff is. When they're skinning the crocodile, I can see skeletal structure and things like that. Sure. Well, it bothers it's, me because that thing used to be a form, and now it's just a big blob. See, also, that, that's not the, the part. only reason Cannibal Holocaust works for me. It's a fucking turtle. I don't know. It doesn't even look like anything because it is effective filmmaking. I, I'm not basing it which one's more graphic of a kill. I'm telling you, they look the same kind of graphic in terms of graphic. It is exactly the same. They cut it open, how you kill anything and prepare it like that. But I'm just saying that Cannibal Holocaust is such a much better made film to me. I think it is. And the way it's shot and the structure, it affects me. The music, it kicks in. It's done in a certain way to, to make you violently ill. It's a much more done, affected okay, scene. Wait. I'm not talking about in comparison of brutality or uh, infamy. I'm but that's not what about- we're talking I, I was just talking about, about which one was. So I'm saying, therefore, the scene is more impactful. It works for me. It makes me sick. I feel okay. sad. Impactful when I watch the crocodile get killed, I don't care. Conversations, though. Yes, I'm saying they're equally graphic. They're the same fucking thing. I, I think that the crocodile one's more. Graphic. Well, no, I was coming for you. Yeah. I was comparing the two an impact and stuff, and I, I just feel like. You know, the turtle is what it is and stuff, but I just feel like when you let that shit go, when you untie it and you watch it fucking strangle, yeah, you try to see, run away and, and stuff, and then it starts right getting there, beat. And the, Mood said, yeah. Right there, it turns into slaughter a, game. Do you think is, it's more exploitative? Oh, but, but absolutely. That is what, like, if okay. what impacts you is the music and stuff, yeah. it I'm makes saying it it's the way impactful. it's constructed. And also, I feel bad because it's a turtle. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. I feel, I feel worse. Uh, you know, to me, it doesn't matter. I mean, I'm a lover of, of animals. I don't yeah. want to see either one die like that. But I, I feel like I that fucking crocodile shit. Animals are raged. If you, I mean, there's difference. Yeah. Stepping yeah. on uh, yeah, if there's uh, a iguana dog, I mean, cutting the head off an elephant, there's a major difference. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, I based off intelligence on the animals and their their life expectancy and their endangeredness. And, and there's something majestic about a sea turtle. It's not, I know it's it's weird and maybe it's, I'm crazy. I think the crocodile true. reminds me of like a, more of like a dog. You know what I mean? Like sort of that type of animal. So that's why it like kind of maybe bothers me. Not very bit. smart though, crocodiles. No, 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 they're not. But like just seeing it walk away, like it was yeah, like was I actually button. looked away from the screen. Like I was like very. Uh, uh, it was yeah. one of the surprisingly, it was one of the more effective animal killings in a movie. That I don't particularly seen. like them. Be because you can no, I hate, well, I, neither do i i hate i hate crocodiles but you can tell that it's scared. no i mean the i never got killings. that from i'm the, not a big fan of animal the, killings but yeah know, no i i hate the, animal the alligator is actually scared in the scene and that's what i think makes it more upsetting for me as you mm-hmm. can tell yeah as he's running away it's just brutal man yeah, you can tell his arms are all like, fucked up like too right just trying to get away but uh, like I, said, I wouldn't. I, I feel like it's, it's an alligator. I don't know how intelligent an alligator is. I guess anything knows fear, though. Right? Well, to be honest, it, to be honest, they're actually quite intelligent. There's a reason why those things can live up to 200 years because they fucking. They're dinosaurs. Yeah, they're, they're smart. They're one of the la- longest living creatures on Earth. Here, and it's, it's also because they nothing to do with evolution. No, well, I mean, it's still survival, right? It's, they have they have a way to survive. Evolutionary. It's it's how it well you adapt. Your body, your your genetics can adapt. Of course, it's not always the smartest or the strongest. No. Yeah, there's a level of smartness. Well, there definitely is. 
but, there's a lot of smarter but animals they, but they actually say, the face of the earth. But there actually is um, a reason why crocs survive so long is because of uh, their digestive tract. Right. They have, they they, actually, they have yeah. like a perfect digestive tract, right? Well. That's and, why but, they survive. But they can also, but their adapting is part of it too, man, because they, they can, there are land hunters and water hunters too, right? So they can, yeah, they can survive in both areas, which is right there. You know, half That's animals can't do that shit. That's just how they're made though. Yeah. I mean, it, Mother Nature, man. Yeah, it's it's Mother they're pretty, inter- they're pretty interesting creatures, actually. But uh, you know, going back to the music in Jungle Holocaust, man, done by Baldo Contenelio. Uh he did the music for actually a movie I just rewatched again, uh, Play Motel. Have you guys ever seen that one? It's That's um, super sleazy, it's rare su- one. I have not watched it. Right, super sleazy. But he also did the music for Live Like a Cop, Die Like a Man, uh, which yeah, is pretty yeah. cool. And of course, uh, Macabre, which we've reviewed on the on the podcast yeah. also. So um, he's very he's done some you know very notable films and stuff. Um, which is pretty interesting. You know, the interesting thing about Jungle Holocaust to myself is the casting in this film. We got Mimi Lay, of course, mm-hmm. um, who's in the film. And of course, um, Yvonne Rashomon, who... Ivan Rasimov. Yeah, I always say his name wrong. But anyways, they're they're both from um, Man from Deep River. And this movie was originally conceived to be a, a sequel, sequel right? to that movie. Yeah. Hence why these are both in there. And then, of course, they and did they, a different in... Um, they changed they the story. Offered, wasn't to Lindsay going to direct... Yeah. First. yeah, 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 and he passed. Yeah, he yeah. said no. And then Diodato took it, and then Diodato went and made Cannibal Holocaust. That pissed Lindsay yeah. off, and he went and made his too. <laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah, it was like a back and forth thing. But yeah, so yeah, there's a correlation I mean, really there. Well shot. Yeah, yeah. Was. You know, I was going I, and watching it. You know, I, I'm not a huge fan of Jungle Holocaust movies. Never really liked them. They're not really my cup of tea. I just find that what I think it was Jungle very. Cannibal. Oh, sorry, Jungle Holocaust. I just think they're all. Most of them always just feel the same to me, so I haven't really been a huge I fan mean, of it. But they are. <laughs> there's not much. There's just minor differences. There, they, this, one this one's really well different. shot, though. There's yeah. some like good like jungle shots and 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 things like that. It's it's well made. You know, you know what I love about this is these the movies? One of the bunch. Yeah, you know what I love about these movies is the fact that they were willing to go shoot on location in these places. Thank like you. Thank they you. they go to yeah. m- to Malaysia, like into the fucking jungle. Like this shit is dangerous it's fucking dangerous to be where they are. And like some of the scenes that they shot, man, were fucking crazy. Like landing on those, those not groomed airstrips and shit, like playing, like that's fucking dangerous in itself. Yeah. But you know, dealing with the snakes and the, and the poison shit all around and stuff like this is dangerous filmmaking. And when I'm watching and it, running barefoot and shirt. Yes. And shit. I'm respecting yeah. this. Dude, even <laughs> even fault, like the scene where they, where they, um, they build the raft and they get all fucked up and shit like that. And of course, yeah. Rolf no, disappears yeah. and shit. Like they're really in the water there, dude. That's some fucking crazy ass filmmaking. And when I watch these films i'm just like wow man you got to appreciate what they're doing for us man for entertainment value but they're really risking a lot of shit out there and stuff and you know they they put a lot of effort into it and i agree man you know the establishing shots in this like over the yeah, uh, like the sh- over, yeah. over like the rainforest all, beautiful yeah when they're like all standing on the yeah when the main character and the broad are standing up on the on the, like the mountain looking over down to the forest there's a lot of good shots like that yeah yeah. And this pretty much is like a, a right from a Diodato start here. We have the melancholy yeah. music with the disturbing imagery. We have the overhead yeah. shots of the jungle, which is Cannibal Holocaust. It's such a precursor to Holocaust, yeah. and it shares a lot of the similarities, but it doesn't have the structural setup of Holocaust, which makes that one special. Yeah, this one exactly. is still really great, though. This one is really great. It's really shot well. The locations are fantastic. The indoor cave is one of the most amazing locations in a movie like this. And the lead actor, very dedicated, very intense, and he's also the crazy fucker from Holocaust 2000 from last week. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know what I love about the cave scenes, man? I feel like um, uh, Mountain of the Cannibal God like, totally ripped off those scenes, though. 
Right. Well, a lot of, of movies ripped off this movie. Yeah. It, Even when Kanata like, ripped off his own movie. Twice. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Green Inferno using the ants. I fucking hate that movie. You know what's funny is yeah, uh, when I was right, watching that, I was like, oh, wow. That Eli Roth totally. Oh, yeah. He watched He watched this yeah. movie. Yeah. Because well, Mountain would have came out the year after this one, right? So it was like, oh, we need to do something inside a cave kind of right. thing, right? So and just kind of took that right there. Yeah, it was Martino. So it was like the Italians were always ripping off other people, but they're ripping off themselves too and stuff. But you see the similarities big time in that. Like, it, he's all tied up and shit. And actually, is what, probably one of the funniest scenes I've ever seen in a film, though. I always laugh at it because <laughs> when you have fucking uh, our main character, uh, Robert he's he's tied up there in the in the um the cannibals are like pulling out his penis and shit oh my god yeah, was, <laughs> like they're literally no, they're weird. literally grabbing that his penis insane. and pulling at it like to do that scene again going back to the filmmaking like there's a lot of dangers there's a lot of crazy shit happening and stuff and then you got these you know these these people right and they're literally pulling at his penis and i'm like what the f-? like man i'm not sure i'd let them do that to me and I, you guys know i've done some crazy shit on camera i don't think I'd let i them do always that laugh when i see it i'm like that's some crazy filmmaking man see crazy some movie. of the some of those scenes are honestly why i and i i know that that david isn't gonna uh david uh, dave isn't gonna uh, isn't gonna <laughs> agree with formal. me here but um i i honestly like this one i think it's superior to cannibal holocaust slightly wow. Wow. slightly uh, uh, I yeah, I think that it's and I think it's one of the reasons that so far you've heard Jeremy say some nice things about this movie because it's a much more palatable cannibal film. It's before like all the gimmicks came out. I think that the social commentary in this one is better with like the oil people coming in and him being like a fish out of water, him being the one who's not like uh, who doesn't know anything about the jungle. I think that it it's a scarier film. From that aspect, there's I like this one slightly more than Cannibal Holocaust. Oh. But they're not like the brightest people. They're like, oh, let's go look around. It's like, what the fuck do you think they're yeah, going to have? When that lady went and took a piss, why'd she go take a piss? I'd be like, no, pee in here. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, there's moments of clarity, in there. That's stupid. But there's moments what? of clarity. I would have eaten a plane. Because right when she left, she got God. fucking killed. Yeah, yeah but, there... but who would think that? Why would oh. they not go out with her, though? They and, and I mean, I would, yeah, I agree with that. Well, of I'm course. Saying, like, I'm not going to piss in the plane. If, the, if it's a dude, I'm pissing in a bottle. I ain't getting yeah. out. Oh, for sure. The, the scene in the plane, too, Pussy. when, like, Ivan Razumov, And he's you'd like, be dead. I'd be alive. So Is I know, it when I the cannibal pops his head in yeah, there and smiles? Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to get... He's drinking oh his God. beer and the cannibal pops up. Dude, yeah. I love that and scene. That's a great... That's a terrifying shot. That's scarier than like most of the imagery I think in Cannibal Holocaust. I think, I think Cannibal Holocaust is not a scary movie. It's not trying to be scary, and I think their social message was one that was ripped off for years after. And they're both lifelong, like they're both classic messages, right? Who's the real monster? Media manipulation with right, Cannibal right. Holocaust. This one is. There's two it's here. Like you know, Western you got the rich capitalist going yeah. to a different place, and you also have you have to become an animal to survive. You have to become right. their level to survive. Yeah. Even right. though, when like at that point, literally, that woman was interested in him to a certain extent, but after he, he, rapes he, he rapes her, he rapes her. <laughs> yeah. And then like and he the knows, he understands, which he expands that into Cannibal Holocaust, right? He takes yeah. that social but commentary. Yeah. But yeah. it's a but little it's more different. gimmicky, I think, in Cannibal Holocaust. It seems a little bit more like for the well, sake it's probably of the because well, of the whole right after this one. So, I mean, right. I don't exactly. think it was too much. I like, think it's a, I think this one's more of a serious film. It's played. Straight. I, I think what's the I gimmick in Holocaust? What's the, the gimmick? The gimmick in Holocaust. Well, you have a couple. You have things that are like intentionally funny and intentionally goofy. You have a little bit of a story structure that's a little bit all over the place. I don't know what's funny in Cannibal Holocaust. The, the, like you go 
you watch the movie and you'll find yourself laughing. I've seen the movie 350 yeah, times. Seen it it's literally times. like his top second favorite movie of all time. Right. So. You, don't, you don't find yourself laughing. I find my laughing at points I should with just like dialogue. The, the girl, like, you know, giving them the fake punch and there's the whole, like, thing with going and finding, like, their parents and they have all parents. these, like, jokes in it. Yeah, and they're like, he's a terrible person. He's an awful human being. It's got these things that are <laughs> oh, either yeah. directly or well, indirectly I, I don't funny. think that's supposed to be funny in the terms of this is slapsticky i think it's literally funny because people talk like that i think honestly like the scene where he's like this will keep you high and dry professor that's just a character in a movie who's larger than life those characters pop up in a lot of movies that aren't right aren't, well, what i'm saying is because they're got a, characters that not it, they're not like slapstick jungle either. holocaust does not have those those exploitation elements. i would say that was, the pilot is a very goofy character Mm-hmm. And he's very cheap, dude. He's up. drinking and flying for like, fuck's sakes, and he's yeah, laughing about very, it. That's very much the same kind of Italian thing where he's like, "Ah, oh, I, I can't fly if I'm not drunk." <laughs> dude, they're like passing the bottle movie. around in the that's air in the Cessna. Movie ever made. I feel like that was I, probably normal in the seventies. Yes, and I, I, I feel think, like the well, that's Bush pilots, that actually, JP. Well, that's Bush pilots, and it's a yeah. and it's a setup for why they can't fly out of there. Yeah, but 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 also at the same time, Cannibal Holocaust. It's not gimmicky when your found footage is the first one to do that kind of thing. It's right, the, yeah. it's uh, the president. I, it's not I don't know. I, I don't think that that's gimmicky. I think that the overall feel of the movie is very exploitation. I think that Ruggiero saw what like where the market was going and he was like, I'm going to do a, a cannibal. I mean, that's the movie that started the subgenre. Even I, though I would argue that Ruggiero Diodato did that with his entire career. He based it on exploitation. Right, yeah. right exactly. And that's why I, I would, I would guess that 90% of the Italian directors did the same thing. Mm-hmm. But, right. but this movie yeah, isn't... We, we kind of know that about, about it, the Italian this, directors. Is this, most of them was all about just, you know, exploiting right. and whatever that's, was popular. That's my point. That's my point is this one isn't. This one is played is. very straight. Very straight. Well, I mean, I, let me just say this. I mean, but it still adds the shock Cannibal Holocaust stuff, versus Jungle Holocaust uh, debate. I think that I have issues with Cannibal Holocaust uh, plot-wise that I've I've laid out on the podcast before, but it is it is one of my favorite movies. I also think that it, it is the best nice. Cannibal movie, but I actually think this is the second best. And I've think- seen I've seen a lot of them. Uh, I've seen Man from Deep River, which is probably the third best to me. But I right. think this is the second best one that there is. I think this is slightly, in my opinion, slightly better. Than Cannibal Holocaust, I find it a, a, a slightly more enjoyable. I think hmm. the end's very gimmicky in here. I think they do the scared. whole based on a true story in the beginning. At the very end, they do that whole bullshit, that <laughs> fake right. fucking but, but, thing at the end. Super was gimmicky. Was that like an American added thing? <laughs> we'll never know. That, I, I don't know like what's up with that man. Yeah. It's very <laughs> odd. I laughed out loud during that. I yeah. laughed right. Yeah, out that out is loud. strange. That's very strange. Doesn't that uh, feel American though? That yeah. just feels yes, but it feels course. also like it's trying to shoehorn a movie in for, for sure. like the audience that's based on and, the true story. And don't get me wrong, I fucking love Cannibal Holocaust. I'm talking about percentage points. I just think that this one is it's a little more it's I a think little it's more serious. grounded, I think. It's it's a little darker. I think it's like it's a little less funny, either directly or indirectly. This like is a serious survival story. Yeah, for sure. This is, it like, is definitely a survival story. Yeah. And it freaks me out. Like this kind is the movie. like Deliverance a little bit. Yeah, more than anything, this is the movie that made me go, "Fuck no, I'm never going." Yeah, this, this one's actually like more scary. I agree with that. Like, yeah. I don't no, think I, will, I wouldn't Holocaust argue with that. Holocaust is not a scary movie, right? Yeah, no. and it's this not it. intentionally like to scare as much as like something like this. But 
would yeah, argue Ferox is scarier than Holocaust, but not as good. Right. I don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't, I, I'm not a huge fan of Ferox. Well, Ferox is like it turns into a slasher movie at one point where they're just like getting you know what I mean picked yeah, off. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I do like it, it is funny like Diodato that abortion scene in here was real uh, real yeah. rough man real uh, fucking rough it, it was it rivaled if not like I said the way Cannibal Holocaust it's, it's filming technique with the found footage stuff it, yeah. it amplifies things it makes it sicker and I feel like that works a lot with found footage movies but but I think it's a little bit more brutal in this one. Yeah, like because uh, Jeremy, Jeremy walked in. Uh, yeah, Jeremy walked in and she, he saw the woman giving birth, and it's like this beautiful scene, like Jeremiah Johnson or something, where you spot the woman giving birth and you watch <laughs> the miracle of life. And Jeremy's like, "Oh, now she's gonna throw it to the alligator," and she fucking did. So yeah. I was like, "When you're saying that it's not a gimmick, it's just as gimmicky as Cannibal Holocaust." Well, it's yeah, but that gimmick. is a pure gimmick because there's no, there's no, there's no, re- there's no real reason to even do that in the film. Like, there's no commentary leading up to that or anything. It's just. I mean, yeah, that's cool. not a gimmick, though. I don't think a gimmick, think it's a gimmick is gimmick, like fucking making it. No, it's shock value. It's shock value gimmick. It's a shock value gimmick. It's a shock value gimmick. Because why would you, why other, why would you do that otherwise? Why would you do that? I think that's not a gimmick, though. A gimmick is like, that's just not a good word for it. Like, exploitive, sure. I don't think either of them are gimmicks. I'm just saying they're shock value, but it's pure shock value. Cannibal Holocaust is a shock value, which can be a gimmick, which can be a gimmick. Shock value can be a gimmick. And I feel like that kind of falls into it because there's no reason for her to give birth and then throw it in there. They give me one good reason why she would ever do that. There's nothing leading up to that. The the tribe is so hard done by food. So we can't raise any more babies. We need to get rid of this kind of thing. Like we're being overpopulated. Like they did in certain countries. I honestly think it's just to show the There's no reason. It's shock value. The jungle. It's the whole movie jungle. is showcasing how he's different from 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 this primitive world, and that's mm. another way of doing it. Like we don't do that. Like I'm not saying that it's not ham fisted. It's su- it's a super ham fisted thing to do yeah. to to have her like throw this baby to an alligator. But it's one more example uh, for why he's a fish out of water. Why this is different. Why he's got to rape Mimi lie because they don't operate with the same rules. Like if you don't want your baby here. You just feed him to a fucking crocodile. Right. And I, I think also, that it it's, works. It's not really the well. first one that did that. I mean, they well, did it in the Tenno Brass movie, what, where she just tossed the baby out the window, or Andy Warhol's Bad, right. where they chucked the baby yeah. out the window. It's, it's you know a, that it's a, you know that's not shock. not based. You know that's not a hundred percent just fictional, right? Yeah, oh, people yeah, do that sure. shit all the time. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. But I'm just saying, like, I don't really think Holocaust is any more gimmicky shock value than any other Italian movie ever made. Right. And I don't well, think this not, one is either. I just think I'm just saying the timing Holocaust of it just seems like shock value, though. No, you know, I didn't you, want to. I mean, sure. I think they're both great. I don't. Yeah. I, Holocaust is just a favorite. I think this is a very good movie, and I think yeah. it's it's uh, it's totally underrated. And I can't believe it only made the section three list. <laughs> this fucker yeah. should have been. Yeah, on yeah. 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 it is, it is oh, kind of yeah. crazy, actually. I read that too, and I was like, I love that scene, but man, it's just. I think it's actually kind of funny to me. Great. It's not. It came out before the name. This was a genre. I think that this was like more right, how many, like how an many came out before this. I mean, there was Man from Deep River. I think and that's about that it. That was it. That was it. Yeah, yeah. It was it. and there's only one cannibal scene in Man from Deep River. Yeah. Yeah. So right. this yeah, it was like yeah. the first, and it flew under the radar. I think people thought no, it was action. It, it was the title. Because honestly, the video nasty list, if anybody knows, they weren't experts going in there and being like, well, this one, this one. They were like, eh, that's a title right there. And this one's under Last uh, last Survivor. They're going to think it's some survival movie. They're not going to think. They didn't watch the movie. Exactly. This movie got lucky because the title. Yeah. That's the only the, reason. If There's it was no called Jungle Holocaust, it would have been on the section one list for sure. 
Yeah, I, it's I, all about absolutely because they were throwing yeah, shit they, like they Last Little Whorehouse in Texas. In there. Yeah, they they, they were notorious for watching the first five minutes of the movie, and there's always a fucking gory ass killer. Something crazy happens in that time, and then based on the title and that. That, right. that's grounds yeah. for I mean, like anybody just watched Calvin. the video nasties doc and I mean you look some of the movies on those lists and they're so tame fuck oh, off well, but the right. name well, suggests otherwise right so here you go I have the, the VHS tape that I have is from Duran and that's a UK company uh, this was released in 1988 oh, that's um, way says, past the video nasty scare it says cannibal are you sure it's, it's not cut I would I would probably guess that that might be a cut VHS. Well, well 88 was passed in a video nasty scare. That all happened in the early 80s. Yeah, so but so re-release. many of their titles did It was still going on, though. Cut. Yeah, but but that, that tape's probably cut then. Because the video nasties ran until the 90s because it sort of hit another peak with... Yeah, but the only way you got an uncut tape, because that one was never prosecuted. It was just a, a confiscated, the Section 3 list. So that yeah. one was confiscated, but right. it was never prosecuted. Yeah, never prosecuted. But... I think original title, we don't, we'll have to look it up. But in 88, if that tape was released in 88, that was past yep. the big scare, anyways, and they already had the list made up. The real funny thing about this is the right. spelling for Regero Diodato and Mimi Lai on this tape. Okay. <laughs> they spelled Mimi Lai, M E M E L A Y. And you know what that's Mimi a product Lai? of? Of being usually a gray market release. They'll spell names wrong on those releases and shit to get by. Right. Oh, pile of shit. It's very, very common. It's that yeah. you can always tell it's a gray market release. Yeah, it's done purposely. But no, I think yeah, I think this movie is is really solid for what for what I want out of a cannibal jungle adventure. Right? Uh, is it, it has a lot of stuff going for it. Like I think that the feeling of helplessness really really shines through with this one mm-hmm. and, and it, it puts me on edge uh like even the l- little kids like pissing on him and stuff like that it just makes you feel bad you know what i mean it's just like damn man and this or, guy's like fuck. already fighting with those fucking birds over the yeah, that yeah over the over, like, nasty the disgusting, that's the nastiest yeah. shit ever too i can't eat Oof. this <laughs> he's like i can't eat this <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, those I but mean, those scenes work so well man because it's you know a total build up to what happens later on and shit. He realizes yeah. what he needs to do yeah. and shit. That's why those things work so well. When you that's think about it, like fuck when they our, cut the gator open and they pull the bird out too. That's oh uh, yeah, that was exploitative as shit. Uh, yeah, but I didn't get that. What was what was they used the bird for bait? The, yeah, for bait. bait. Yeah, yeah. And then they got the gator to eat the bird and they got it with that and then they cut it open and pulled the bird out. Yeah, still yeah. digested. Yeah, uh, yeah. The the message of this movie with like like that our shitty whatever primitive side is just like a couple of foodless days away is pretty cool there's something scary about that dude how intense is it when they tie him on the rope and drop him that was horrible that makes me cringe how he's gonna break his back his ribs at least right he should have died he should have died yeah this actor deserves some fucking some love he's good too he's He's like he's good at acting even though it's dubbed you can tell that he's a good actor man like when he eats the guy's like heart or whatever after killing him at the end of the movie like his his facial reactions when he has to do that are so good Ooh, dude when his knee oh Fuck oh, yeah. that! That man, so you know what? You know what I've seen always kills me in this film. Every time I watch it, it's like when when Robert and Pulan, I guess when they fucking they come across Rolf, he's living in that cave. Well, he's kind of surviving in that cave, I should say. It's like, oh, he didn't die. 
Right. Right. Like you get this moment of like, what the fuck? Because like you think that he totally just disappeared and and he's dead. Like throughout the whole film, there's not a thought in your mind that he didn't just die. Right. Because it's like, oh, it's gone. And then all of a sudden it's like they're just kind of wandering through and they walk in there and it's like, holy fuck, Ralph's alive. (laughs) It's like the weirdest fucking thing. When they're traveling down the stream in the uh, like towards the end and like they 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 cut to the stock footage of the crocodiles and then they're like, (laughs) (laughs) like I, I. I think that scene would have been way more effective if it wasn't stock footage because sure. it, it, it is scary as hell like to think that the characters are in the water and then you just see the crocodiles like hurry up and leave the land into the water. That shit's scary. Mm-hmm. They do that but in the Holocaust too. With the yeah, there's a lot the of films with the stock footage. Croc- I mean, it the makes stock sense footage. though. It's because of the – and I'm not saying you can't use stock footage, but just because the quality dips. No, it degrades. Yeah, you can just see the difference, and you're like, "Oh, it's stock footage." It's probably taken from one of those Mondo films. It was probably taken from one of those Mondo films too, right? Yeah. So, where do you guys rank this amongst your Cannibal Lexicon? Probably is Cannibal Apocalypse included. This is this is my second favorite one. Jungle Cannibal films. Jungle, so Cannibal Apocalypse not included. Not included. This is my second favorite Uh, one behind. Yeah, me too. Cannibal Apocalypse. Cannibal. It's either two or three. Yeah, Yeah, Uh, it's my favorite one. I'm at I'm at two on it honestly. I was actually surprised. I didn't I I didn't expect it to be as as good as I did. I'm I'm a sucker for like survival type films in yeah. general, and too, uh, this too. this one was really effective for me. I I I cringed at a few parts. I, I felt bad at a few parts. Uh, I felt grossed out at a few parts. Um, I honestly in a cannibal film i would like to have a little bit more cannibalism usually but, but there's um, one really but, great scene in this though man when they yeah. fuck, when they destroy mimi lay's character yeah man. when they kill yeah. when they eat oh her, yeah that's the fucking cut her head off bro <laughs> dude they I annihilate her dies. man it's fucking it crazy yeah. yeah it's got some good moments but i'm glad that I they love- did kill her because it kind of makes sense right because in their eyes that she betrayed them and stuff and you know she was a traitor and stuff so she had to die i mean I would have hated to see, you know, Robert and Ralph get away with her in the plane. It doesn't make any fucking sense. What are they going to do? Fucking bring her back to America? And like, she's supposed yeah, to be not? part of a fucking cannibal, a very primitive fucking, um, you know, group of people. And it's like, it just it doesn't make sense. So you'd rather have her die than live a, a awkward life in America? Absolutely. Sure. Absolutely. Come on. It makes, that's trash. No, it makes a lot more sense. It makes a lot sure. more sense to the, to the I story. I mean, it makes sense in the movie. It would just be awkward in the plane, but still on the point, I'd rather, <laughs> I would rather, I want, she should be alive. It was very, well, I'm not thinking in died. reality here, but for, for yeah, our yeah, viewers, yeah, I understand should, what you mean. As far as the movie's concerned, they needed one of them to get eaten yeah. alive. Well, exactly, man. It, it makes she, sense for her to die. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I Ivan Rasmo probably died too. He pretty much died. Yeah, no way he lived that. No, no, no. Rolf does die. He dies in the. Yeah. He dies eventually from the, the poison. Wine. He actually yeah. dies by the spe- by his own hands, really, because he's the one that made that fucking poisonous spear, and then he gets fucking tagged with it. Who? No, I mean, he he's in the tagged. plane at the very end. He's in the plane at the end. I know. He doesn't get poisoned. He dies from the uh, infection in his leg. I think. No, right? yeah. no, he got yeah. the fuck. No, he got the spear in the chest. Oh, he got sp- he got stabbed too with the spear. He died from that- the. He fucked. Well, yeah. he, I'm assuming because remember he talks about remember when he made that fucking poison spear with the cobra. But doesn't he poke somebody yeah, he, else? Already? Yeah, I don't think he gets speared by somebody else. He it, gets speared from their spears. He doesn't get speared by the poison spear. He dies from the infection in his. Life. I know. I know. I'm just saying. Don't they have poison spears too? Isn't that how he succumbs Maybe. to it? I don't know. Probably. No, I think he dies from the infection. That motherfucker looked like he had gangrene. Yeah, I thought that. Yeah, I thought he that. Was fucked. <laughs> Well, he was going to kill them within seconds. Of course, too, but I'm just, yeah, 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 you, which, yeah. Which is actually not true. Which is actually not even a true fact. You don't die from seconds from uh, from cobra 
poison you. No, it it takes a little exactly, bit. It takes a little, but, but I'm just saying, I'm just saying hours. he did get stabbed with a spear and I'm assuming that's what the, the cannibal tribe also I, I don't used know. He too. died from the infection because the guy that he stabbed with the spear died two seconds later. Okay. But I'm just saying I he mean, did get he got a spear he was in the fucking anyway. chest. He, he got a spear in the fucking chest. Up. He got a spear in the chest. Yeah, he was dying for multiple reasons. Right. And I just assumed that they had poisoned that too, so but I mean, for I dramatic, know, for, 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 for obviously for dramatic reasons, they're going to have him live a little bit longer. But fact of the matter is he took a spear in the fucking chest. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. And plus he yeah, showed that fine. they, they went to the point of actually showing, Oh, now you got a weapon. And so well, I thought that was kind of, you know, cool. what happened is he fell out of the plane and he landed in this weird area and he like found a bunch of people and he started like this weird Jonestown thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> That's for the animal fans out there. Is it time to ask my favorite question? No, it's not. All right. I got think it. We got 34 minutes on. Uh, did you guys see that Lamberto Bava was a script consultant? No, I actually never checked that out, actually. No. I, no. I know he worked on Cannibal Holocaust, too. And I remember there was an interview with Ricardo Diodato, and they asked him about Bava, and he said, I don't like working with him. He's too cheap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he said, Lamberto Bava was too cheap. Makes sense. Did somebody say why? I don't remember beginning the re- review, but somebody said something on the lines of, why did they go out of the out of the plane? and stuff and the, why, they, why did they go looking and they stuff they should have been more careful about it they should have been more careful about well, it of they course. just let her go out by herself and shit oh no yeah well that I think that part of the narrative is actually really kind of stupid because obviously you wouldn't let her go out at nighttime, especially right this ridiculous by but, not, but I'm talking right. about like the next day and so like, they go and looking for you know the people that they were supposed yeah, to what do you think with. happened to her I mean that was <laughs> they yeah. get lost like twice don't they that was like, the whole around. thing don't that they was, get lost twice that was the whole thing that they were going to look for you know the people that were supposed to be meeting up with right so, right, the oil people. Yeah, that's yeah. actually what uh-huh. takes them into the bush yeah. in the first place. They're looking for. Remember, they come across that one first haggard, fucking rotten skull, and right, shit. They're like, oh, the tents and shit. I would have been so out of there. Oh, and that's when Dude, the, the, that's when the, the pilot the, gets uh, killed by the booby trap. Yeah, booby trap. And then and then everything just goes haywire from there. Raw, and then they get they build that shit. He goes missing and stuff. And then um, Robert gets caught because he fucking makes the fatal mistake. And this I like this commentary too because it makes the fatal mistake of uh, you know eating something that he shouldn't have, like magic mushrooms and passing out and shit. And that's how he gets captured. I think that's kind of cool actually. That's what, what's your runtime on that? VHS? It shows that he's just very. He's just what's that? Uh, the VHS runtime says eighty eight minutes. 88 minutes so mine was 90 something yeah but that's a paul paul tape isn't it uh yeah duran uk release you have a uh, yeah it's it listed as here that cannibal the uk version was cut by around four minutes oh Jeez. shit that's why you don't watch vhs yeah, <laughs> uh, I guess so. Uh, see the full, I, I have the DVD too, but the for full, this review, I, I the, um, it says uh, some of the cannibalism scenes were edited. Uh, the close-up of Harper's penis was edited. Uh, animal killings, uh, shot uh, man's arm being a uh, shot of the man's arm being eaten by ants was cut. Yeah, the eighty-eight minute version actually isn't cut. It's just the you know the code red Blu-ray is the fully. It's the it's kind of like. I guess the extended version a little bit. It's the full 93 minute Italian cut of it. Yeah. I, so. I've got the, I, I, I have the shriek show DVD and yeah. I have this tape. Now this, the shriek show I believe is cut. This yeah. film was cut, cut by 10 minutes and 50. That's minutes. not even a movie anymore. No, <laughs> yeah. no, no. 10 minutes were cut out. And it's like literally everything that was like graphic. Mm-hmm. Uh, so ratings. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I I'll go. I feel first. like I talked a little bit. I'll go first. All right, you can go first. 
Uh, okay, so Jungle Holocaust, uh, I think, is pretty good. Honestly, I th- think it's a pretty good. Um, and you know what? Also, I didn't have a lot of problems with like, oh, the character should have did this. Oh, I would have did this type thing, which you normally get in these type of movies. So that's that's good. Uh, like even me, I would have went outside and peed. I mean, I'm not going to be thinking cannibals or anything when I crash my plane. Like like in a live where you like, man, well, at the same time, outside. they were stuck in there and, and there was a reason why they were not mo- moving themselves from the plane because the guy knew that there was things out there that could possibly be detrimental to, to their health. Right. Right. And, yeah, but they and, say and, I don't know because they oh, even wait, talk about it. They even talk. Yeah, that's the reason why they're not. Yeah, they actually <laughs> they even talk it. about it and they're not leaving the plane for a reason. But then they still let her go. pee. It's like dude, right. it, that that I agree with. But I'm yeah. saying like just. The, in general, just like going outside the plane, I don't think would be yeah, yeah. horrible. But uh, them letting her just go out by herself, and and also the distance, like I mean, I would go out like right next to the plane. You yeah, know I, what I mean, like, that's exactly what I thought too. I'm like, why wouldn't you just squat right there? Yeah, she like, had to literally poopy. on the floor. Even right then, yeah, I'm not You know, at that point, <laughs> I wouldn't even be dookie. scared of just cannibals. I'd be fucking scared of like. Well, because snakes, snakes are more active at nighttime, right? Snakes attack at night. That's what they Spiders. do. So fuck that. Snakes, fucking. She had to go boom. Spiders boom, in the jungle. Right. Spiders. But snakes are active at night, man. Fuck that shit. I'm scared. I hate. You snakes. also gotta watch out for Puma Man. Puma Man. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Puma Man. Uh, but yeah, I think this movie is really good. I, I, I'm kind of like in between a seven and a half and an eight, uh, but I'm gonna go with the seven and a half for now. Um, so yeah, seven and a half for Jungle Holocaust, nineteen seventy-seven. All right, Dave. Mm. You know what? I was like jumping up from a seven and a half all the way to like an eight and a half, but fuck it. I do think it's one of the top tier cannibal movies. I like it. It's effective. I don't really like any of the animal killings, but hey, it comes with the movies, and I can uh, you know watch them still. But eight and a half out of ten. I mean, if Holocaust Ooh. is a ten then this one's pretty damn close. It's not, but it is. And it doesn't have the, the message I like as much with it, but it does have the age-old message, you know, become the animal and survive, and also don't go fucking places you don't belong and be an idiot. <laughs> uh, Jeremy? All right. So, like I said, I'm not the biggest fan of jungle cannibal films. I've said that many times now. I still appreciate them still appreciate cannibal holocaust and everything like that but they're not like movies i'm gonna go back and watch ever again just because i just don't really care for them that much so my rating reflects that as well so i give it a six out of ten i appreciate what it is it's well made and everything like that just for personally i'm not the biggest fan of it so give it a six all right calvin yeah, uh, I mean, I've already said it earlier. This is my favorite cannibal film. I had a really good experience my first time seeing this, actually. I, I absolutely adored this movie. I love the social commentary of it. I think that it's, in my opinion, it's slightly stronger uh, with, like, the oil prospector coming in. And, and he's, like, the bad guy that, that you want to see get eaten first. And then he ends up being, like, the hero of the film. I love the fact that, you know, the movie constantly makes you question, like, what would I do here? What, How could I get out of this? Um, I think that it overall is a little bit scarier. Um, that being said, uh, with it being my favorite cannibal film, I have to give it a nine. It's my favorite movie on this list. Cool. Um, I've come to the realization and the reason why Jeremy doesn't like cannibal 
um, you know, jungle cannibal films is because these movies have a lot of young penises in them, hairless penises. <laughs> and he's just, uh, he's afraid to admit that they turn him on a little bit. So yeah, a lot of small things. You know, that's one thing about these movies that, you know, again, going back to like the, the filmmaking aspect of it, man, there's just, a, there's a lot of risks involved here. These are films that you could never make today. And I, I always love watching these things because let's face it, man, there's a lot of young people in these films and we're seeing their little penises and, and shit. It's just like, it's just, <laughs> yeah. you, you just don't see shit like that. Like it's a product of its time. I mean, back in those days, they didn't question shit like that. But when you watch them I nowadays, I seriously didn't even notice that especially the scene where the, where um where fucking robert's getting pissed on like there's like five kids with their little did they show and... the penises yeah yeah, yeah they do there's tons of I was scenes just like why but they're like why little the kids dude? wearing pants and not the kids that's what i thought i right? was like just put the kid put some pants on the kids right there's a lot I of felt like there was a lack of females in this tribe uh, Mimi lies enough. There did seem like there was a lot of gay, a lot, a lot of guys in this, and like just a lot. Yeah. Of can you say a lot people. of gay guys? Is that what you're about to say? <laughs> no, that nah, was. That just sounded like you were gonna have. There, a was, there was nobody gay in the movie. But, like uh, I don't know. They're tugging on each other's dicks a lot. I know that is kind of, they were curious. I still think it's the strangest, one of the strangest scenes in in any film is where they're just they're getting off on it. But which is funny, it doesn't really make any sense because it's not like they've seen they haven't seen any penis before. No, well, they look at their own. They're I acting like they've never seen. They're like, "Oh my god, look at this little mushroom head!" Oh, but then I'm like, you know, they do the same that. scene in Cannibal Holocaust with Robert Kerman. Like he repeats everything. Like of course, the abortion, of course. The, the, everything. But, but in this one, it seems like they're playing with it because they've never seen it before. But I never thought about the the whole circumcision thing. I didn't yeah, actually I look at his nothing. penis. Was it even circumcised? I, I don't know. Maybe yes, it was. His, his wasn't circumcised, but I thought theirs were was, which is weird. Okay, so like I said, because they weren't a real tribe. Yeah, it just it just comes off really odd to me but you know it's something i don't really try to concentrate on too much it's just something that's very notable um but yeah it's a very beautiful film man i like the i like the um the affectionates are really good i think there's one lull in the film though where they just they go a little bit overboard with the uh with the stock footage animal killings and stuff it's totally to fill up time you can feel that is definitely prevalent there it, it takes up about like five seven minutes of the movie where it's just like mm-hmm. animal killing after animal just killing snakes and it's, killing things yeah, and it's yeah, all I, and, I like and, and, and it's all stock yeah, footage but like snakes killing things is like yeah does that bother you but you no. no but it's just like why am i watching another snake kill something for 10 minutes like and it also those stock it's footage build ambiance of jungle dude no, but they literally just tied the bat to a, a wall they do that shit back in those stock footage movies they would just tie the animal down and let the other animal kill it exactly there's no fun and my point was my point was is that it just feels like they're just filling time right now with this like there was no reason to keep showing and then it kind of leads into i think the alligator scene actually there's like about five or six yeah. in a row and it's crazy but there's really no need for that and i just like okay you know i just you start to lose interest a yeah, little bit after obsession with like putting fucking animal deaths in these movies was ridiculous i know yeah, i didn't get it but this one is a it, it just it's the structure of it though if they were spread it over the film you'd be like okay maybe this kind of fits into the scene but it goes from like animal killing to like one scene to the scene to you know just one after another i'm just like what the fuck and uh, it always kind of bothered me about the film because I feel like it's completely unneeded. You already have this real life one that they filmed for the film with the croc and shit, which is crazy. Um, but uh, overall, I think this movie is fantastic, man. Great music. And, you know, it's just got a lot of grit to it, man. Like the, the raft scene just blows me away. Like they're on this. And I got to say, man, the raft that they build in this, pretty fucking good. Good construction, man. They're like, yeah. not only they're, you know, they're rich uh, capitalists, as uh, uh, Dave would call them, but they're apparently pretty decent carpenters, too, because that shit looked legit, man. <laughs> they had like a fucking like stir thing on the back and shit. It was <laughs> awesome. Um, it didn't work out too well once they hit that rock, you know, and Ralph goes astray, but um, they meet up with him uh awesome film yeah eight out of ten i think it's great 
You you were saying something earlier, Moods, about them doing all the crazy shit for a low budget movie and shooting on location, mm-hmm. and that, that's what makes the major difference. Like this movie was probably considered low budget for its time, but they literally went to a jungle. I know yeah, that yeah. sounds shitty, and I don't want to like hit on low budget filmmakers or low budget people, actors and stuff, because I'm, I'm technically I guess a low budget actor to a certain extent. But they're going to location, man. Mm-hmm. There's so many people that would not do that shit. They just would not. There, there's I actually, don't know if I'd go. There, there's actually a moment in the film where <laughs> I don't know if I'd go. There's actually a moment in the film where the pilot even says, you know, like once he, you know, he lands the plane and stuff and then his tire blows off and shit because it's like, oh, man, you know, how come they didn't fix this airstrip and shit like that? I'm thinking to myself, like, why the fuck would the airstrip even be decent from where it is anyways and stuff? And I'm like, is this really a shocking um, moment in your life that you fucking your plane blew apart on this landing strip like come on you're in the middle of the fucking jungle and stuff but those guys probably cut those weeds down yesterday but the fact yeah. of the matter is is that when they film that like they're actually literally landing you know these planes in these really shitty airstrips and stuff like bush pilots are crazy as yeah. there, there is but this is low budget and this is crazy shit and like it really shows man it really does show on screen and they capture it quite well I, I, there's just so much danger involved and it's it's exhilarating to watch these films just from that aspect and shit because you know if you yeah. if you go and dig into the features and stuff and the shit that they went through and all the people that get sick and all these films and stuff it's it's fucking crazy man you know just for our entertainment but you know mad props mad props yeah. Yeah. alright so that is uh, going to conclude uh, Jungle Holocaust from 1977 Hello, lady. Hey, do you remember me? Oh, no! Shut up! Shut up, asshole! Shut up! Shut up, asshole! Shut up! Shut up, asshole! All right, so moving along into the second film here uh, from 1980 is the house on the edge of the park starring our man david hess and of course giovanni radis is in this also he's in a in a ton of movies radice radice you know what man names his name is hard i know i just couldn't i couldn't wait to say it because i've heard you say it before oh dude i'm so i fully admit i am the worst with remembering people's names and apparently pronouncing them also Although yeah, I think I'm pretty sure I got David Hess right, unless it's Hiss or Hiss or, yeah. Um, I but say yeah, Radici. What is it exactly? Radici. 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 I always say Radici. Sorry. I just, you know, his. <laughs> this dude is always amazing to me because he always dies so violently. In like every movie he's in, man, it's amazing. <laughs> That's the best name ever, too. I've always thought that since the first time I saw him, I was like Giovanni Lombardo Radici. Wait, That's- which one is he? He's Ricky. He's, He's Ricky. Ricky. He's Ricky. That was supposed to be Michele Suave. Suave. Michele Suave? No. Yeah, he was yeah, well, supposed to do that part. Yeah. Well, we He's recently talked about Radici in um, in the Omen remake. He plays the father in that film, right? Yeah. Because it's just they kind of a... In Italy. That's why, probably. Yeah, yeah, just kind of a random part that he got in you know, a mainstream yeah. American film. It's pretty pretty random. But I, whenever I think of uh, Radici, I always think of um, City of the Living Dead. Yeah, dude, dude made four video nasties. Yeah, Cannibal Ferox, Cannibal Ferox, right? Getting his Cannibal dick. Apocalypse. Cannibal Apocalypse, yeah. man. Yeah, he's been in lots of them. Park. <laughs> right, and, stage. And, uh, well, he's also in Stage Fright too. Yeah, he's uh, City of the Living yeah. Dead. That's four of the big ones too. Big, big ones. I, I think he's actually oh, in the, yeah. he's in the church also, isn't he? Yeah, he's in the church. He's in the sec, and he's in uh the um the Stage Fright. He's in oh, all three of. God damn! I don't know how you guys remember. He's all also in Body Puzzle, the Lamberta Bava Body Puzzle. 
Well, That's John Morgan, a.k.a. Radici or whatever, he's one of my favorite actors. Like, yeah, as far as Italian guys are concerned, he was the first one. Yeah. I, one of the first ones I took notice to because he was always in them and he always got fucking mutilated. You know, and what he's so recognizable. Too. Yeah. 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 And, you know what? Actually, Derek brought up one time and it just shocked me because I couldn't remember it. But he was also in Gangs in New York. And I was like, how the fuck do you remember that <laughs> shit? Because I'm, I'm I to this day, I can't even remember him being in that. But he's probably at a small part. And Derek's like, oh, there's fucking Radici. But Jesus Christ. Yeah. yeah, I like that Radici dude. I, I, yeah. I've definitely seen him before. Yeah, he just has yeah, one of those faces, very recognizable. Out, man. Very recognizable, yeah. But he always just has, he dies in like everything, which is kind of ironic a little bit for this movie. <laughs> but, uh, um, but yeah, House on the Edge of the Park, 1980, synopsis. Two low-life two low punks invite themselves to a party at a posh villa after being taunted by their snobbish hosts, hold everyone hostage, and subject them to various forms of torture and mayhem. <laughs> So you want me to give my opening statements like I always do? Is that correct, though? Is it two low-life punks? Yeah. Uh, Anyways, it's a little bit more complex than that. Is. Yeah. Metal, yeah. metal edge punk. His, I feel like they're under... both low-life punks. I don't know. I, mean, I, I don't think, I don't think Ricky slow, was... Right? Radici's yeah. mentally handicapped. Yeah, sure. yeah, he's yeah. kind of slow. Yeah, I think he's, he's kind of... It's, <sighs> He's they mentioned it two or three times. Yeah, no, yeah. no, no, for sure, for sure. I think he's just kind of guilty by association, really. But, but Jeremy, yeah, go ahead. All right, so it's the first time I watched this movie. Now, I really appreciate it. I think the performances are all really, really well done. It's a really well-made movie. But after a while, I was just like, it's just the same thing over again. They they has knocks somebody down, rapes her moves on to the next girl, rapes her, moves on to the next girl, rapes her, and it just goes on for the whole fucking movie. I'm not saying it's he, I think if it was any other actor in this movie, I would have tuned out a lot sooner than what I did, but I feel like this, that Hess does such a good job in this movie that I didn't tune out as much as I would have if it was somebody else. I just think he's such a sleazebag, amazing, amazing actor. But I just feel like this movie's such rinse and repeat that by the end while it did save it a little bit the ending with how it played out and everything like that it hmm. definitely did save it a little bit for me but aren't I you into, like, like you're not into what's happening you're not like on the edge of your seat like seeing oh like, i see what you did there there's, I see there's a lot more interesting stuff, stuff like going on than that there's so much more interesting stuff going on that there's this very weird weird hero worship between ricky and um alex that is amazing and mm-hmm. it also focuses on like a, and he mentions it in the the interview too but you can spot it there's a weird like almost like relationship with them and it's very psychological and emotional father son he even talks oh, about it like, oh absolutely, absolutely. There's a, there's absolutely. he asks him for permission he he when he when he's playing the cards he's like yeah. you know it's like he, he he it's like a big brother type yeah thing. but there's also a sexual thing with him for sure because and I mean, yeah. I would. I don't want to step out of line here, but I would imagine that they cast Radici because he's more feminine. Yeah, I he's agree. Definitely more feminine. Hundred percent. Yeah. And, and like, he's always played that kind of character, that nervous kind of character who is a little bit off in that kind of way. And I think, think that the the bond between Hess and uh, Ricky in here, although they are technically the villains, the rich people are awful too, and they're awful and they're fake and they're miserable pieces of shit. And they're horrible people. And at the end of that movie, and the movie, when he has that big speech, and he's like, "What do they know about friendship?" Every time I watch yeah. it, I get, I get real emotional. And yeah. David Hess is probably one of my all-time favorite actors. He's an actor that I would look up to because I would always play trash bag characters. Mm-hmm. So, and, and also Ricky, it's yeah. just a very impactful. And Riz Ortolani's score kicks in at that moment. And oh it is yeah, my, it is my 
favorite fucking score, probably. That's not yeah. like a Romero movie score. It's my favorite fucking score. Yeah, it's like back probably. to back with Ken the Holocaust, right? I whistle. Right? Yeah. I whistle. Every yeah. day I whistle the sweetly yeah the music in this movie gets stuck in your head big time man yeah. if it's not riz's fucking score it's the fucking yeah. cheesy disco soundtrack to it that it's replays haunting. but yeah. it's just like it just it's so it tunes like you in music, it tunes right? you in so much it's so perfect for what's happening it's in so the narrative too it goes over yeah. all the do you know did you ever listen to the lyrics and it, it's I, I was trying support. to figure out what they were saying well, but i couldn't give it to me here, once more not that right. one no, but if you think about it, the sadist and David Hess, he's a complete sadist, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And, and when he's cutting up Cindy, and the, but the music in the movie is, Sweet. I do for you anything you desire. And he, he's like the sadist, and he obviously is getting off on these people bending right, right. through his will. Right. What's up with it? That's, what, that's so fucked up. It, it's just a weird dichotomy again. No, I agree. With the I agree. And the violence. And yeah, the what's up with the music. Italian people having uh, virgins getting raped in their movies? This is the second time where there's a virgin getting raped in one of these yeah, movies. I mean, that's that's but, typical yeah. in rape films yeah. a lot. And, yeah. and that, that's horrible, that Cindy stuff. Like, even yeah. that crosses the line for Ricky. He can't yeah. watch it. Because she's not supposed to be there. Yeah. Not well, she is supposed to be there. Well, she's supposed to be there. She she's just basically... She, she arrives at the wrong time. Right. I mean, but she didn't do anything. No, no, but you're right. She's not supposed to be in that situation. But yeah, she arrives late and isn't she like isn't she like the neighbor girl? I don't even I don't, I don't ever say I, that. I don't think they ever with her friend Frank, but they're very young. Um they're a little younger. That, Honestly, that's I don't want to get wrong. I don't want to victim blame like none of these rich people. They're bad people, but they don't no, deserve to go yeah. through this. And especially sure. especially most of them. You that, know what that, I mean? That's maybe, one thing. maybe the one who set up the whole situation, putting them in that problem deserves that, some That's some that's the one thing about this, I mean, the Cindy it, character that has always kind of thrown me off a little bit because once the twist happens at the end, if you want to I guess I guess it is a twist, right? Or the reveal, then you when you think back on the Cindy character like she just seems so damn innocent and stuff. And like, she would have been part of this and would have no, known what I, was going on or no, not. I don't think she knew about it. No, but, I don't but why, so. but why yeah. would you keep someone out of this? If you're going to devise this whole plan, you know, this diabolic plan to do what they did, but have someone out of the loop. It just, it seemed, it seems off to me a little bit. It seems weird Maybe that she, she wasn't, was, but why, but why would you want, definitely didn't no, but no, but, she, but no, I, but she was supposed to show up because she says, I'm sorry that I'm late and blah, blah, blah. Buddy yeah. couldn't come and stuff. So oh, yeah. why would you keep somebody out of the loop that, that was invited dumb. to the show? Yeah. Exactly. The, okay. That's one of the, the, one of the issues I've always had with this movie was her character doesn't make any sense to where the reveal happens. It doesn't make any fucking sense. So I'm not yeah, actually a know. fan of the twist at all. I think the movie would be much better without it. If it well, was, I was just thinking about it, like, I thought about it for a while because it's like, would it really play out like that and all these other things and and stuff like that? But then after a while, after I thought about it, it's like, it was, it's interesting you know, enough. At I least for, they tried to do yeah. something. When I first saw this yeah, movie, they might have just and, attacked him right away, all of them at the same time, if they next. weren't playing yeah. a game, you know? When I first saw right. this movie years ago, I, I it took me a couple watches to fully like just kind of absorb it a little bit because I, I understood it the first time I watched it, obviously, but then I wanted to rewatch it and be like, okay, I just wanted to see how it develops, you know, after you learn the twists and stuff like I that. I actually completely forgot about it when I was so, watching it. So, you know, the scene, and you know, it, it, it just always kind of gets you thinking, right? You know, basically, you know, we're doing spoilers in this, so, you know, I mean it's basically essentially a setup, right? We've got our main rich fucking character here that's, you know, kind of pretends that his car's all broke down and stuff 
in order to kind of lure in David Hess's character and Ricky's character. Well, more David Hess's character. Ricky's kind of a product of... Uh, yeah, they didn't want him to go. They no. tried to get him to go. They said, does he have to go? Because yeah, exactly. they didn't want to have to fuck him yeah. up. Exactly. See, I think the movie plays as if, like, it that isn't the end result. And then it kind of messes it well, up. Th- there's a few questions I've got with this, though, because man. Because it's like, at first you figure they're just like... Oh, like these guys are their entertainment. Like yeah, they're it's actually for schmucks. Well, okay, that's that, that's what I have a like couple. These ritzy people, and you have them hustling them in cards and stuff. It, that all just feels like natural. And then when you throw the twist on it, it almost makes all that feel pointless and fake. Well, okay, so coming down to they this wanted is, to provoke him. The, the only thing I have, I have a major problem with the twist because. I mean, let's face it here, man. I mean, okay, there's there's a situation that happens at the beginning of the film. David Hess is raping a character, a girl, and he ultimately ends up raping and killing her. Um, fast forward to the end where we get this twist and, and stuff, and it's basically kind of a big diabolic plan to get them into the house to, you know, essentially murder, murder them, essentially, right? Yeah. You know, get revenge on it. it yeah, turns but how to, would it, they even know he did well, that? I well, do okay, have some answers Okay, that. Okay, so that's my question, though, because honestly... When you're doing a film and a narrative, you can't show that this guy ever saw this or else the twist doesn't work, right? But when right. you don't show it, it also becomes ridiculous with the reveal. Where you're like, how the fuck does he know, right? Well, well the, he mentions that he saw her at the disco club I, I, when he goes to rape the girl. I, I saw you at the disco club. He mentions that. He didn't just pull right. her over. He, okay, yeah, he but it doesn't prove the, the disco tag. The I know, I know. So but it, my guess yeah, but how is would they, they saw them that? together. And they asked, but how does he know guy? that David Hess was the one that fucking raped and killed her? Though it could have been yeah, anybody in between he, that. He it is a stretch. Well, you it have is to a bit of a stretch. It is. It just, I do think that there is a point that if you ask that creep was bothering her at the club, yeah, because he must have been, yeah. And then who was that guy? They figured out. They figure look into his background and realize he's a sleazebag. He's had mm-hmm. trouble at this club before because someone like David Hess's character in this movie. He is somebody that gets in fights. He gets in trouble. Okay. He's violent. I mean, I could, that helps. I'm not going to lie. That helps. It is a stretch, but okay. Yeah, I, okay. I, I kind of wish like, you know, when they got, when they get to the garage and stuff, I think it's a little bit convenient in the writing too, that, you know, David Hess is the one that invites himself because they go there to pick him up and they're, they're essentially in their mind. They're going to invite him into right. the party but and stuff, but, that- but David Hess is the one that invites himself. So it just, it, it becomes so convenient. So yeah. easy no, for no, him. No, no, but that, no, that, that, but that, that is David Hess. That's, That's his that character. Character. He's, right. he, he's the type of dude that'll get in your fridge and bite an apple and throw it back in the fridge. Mm-hmm. But they yeah. don't. <laughs> very, yeah, like yeah. that's who he is. Like I think no, but I always thought that it would have been interesting if there, brilliant. if that. I always forget the blonde hairs guy's name, but anyways, if he goes in there and he invites him and he's like, oh, okay, you know, yeah, sure, you know, kind of thing. And I think that setup would have been a little bit interesting. Also, um, the the question I've always asked about this film is that you know we obviously are introduced to David Hess's character as a major major scumbag. Like we know this guy is a fucking bad dude right from the opening scene in the film and stuff. Um, really, you think? That's, that's yeah, one of the meanest openings of any movies. That's yeah. one of the yeah. ugliest goddamn that's openings. That's his right? Life, right? right? Yep. Yep. So yeah. without him, he obviously doesn't know that he's being fucking played by these guys when they pick him up in the garage and stuff. But when he goes to his locker and grabs that knife, my question straight is... Razor. my Yeah, when he grabs a straight razor. My question is, does he have... 
ill intentions from the start or is he literally oh, yeah. going he's there he's just like a prepared guy i think i don't think he has ill okay. intentions but he just knows that see, like that, that's my that's my whole shit. question like is he is he going there with the ill intention of starting a whole pile yeah. of shit or is he just protecting himself in see case something kind of goes yeah, down yeah i think he's just because what because the yeah, way this like movie you know, type of guy that carries it because the way this movie plays out he's the type of guy that's going to get sex if he has to physically get it from someone so basically he, he has it, it there in case he in case he needs it kind of thing but he wasn't going there with the intention of doing what eventually happened because when you look no. at the narrative here i like the way the narrative plays out because when they show him with this knife they you already know this guy's a bad dude but in my opinion when i see that i'm like no he's going there for a good time and if shit does happen okay this is where it's going to go to but he loses his yeah, shit when they start taking advantage sex with that girl maybe he he's he, a smart he's dude. definitely gonna rape somebody he's a fucking smart he's dude man. somebody on the way home because when ricky gets out of line and starts doing the stripping shit that's when he starts getting pissed off and he recognizes right away that these guys are fucking playing ricky they're taking advantage of his of his fucking you know kind of um, his low IQ and stuff. And then obviously the deal breaker is when, you know, the poker game goes fucking sour and then the shit just goes haywire from there and stuff. But I always feel like, you know, he wasn't going there to do this, this ill shit. It just happens. And I love that about it, man. Yeah. I think I that's love fucking that great to me. He's just a bad seed, right? Yeah, like he's yeah. a bad apple and like, but he's street smart as hell too yeah, you know he's, what super, I mean? yeah. he's clever he's i know man that's what i love about game. yeah he figures out the poker game he and, and he is kind of a ladies man i feel yeah. like yeah. I, I feel he well, she, but she, i she love had, that he had somebody wash her back so come on man but yeah, going I know, back but to the whole once, once they were playing him though they were playing him they're all in on it but see i love that going back to what dave said about i think that I, I still believe that he would be able to do that. Oh, of course, yeah. of course. But I don't think his his intention of going in that vehicle that night was to start all this shit and and and, and right. doing all this stuff. I think it's just the way it goes because going back to what Dave said or someone mentioned about the sexuality with you know kind of like the father son relationship. He knows that Ricky's a little bit uh, he's he's a little slower. He wants to protect well, him. There's, and shit like there's that. multiple relationships going there. There's a protective brother. There's also a weird sexual tension, and there's also a weird fucking infatuation worship thing going on. There's all fucking. Oh, of weird course, shit. Ricky. Ricky looks up to him because I mean, that's you know, when you have a low IQ and stuff, you see the strong personality and stuff, and this guy can guide him, right? He looks up to him, and whatever he does, he's like a god to him. Of course, I mean, yeah, you know, and that makes sense. I, you know, honestly, the sexuality thing, I've never really. I've never really dug in too deep with that. I I personally didn't see I a lot of it. Well, Hess, Hence mentioned that in the, yeah. in the thing. He said that he was like, well, the, it's, it's definitely psychological, possibly sexual. He said that. He said that it's very hard for men to have that relationship that, that women have with each other. And sometimes it's very strange like that, you know, that bonding, that closeness. See, and it, it's, you know a, what I mean? it's a weird yeah. piece of dialogue to me because like he comes off as one of the most head roll people you could possibly see on screen. Like this guy's just a fucking straight up sadist fucking, you know, woman killer. Well, I think thing, like right? maybe so, when he was stripping, he was kind of like he didn't want to play his cards maybe because that was right. like the. That's like the scene that he kind of snaps at a little bit. Well, they're making fun of him. Well, it's because they're making fun of him and they know that he's slow, right? So obviously you're going to defend somebody. Yeah. Yeah. And Radice is kind of effeminate. Yeah, that's what I said. He's definitely. Oh, for sure. For sure. It's funny. I just never really thought of it. He's got that quality to him. You don't have to make a giant leap to think that uh, like he would be playing a gay guy. Not saying that that Ricky is. And and there's a lot of relationships. You ever watch like in the special features, a lot of prison movies, like they'll talk about the relationship where like William Dafoe and Edward Furlong in Animal Factory. Like there is like a weird sexual tension, but they never had sex. But it's more like an older guy taking the younger guy under his wing and protecting him. But there is that kind of relationship where they are almost the couple with there's actually no sex but there's that sexual link between them 
it's kind of like it's kind of funny too because Defoe's actually it's complicated it's weird as shit it's um, hard to explain. And also, yeah. S was going to that party to exploit the rich people because he hates rich people. He d- thinks they're trash. He doesn't like being looked down upon. He's going to take their food. He's going to fuck yeah. their women. He's going to do whatever the fuck he and wants. One of my favorite he wants. Se- you know what I mean? And one of my favorite scenes in the movie, actually, is when, when Ricky fixed the vehicle and stuff and they're driving away. He's like, oh, I, I remember I owe you some money. Here's 40 bucks. He's like, no, nah, you keep it kind of thing. Yeah, yeah he don't want. He, yeah, he doesn't exactly. want their money, man. He doesn't. He just, yeah. you know, he doesn't want that shit from them. And uh, he's on a mission. He is. He's on a fucking mission, man. But he's because he's got more, he's got better things in mind. You know, he's he's got Is some fucking shit? girls. You know, you know, <laughs> like, we don't wait. need your fucking money, kind of thing. But he made a career out of holding a straight razor. He made a career. Nobody oh, holds yeah. that straight razor better than him. The way he holds it to the side, the way he slowly walks, his facial expression. I'm telling you, this dude is the best heavy. Of the oh, yeah, dude, he's, he's so this time. He's the he, best. He, I think, David I, has, isn't he scary? He's fucking scary to me, man. He's, he's got one mode. He's got one mode, and it's diabolical killer. I mean, that is the one character he can play, but he plays it so fucking well. You know what it is, man? It's his smile. I think he's one of it's the his, best. It's his fucking smile. There's something yeah. about the way his mouth, the shape of his mouth. I don't know what it is, man, but it just well, comes off as being likable. But he's this, right. You know, he's a you love yeah. watching him, right? You love yeah. watching him. Yeah. You know, he's bad. It's presence. It's, it's all about presence. Too. It's presence. Yeah. Shithead. He's got a great voice. They're taking advantage of Ricky. He's <laughs> like, I don't know. I just love his voice too. It's perfect. Oh, in, in Last House, his piss your pants line oh, is just blow your best. brains out. Blow that is the your brains out Ugh. could not have been another actor dude i have worked the same way i like how that's all why the games last start. house is almost a math to me i love last house because of him me too yeah yeah like, he I, makes that movie i love how the games start man when the fucking the blonde haired dude's like yo man he's like you play backgammon i'm like that has to be the whitest rich shit i've ever fucking heard in my life man like only <laughs> well, rich like white people play fucking backgammon it's dude, fucking I've hilarious i've never known a single person in my life that knows i don't even know what it is. i know me and my mom play all the time it's my because mom. you grew <laughs> up very wealthy jeremy just proved my fucking point just prove my point i love that my family would play like poker and shit dude you know what scene in this movie makes me fuck it ever i've seen last last house i've seen this movie fucking so many times and literally the scene where fucking david hess is he's getting all fucking worked up there and, and the black chick says something he's like you heard me twat and when he fucking screams that at her to read to her face man i fucking die every time man it's just dude it's fucking hilarious, man. Oh yeah, because he, he goes from a zero, he goes from zero to a hundred. There, man. He's kind of getting, he he's being calm, but he, he, you know, you can tell he's being upset a little bit and stuff. And then he just fucking just snaps, man. I fucking love that scene. It's great. The, so the cast is great too. Like even the supporting, like we got Lorraine oh, DeSell. Everybody is great and, in this. Yeah, yeah, because we got Lorraine DeSell who was with um John with uh, Giovanni Radici and Cannibal Ferox. They're both right. together again, which I love seeing. And then you got uh, Christian, what the fuck is Balmero, whatever the hell, yeah. the hell you say his name from Tenenbrae. So a lot of a lot of recognizable Italian actors too. And then, like I said, it you was just great. You know what I was those. thinking about last night while I was watching this? And again, going back to, I've seen this movie many, many times. That's why I always have so many questions about this and I'm intrigued with how people answer them. But uh, the fact that, that David Hess's name is Alex in this movie. And I can't help uh-huh. see the correlation between Malcolm McDowell's character, Alex in fucking a clockwork orange. Good point. They're not right. Not I feel, similar. I feel uh-huh. because there's that scene where they do that fucking diabolical rape scene and shit, which eventually leads to the, you know, the whole clockwork orange idea, you know, kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Um, but it, it, I don't know. It could be a coincidence, but at the same time, I, I feel like it's not considering what we're seeing and what's going on in the narrative here. I don't know. I feel like they just, it's kind of a nod hey, to Clockwork hey, Orange hey, a little hey, bit. JP. Yeah. Have you seen a Clockwork Orange? Yeah, I don't like it. 
Oh, okay. That, that's just oh. crazy talking. That just seems that. like a that's movie crazy. that you wouldn't have seen. So I was just yeah. Don't it. like it, but yeah, anyways, I, I mean, I watched it on Netflix years ago. Does anybody agree, or am I just stretching? Jeremy didn't am I just like stretching? this movie more based on all the themes that are going on? Maybe, I, as I said, it's the first time I watched it. Maybe you know, if I go back, Moods has said he's watched this movie a bunch of times, oh, and he's totally watched that movie like so. I'm, I'm wearing the shirt right now because I love this movie. So I've only seen it once, so maybe you know, it's only I, twice for me. If I you go know, back uh, and rewatch it, and, so was I stretching with the whole Alex thing, or does anybody agree? No, I would agree. No, I, 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 I see I that for sure. And they do shit like that too, because this yeah. is definitely. Uh, I feel this like is it was done purposely. Yeah. They yeah. had to get David Hess in this movie, or would not yeah. have sold. Of, no, they, 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 they the even said rights. they they gave it. Didn't they give him like part of the rights or something? Yeah, the movie rights because they knew they had to have it. <laughs> mm. Like we must have David Hess. In this is a match made in sad as hell with Diodato, <laughs> David Hess in it. It, it really is. You know what I always found funny, too? I'm just sad that David has di- wasn't able to do more stuff, man. He did three of these movies like uh, this. Hitchhike yeah, is pretty Hitchhike, is, Hitchhike yeah. is amazing. Love that movie. Yeah. I love that speech he gives. He's like, I asked my dad for a football. A lousy fucking five dollars or some shit. Like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All his speeches, I'm telling you, they're so good in this one. Like, when I told you, I li- literally get chills. It's it, When he's like... What do they know about friendship? He's trying to blame them for the fucking him cutting him. Like he's just he's a typical sociopath. He does care about Ricky, but he's not taking any responsibility for what he's done ever. Well, uh, no, be, the be, line in this movie because he's, he's a narcissist. Fucking... He's a narcissist, yeah. man. It's all about him at the end of the all day, man. Because he goes he goes from girl to girl to girl. Like it's really about you know him and at the end of the day what he's accomplishing and stuff. And but but he does have a Ricky and him do have a relationship. He wants right? Ricky to have a good time, but man, dude, like when he's kind of for kind of forcing him to like rape that girl, he's like, I don't really want to do this and shit. And it's just like, oh, that I think to me that's one of the most brutal scenes in the film, man. I just you can tell he really doesn't want to do this shit. But he doesn't want. He doesn't want to let his he doesn't want to let his father down. I mean, not literally his father, but, you know, his father figure down and stuff. And it's just it's it's very heartbreaking again, you know, to see that shit. And you're just like, fuck, dude. Ugh, man. But, you know, this movie actually movie that that makes me howl with laughter every time. I know this is slightly off topic, but I just I had to mention it when you when you were talking about scenes that made you laugh. It's the fucking part at the end where he's where uh, uh, Christian Bellarmo's uh, Tom Tom's got the the gun and he's like I grabbed my gun and I shot you in self defense how do you like that faggot <laughs> it's just like <laughs> yeah. I cannot fucking help well, he, it I just, they all they all repeat the shit that they do to him like he says I, that well he he calls I him a faggot howl. because he was called a faggot like <laughs> yeah, thirty yeah. times prior to that it's so he's just yeah. so funny I just I can't I can't a- help again it, you know dude. these movies that could never <clears> even be closely made no. you know, today like this, dialogue no, wise that, even just oh man narrative wise you content, just don't see the yeah. shit like this man mm-hmm. no yeah, the pool scene of course is perfect because everybody gets their hits on him they they yeah. literally do everything that he did to them and earlier when he, he talks to Sydney, he's like cindy oh cindy you're gonna die and that guy pulls him out of the pool and looks right in his face and says cindy oh cindy throws him back in the fucking pool <laughs> like that's such perfect just deserves yeah. for him I think that the but, uh, when he shoots him in the balls, it goes a little bit slow mo, and that scream, <laughs> that scream to me, man, yeah. it, it almost makes me laugh too because it just go, it feels like it goes on for fucking ever. 
you probably could have sped it up a little bit all the time i used to be like and just fall down (laughs) right just just (laughs) speed that up a little bit that's one thing (laughs) that always kind of because it's that screen i mean because you feel the pain right anytime you see someone get shot in the balls or whatever you're like fuck man you want that over you don't want that fucking time lapse in a fucking slow-mo scene you know it's like shit you guys want to hear something completely ridiculous and funny to me that i always thought about with this movie. What's no, that? no so I don't want to hear it. Okay, I'll just say it anyways because I don't give a fuck. It's 1980. <laughs> in 1980, you got David Hess getting shot through a window and falling in a fucking pool. 1981, we have Nicholas Worth getting shot in a, in a similar role as a sexual pervert, one of the best sexual perverts ever, and Nicholas Worth and Don't Answer the Phone, getting shot and falling through a window and ending up in a pool. Both oh of them die in the pool. God, in 1982, funny. we have Nicholas Worth and David Hess together in West Craven's Swamp Thing, where they like, hey, remember when we got shot and fell in a fucking pool? Do you think they brought that up, that they both were rapist killers in a weird 80s movies, early 80s, the years before, and they both got shot and fell in a fucking pool? It's weird as fuck to me that they both ended the same way, both had those actors, and then they both ended up on the same bad guy team as sidekicks in Swamp Thing. That's so, you know, that that's an amazing, that's an amazing little spiel there. But all I can picture is those, those guys is just like sitting on the set arm wrestling for some reason, man. Uh, <laughs> Taking shots and arm wrestling because Worthy is such a big fucking like bulky man. He's like a fucking huge <laughs> ass guy. And David Hess is probably pretty big. He was probably pretty big in real life too. And I could just see those guys just shooting the shit like that, man. I don't know. David Hess was an aggressive guy too. He was super yeah. nice at Wasteland. I met him. He was a nice guy, dude. Oh, you got to meet was, David. That's of crazy. Of course. Hey, all those guys nice. are always the nicest ones. The oh, ones I bet. Yeah. yeah. Super nice. Yeah. I wish I would have gotten to meet Nicholas Worth because he was one of my favorites too, but he was dead in like 2006. Yeah, Nicholas Worth was a fucking. Apparently, he was a really nice dude, man, but he. I always know Power him from Don't Answer the Phone too, and like he was just such a fucking piece of shit scumbag in that, mm-hmm. man. Like, that's all I know and him as. You know, it's like. he's. I would compare that with Hess. I mean, it's besides like Swamp Thing, I'm not a big fan of Swamp Thing, though. So Swamp Thing's a bad movie, but yeah. Hess and, and Worth are fantastic in it. Yeah, yeah. it's worth watching. They're, probably, yeah. they're worth watching. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right. Um, so did you guys know that, you know, kind of sticking with the theme of uh, all these updates that we do, this isn't really an update because the last thing that was heard was like fucking 10 years ago, but did you guys know that back in 2011, I heard about there was this. a sequel? Yeah. And there was announced a sequel um, that uh, Diodata was supposed to direct and uh, Radice was uh, reprising his role as Ricky. It, it, the, the press release came out and it said, after 30 years at the mercy of... Uh, Mercity? Uh, what? You said Mercity. I didn't. Yes, you did. What, no, was, didn't. what was the title supposed to be? House on the Edge of the Park Part 2. Oh, very, God. very original. <laughs> house on the After 30 pool. years <laughs> at the mercy of a brutal warden in Sing Sing prison, Ricky is released and returns to in, to the old garage in New York City. You just picture him walking in like the psycho house. <laughs> wow. Uh, desperate for the place uh, for a place to belong, he falls in with a dangerous sociopath named the poet and his bloodthirsty girlfriend, Muriel. But the memories of Ricky's old friend Alex continue to haunt him. Uh, that movie could have been stall- called "The House." The, the house is still on the edge of the park. By the way. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> That's yeah. what I would have called it. House on the edge of the swimming pool. Yeah. House on the edge of the swimming pool. <laughs> we said that earlier, didn't we? Dude. That'd be amazing. Isn't that funny though that they were going to do a sequel? Yeah, that would have been actually pretty cool, man. I, I would have dug that. And what year was that supposed to be? 
Well, that was 2011 when they uh, announced that in the press release. And make a Kickstarter, and I will donate. When did David has pass away? He passed away really, like shortly Two after years he did ago? The, like the the yeah, Ono. Oh he did the Ono yeah. oh show with uh, Hershey Gordon Lewis, right? Yes, yes. was in that. Yes. Yeah. Oh shit! David has was... just for that. Oh, dude, that movie's oh, actually shit. that movie's actually pretty good, man. You and, might... and, and Joel um, Weinkoop's in it too, right? I love Joel Weinkoop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like your typical Hershey Gordon Lewis movie. It's not like yeah, it, it's a lot different, man. Obviously, from uh, a I mean, time I watched period. all his movies. Like, yeah. I watch any Hershey Gordon Lewis movie. It's just that I don't love his movies. I just respect his uh, filmography and stuff, but I just don't love yeah. him. He cool. died in 2011, by the way. Age seventy five, October sixth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. David Hess was one Wait, of those David guys. That Hess? All, he always looked. He always looked younger than he was. It's kind of fucking crazy. But I'm not seeing him in the Uh Oh show, by the way. David Hess died in 2011. Yeah, yeah. yeah I could have sworn that was like recently. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he has a small role in that. Oh. He's not listed. Because I would have watched it if he was in it. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. I haven't seen it in a long time. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I thought he was. I just listened to Moods because Moods usually is right about everything. So, I mean, I wasn't doubting it. You need I... to save that clip. No, I'm pretty sure. Unless he I'm didn't to- hear me. Unless so. I'm totally tripping out here. You might be having a stroke. <laughs> I could you be. I, I could very well be having one, for sure. For sure. I argued one time blue in the face that I got for Fazuka for, for Bulk and uh, Debbie Mazar confused. And I was like, no, you're wrong. And then I was fucking completely wrong. What the <laughs> fuck? I s- Marcus Koch is in the fucking film? Or Coke? Marcus Cook. Cook. What's fucked up, though, I think that Jason Koch is actually I'm, Koch. I might be having a stroke fucking right now. That's Marcus crazy. Marcus Cook is Cook. I don't see him. Dude, I'm... No, this is fucking weird, dude. I gotta find what the hell I'm thinking <laughs> of here. Now I'm just fucking annoyed. He's uh, in Smash Cut. I don't do this very often where I'm Cut. completely wrong about... Oh, I'm totally thinking Smash Cut, you motherfucker. Totally. That's from Shriek Show. They were both from Sh- released oh, by Shriek Show. That's why I got it fucked up, man. I was thinking, oh, no. Sma- okay, Smash Cut. Yeah, Smash Cut. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, that's with the porn star, the too, right? Fucking um, yeah, Sasha Gray. Sasha Gray. Yeah, she, he's in that one. Fuck on me. So I was wrong. Fuck, fuck my life. We actually Anyways. talked about that when I met him. It was on a sh- I was on his table, and I said, oh, I bought this. I haven't had a chance to watch it. He said, cool. And then we started talking about Shriek Show, and he was like, I don't even know who runs that company. What's going on with it? I said, I don't know. I got ripped off $100 once. Dude, them. they released Wait, you got ripped off by Shriek Show? All his movies. Yeah, this was when I was, like, fucking, like, nine, like 20, and I was, like, my mom, like, was like, let me use your credit card and order some movies, and they never sent anything. Really? Wow. Charge like 100 bucks. Yeah, I was pissed. Back was in like, those like, days, man, half the Shriek Show DVDs were pressed up wrong and they always skipped and shit. Oh, God. It was <laughs> and so they always bad. smelled really bad. Oh, I tried to order a bunch of rare shit. I like that smell. Oh, it smells man. like fucking plastic as fuck. Dude, I don't, yeah. I don't, yeah, all the, all the arrow Blu rays that come smell like that. I like it. I'm the weirdo. You open up your box and just start sniffing. You know sniffing. what else smells like it? Old full moons. Like I have sealed full moons and I open it. I'm like, ah. Just stick a whiff. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's what you want at the car pressure. It reminds Brand me of like moon. fucking 2008 fucking DVDs, man. You know, bringing it back to last week, man, this movie actually references Telly Savalas in the film too. It's kind of yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you know what? He reminds me a lot of Telly Savalas, how he performs it. A little bit, yeah, yeah. Like, kind of like maggot to a certain extent, but just like I don't know. I feel like Tony Savalas kind of made a career out of when he was a bad guy. He kind of was similar to this too. Mm-hmm. Just like just big, big piece of shit, but had like screen presence, so you enjoyed watching him, even if he was just being a bad person. Yeah, Tony Savalas is oh, so much screen presence, man. Oh, got that fucking look. He's the man, though. 
Yeah, like I said, there's no no. This is one of my favorite movies. I, I literally love this thing, and one I know favorite movies ever. Well, yeah, if, ever. if if we want to if we want to um, get into ratings here, I, I, unless anybody has more stuff to say, anybody want to? I know Calvin. Do you got anything to say? I think we talked a lot. So, um, no. Yeah. I mean, I like I like the fact that it's uh, no. It's basically the same shit that I would say for my rating. So no. <laughs> okay. Well, Dave, we'll start with you. Uh, I, I got a little thing I want to say before this. So I, I saw this movie really young, Cannibal Holocaust and, and House on the Edge of the Park, probably from age like I want to say like, like 14 to 17 or something like that. And I watched them a lot. So like that was right at a real like kind That's of not too young. Stage. Though. That's not too. young. Yeah, but it was a developmental stage for me, you know, mm-hmm. and like watching like Romero at a young age, if if Romero taught me that racism is completely wrong through his movies. Diodato started my infatuation with sadism. So that's what I'll put as Diodato. Um, and I'm not saying it's a good thing or it's not a good thing, but you know, within film and everything. Now I know why Dave is single. Fuck. A mean streak within it. You know what I mean? In the movies that I like. And it's definitely directly correlates with a lot of Diodato stuff mm-hmm. with those two movies, especially. And just, uh, you know, they, they speak to me. The music, the, 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 the beautiful music and how it is, it, it just like correlates perfectly, but also is the complete opposite of what you're seeing. Um, and the performances and somehow making these two characters relationship and their friendship and their weird kind of warped relationship meaningful in even though they're awful um i don't know i love the damn thing i think it's one of the best rape revenge movies ever made even though it's not it's not really like a typical rape revenge movie but at the end you find out it is kind of a rape yeah. revenge do, movie. do you feel like um, see I, okay i struggled with this one time and I, I remember i was doing a rape revenge top 10 youtube video or whatever and i was gonna put this in here but i'm like if i put this in the list it's i'm just spoiling the whole fucking thing well, but right. it is though in a, in a general sense too. It, it's just like a, you know, at the end they're going to get revenge right. even if it's not for that because he was raping them anyways. So, for sure. For sure. Um, I, I think it's pretty much the best that these kind of movies have to offer of its genre. So I know I'm going to get slack for this, and all you guys think I hate every fucking thing. Ten um, out of ten. Ten Derek. out of ten. Yep. I, I mean, I told you wow. this movie is one of my all-time favorite horror movies ever made, and I've seen it a hundred, like twenty-five times probably. And wow. it's one of the only movies when like it kicks in with the music, like. Like I said, I literally get emotional. I love that music so much. Even with, mm-hmm. the, even with the questionable things in the narrative. That's that's cool, man. I like that. I respect I, that. I, I tied it up with the discotheque. I mean, it's not unreasonable that a rich person couldn't figure out who a sleazeball was who bought you know, his sister at a club that's always and did been, some research on him. Yeah, that's that's always been it's, – it's, I think it's a little bit about the Cindy character with me too. That, that thing kind of yeah, throws that, me for a little bit of a loop. a little iffy right there. I mean – like, why would they have her come over during that fucking horrible thing? They might have yeah. been a, they could have covered that up with one line of saying, shit, did you know she was coming still? Exactly, or, my point. Right. Her. Or she comes over to check on them or something. Yeah. Right, right. But she, anything else. But she that was technically like, invited. Yeah, that's a big fuck. oversight. I didn't know. been a dubbing fuck up, too. The you other, know what I mean? The other scene, the, you know, part of that scene that's actually kind of crazy, the chick that answers the door seems to let her in way too easy, like, you know, I understand that she's being watched a little bit, but she does nothing to like, okay, get the fuck out of here. You know, like get the fuck out of here kind of thing, right? You don't want to Go be part of the shit. Like she lets her in and it's like, oh man, I felt so bad. But we didn't really talk uh, about that. I mean, we talked a little bit about the Cindy Virgin character and stuff, but I, I feel like if you, when you watch the scenes with her, it's not only the fact that you know that you find out that she's a virgin and stuff, but I don't know what it is about her acting in this, but she's fucking brilliant because she legit looks scared as fuck. 
when Hess's character is like hovering over and doing some shit to her, you can see the fear in her eyes, man. It's so crazy, man. Every time I watch this, I always, I always remember Cindy so much in this film because you know, it, it just, it just comes off as being so legitimately fucking like scared. Like if I feel like she's actually fucking scared, man, it's nuts. Yeah. So it's upsetting. It is upsetting, but you can see the fear in her eyes. It's like, she's fucking really kind of being raped. And I think it was just a product of really, really good acting, you know, kind of thing. So yeah. also it. this trailer is, is one of the best cut trailers of all man time. I've never seen it. Just watch it. I'm sure I've seen the trailer on some of my trailer comps. I probably oh, have it I'm somewhere. Sure I have it, about yeah. 400 hours of awesome trailer comps. <laughs> um, who did we start? Uh, Jeremy. Me. All right. So like I said, it's the first time that I've watched. Maybe if I go back and watch it again and again, like Mr. Mr. Dave, David over there, maybe I'll um, appreciate it a little bit more. But I still liked it. I thought it was really good. And I give it a 7 out of 10. All right, Calvin. That's fair. That's actually a good rating. I, for most people, wouldn't give it that high. I don't think. <clears throat> no. Uh, I, I I love this movie. Um, I think that it's probably, in my opinion, tied for the second best. And with for for Ruggiero Diodato, I I don't know between this and Cannibal Holocaust, I swing back and forth constantly. I love how dark it is. It's like dark just for the sake of being dark. It's like a really upsetting movie. Even though I like Last House slightly more than this one, um, I think that they're they're basically interchangeable. You know, uh, I think you can't go wrong with either one. Uh, the social commentary is really good. Uh, the twist at the end is really good, although it's a bit of a stretch. Um, it still works for me. Um, I think overall, it's it's a completely solid film, and it's. I was going to go with an 8 out of 10, but I could even go as high as an 8.5 out of 10 because I, I love this movie. The the Sweetly soundtrack, that song is like the most haunting song in a, in a mm-hmm. horror film, and it may even beat out the Cannibal Holocaust love scene, that love theme mm-hmm. for me, uh, the main theme. I think the Sweetly soundtrack is just bone-chilling. There's three real strong. The Sweetly and then the da-da-da-da, and then yeah, the, yeah. the song that he has What's played the song when he starts... Is- uh, fighting with uh, that is uh, I do for you anything you desire. I, think. I love that song. No, actually, sweetly, sweetly opens. Sweetly, the movie. yeah, sweetly, sweetly opens, opens the movie, movie when he's driving. It's yeah, beautiful. Yeah, for sure. It's yeah, fucking I love chilling. That. It's really, I, it's really messed up. It reminds me of seventies porn. <laughs> really quickly, when I uh, so I got the code red Blu-ray for this back when it came out, but my girlfriend got it for me for Christmas that year that it came out, and we have this tradition where we like open up one thing on Christmas Eve, and I just by chance opened yes. up, uh, that that <laughs> Blu-ray, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna oh, I can't wait to watch this. I'm gonna wait for you to go to bed because she this is one she hadn't seen. She goes, no, 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 let's let's watch it. <laughs> so we get like two minutes in and david hess is raping and killing the girl in the backseat like, yeah, of the car <laughs> and her exact response was merry christmas everyone here's some rape i almost so, said merry christmas hope you like rape <laughs> it's 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 uh become a little bit of a christmas tradition for me to watch this movie <laughs> christmas rape like uh august underground penance where they exactly. rape the woman under the christmas tree exactly wait awesome. is that a christmas movie that didn't enter our poll uh it's not a christmas there's one scene <laughs> no it's not a... <laughs> um, how would you guys have to do the august underground movies we, we planned on it actually uh for disturbing cinema 
Yeah. Cool. Uh, All right. So on to me. Um, well, I said what I had to say about the film, and I think this is, um, it's a very effective, it's a very effective <sighs> film. Um, you know, again, man, going back to something I mention all the time in films is that music really is an igniter for, you know, just the presence of film. You know, we talked so much about how the music plays such a big part in this, how it cues up so well and stuff. And I think the music does such a great job. I mean, can you really go wrong with a with a Riz fucking, you know, composed soundtrack? I mean, this shit just works so well. This is a perfect He's case. He's arguably the best. He might be the best. It's it yeah. just, I don't know. There's something about the way he composes music for this type of narratives and shit that's just, some people would almost find it a little bit comical, but people that know anything about music and the way it affects the mind and shit like that. Yeah. You know, I mean, that that's, that's one of the biggest problems I have with a lot of indie films these days. And I know me and Dave have talked about this before. For sure. Is, is the fact that like, you know, you'll take a decent indie film and shit and throw on some fucking horrendous death metal and shit. And I'm like, what? why mm-hmm. or just it, stock music that's not good exactly not like it's well not chosen library music just shitty stock music right and you know this is the type of shit that works when you really get in depth with it this is the type of shit that brings out the narrative even more not that hard yeah, hitting fucking death metal really and shit does yeah and this is what so i much this is like, why even i always talk about which i was looking yeah. at a little bit yesterday yeah like that has a great score to it thanks mm-hmm. killing yeah, it does. It, it you know, and that, and that's even one of the going back to the Necrostorm stuff. One of the reasons why I love those movies so much too, man, is because those synth soundtracks that are, you know, that are done are just they're so good, man. They just fit those fucking narratives so well and shit. And but you know, this is a great example of you know music that's not it's not typical. You don't hear a lot of music like this in films, especially in these type of films, right? And I think that's why it works so well and shit. And like I've always used it as a as a contrast many many times over the years is that. If I was ever an MMA fighter, I'd come out to fucking, you know, the the Titanic song because it would yeah. throw people off. Could you imagine coming out to that shit? Because people, people would be like, people have done that. We'd be like, what the you fuck? Know, is, right? And all of a sudden it's like, oh, yeah, it's on, motherfucker. But it's effective, right? And, uh, you know, I mean, this movie, I always have a lot of not problems with. I have questions and I'm glad that we discussed them and stuff like that. Um You know, and it, it's interesting the way people kind of, you know, explain them away and stuff and they're minor they're minor gripes you know i mean i think overall this movie is fantastic and shit i think it's a little bit far-fetched at time i think that i'm still the whole cindy thing is is a little bit um it's a little bit heartbreaking to me because like you said it probably could have been explained away with some dialogue and shit like that it just that part does not make a whole lot of sense to me but but anyways man everything that's going on in here very very effective nine out of ten for myself I think this movie is amazing. And I prefer this to, you know, Last House on the Left. I always have. I think Hess is a lot better in this film, to be honest. But that's just me. I think he just gets more. You get more Hess. Yeah. Yeah. I think he just had grown as an actor. Probably. And Probably. Like really dialed things in a little bit more. There's just, um, there's just moments in the Jeremy film. You and Jeremy are like fucking so polar opposites because his is like seven out of 10, and yours is like. All right, I'm not going to talk about the movie because I just reviewed it, but 10 minutes worth of talking about the movie. <laughs> I, think I, did the I, said why I, did. I said more than I usually do, you, you fucking did. dickhead. Why do I always get shit no matter what I do? I try to talk more this episode, you know, be... be. Oh, wait, hold on, wait, wait, wait. How was I giving you shit exactly? I don't know, you're just like... I just, said what, just, says, I just says what you do, though. That's well, like no, you do shit. what you're supposed to. We don't. 
I just, just, I just give just, your yeah, rating, but we go but on no, for no, no. an hour. He, he was giving the rest of us shit. The thing that he's he's that he, he's dumb about this is I didn't give him shit. All I just said is what he does. So unless yeah. he thinks that it's uh, it's a shitty thing, oh. then that's how it would be giving you shit. Before you give your rating, I just want to ask a question here. I yeah. I complete. I just I don't know why I just thought of this right now. No one even brought this up. But this is the other question I've always had with, again, going back to just seeing this movie fucking so many times like Dave. We've probably watched this movie way too many times. And maybe probably Dave can explain this away too. What's that? Probably not good for us. Um, <laughs> okay, so th- this was planned. Keep this in mind. This whole thing is planned. So I feel like the shit goes a little bit crazy um, and probably could have been a lot short. Obviously, it's done for theatricals. But now... If this whole thing is planned and you want to get revenge and stuff, and I understand that they want to play games and things like that, but when he eventually gets his gun that's hidden, why wouldn't he have that, you know, a little bit more easy to get at? You know, I feel like things go on a lot longer than they probably should have. He mentioned when that he already do you it was think harder to they, get to his gun than he thought. And he did try to go for it once. He said I know. all the good cassettes are in here. No, no, no. But. I'm not talking about where it was. Just have it in a better spot. Because I don't think have it on a pretty good spot. It was in a cabinet right next to the yeah. table. No, but you I don't think they planned on. But, but even on, they got it. If it was no, no, no. It. Their plan from the start was to kill him with the gun. The, hands yeah, down, sure. it was. Hands down, it was. Really but I'm just saying, even beat them up though. He wanted them to beat him up a little bit so they could actually look beat up. Sorry. Okay. So, I don't think that they plan on it getting like losing advantage of the situation ever. Of course, of course. No, I'm talking about the placement. Just maybe having it on him or even strapped underneath the table, just in a place where you could grab it right away. You know, if she I mean, got out of control, a, I mean, you can grab it right away in a, in, in that where well, it was, but in proximity I, I of on him would be probably the best bet. Like, I yeah, but have, he he would have found it on him, but he never he checks right, him though. But that's 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 he just was clever. But him. when it but he when it's a setup him. though, but w- w- if you think about it, if you're if you're David Hess, if you're Alex, man, like I mean, at this point, you feel like you're not being set up, right? You feel like you're the one who's in in charge. You have the advantage here and stuff. Your last thing on your mind is these guys are setting me up for something I did, you know. I read that that's a pass. Yeah, there's no reason for him to think exactly. That. So if he had the gun on him, right. or even strapped to the bottom of the table, because if you're gonna take this shit, because you got to remember, at one point in the film, this guy says, "Hey, let's play backgammon like a white fucking rich guy would," Jeremy. Um, so even having the even having the the gun underneath there and stuff, just placement of it because it seems so far away. I understand he has it in the in the tape drawer with all the good tapes, quote unquote, but. It just kind of fueled the, you know, it escalated the the problem because yeah, it was a little bit too Yeah, but at that point, I don't know. It's just like, why, like, the, then you just make the argument, like, why not just kill him if that's what you wanted to do? No, no, no. But it's about placement. I mean, I think I would I just have I don't think it's that far away. I, I really don't. I mean, if he would have put it I on, it would have been obvious. He would have found it. He would have spotted it. Under the table, they start fighting. The table flips. There's the fucking gun. Everything's gone. I'm just saying, if yeah. if, 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 if it was me... Yeah, I would have, have the gun on me. me. I would have it on me. <laughs> I would have Hands it down. on me for. I, I think the under the table thing's kind of stupid, but the the on me is. Well, I'm, I'm just it, using though. it as I'm. I'm honestly. I mean, yeah. I mean, really. I think under the table is just be the as idea. bad as in, in the little cupboard. Thing. Hey man, that but shit. On me, under the that, table that might be worse. That shit down the table. Yeah, and and you have to like untape it and shit. Like, what if that duct tape's a little stronger than you thought? It's not. It's not the ideal thing. I'm talking about having the gun on you is where I would have it. I'm just yeah. saying, just having it a better proximity, gun, proximity to, to where yeah. you're having your action shit because you got to remember that's actually in a different room. He has this in a different, well, completely different room, right? So see, the, I have less problems with that than the fact that they would not just kill somebody that they wanted to get revenge on. I, so I to me, yeah. 
It's yeah. like well, I don't have a problem. With that. Want I don't have a problem because they're ri- because they're rich assholes and they feel like they're in, they're in control of the situation. So if they wanted they wanted to fuck with them anyways. It just right. got they out of control. To him, so, so he beat them up so it looked like self defense. That was what, the whole plan. What's yeah? So what's, if they're what's, not beat up, it doesn't matter. What's the point so of killing like, somebody if you're not going to have fun with it, right? Yeah. So they were definitely playing the game, but they also had to look like they've been through hell exactly. to kill him. Exactly. I know, but I just I like I think guns and I do. I don't think I'm just saying like why not just you know hey man it's, it's just a question like, i mean it's, it's, a, it's a it's a legit like, question though shoot him, shoot him where probably like but you might get caught like in his house right hey man, you can by. take some fucking beatings and shit man when he's punching you and giving you all those fucking bruises and stuff he ain't checking you for a gun man just have it on you it's gangster yeah. shit man it's gangster. i don't know i think he would have found it i think so too it's just a question i've always had i've always thought about it because i'm like wow he has to go really far for that gun and he failed but it was literally two feet from the table well, Tom is not. No, it's smart. actually. It's, he only it's has to go room. far because they lost control of the situation. Yeah, yeah. But he has it on if him. If they were he pulls in control of the situation, it wouldn't have been far. And but they if plan he has the gun on him, he just pulls it. They're, 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 not, they're not that smart. No, yeah, they're pretty cocky too. They just assume it may be a nitpick. It may be a nitpick, but I mean, Dave, you're notorious for it also. But I'm just questioning because I, yeah. I wanted to hear people's opinions on it because in that situation, if you're going to fuck with people, generally you'd have it on you. You don't want to be rich. Yeah, but for these it. fuckers wear like such this the clothes in that time. It was like see how hard to conceal a weapon. <laughs> I agree. I don't think he could have hit it. Yeah, like you um, see it in anyway. his pocket. His pants were tight in his yeah. inside pocket. I, I just don't buy it. And also, that dude's a fucking. He's nervous the whole time, man. If he had that gun on him, he'd flake. Maybe, maybe. But I mean, this uh, okay. conversation. Let, conversation. Let I, just, I, was I was curious. I was curious. I was curious. Um. So for me, the biggest issue I have with this film is the twist. Like I never liked it. I just think uh, the only thing that I like about it is it gives us that great scene at the very end in the pole. But other than that, I just think that it doesn't make the best sense. And I think that it, I think that it actually kind of hurts like what I want the film to be a little bit. And it leads to all those issues that we just talked about, like where to put the gun and, and stuff like that. It just, to me, it just makes it, I think the movie just would have been better is like the senseless violence thing. Um, but I don't think there, I think the revenge thing just doesn't work that well. So for me, that's the, the only thing I don't like about the movie. I uh, love David Hess, love uh, all the supporting cast is great. And normally all the supporting cast is so throwaway in these type of movies, but I think they're all great. And, uh, the, uh, I like even just the, the subtle things that David Hess does in this film, uh, is awesome like the the apple in like throwing the <laughs> apple back in the fridge the way he like tosses the pizza or whatever the hell he's eating on the counter and like takes a slice and just leaves it there you know because that's who he is and and things like that i just I, I think that there's so many little subtle character things that i really appreciate that you normally don't get in these sleazy like just making it for sleaziness sake type films like this this actually feels like art to me uh, and I love the relationship between <clears throat> David Hess and um, Ricky. Uh, so, yeah, uh, uh, I the only thing I got to take a point off for that, like the twist, I, just, I don't think it works. Um, and I think that it makes the movie more messy than it needed to be. So uh, I'm giving it a nine out of ten. Wow. That just that yeah. shouldn't have made wow. a of fame. Wow. <laughs> well, I'm glad it did. It I'm actually really fame. shocked you're that high, man. I didn't. I thought it for did. sure I was coming in. Dude, I literally with Dave have been the praising this movie for years. Like I've always. But you've you come guys, up though. You've definitely like come up favorite. a long way though. I was eight. Yeah, that makes me I so happy. In, I was an eight before. 
the first yeah i remember you were definitely lower for sure you know what one thing we forgot Uh, to mention the abundance of 70s bush there is so much fucking bush in this movie it's amazing so there's every nothing girl, wrong with I think, bush every, yeah it's mouth watering no i think every girl but the black chick i think you get to see with their fucking muff and shitty the muff. blonde chick and yeah. muffity fuck, muff yeah, yeah. So. you mentioned annie bell annie bell's in that yeah. she was in the she was in the which one was she in she was in one of those war movies was she in the last hunter or was she in one of the other ones tiger joe anybody know She's uh, a one of If you remember, she's one of them. I'm not sure. Uh, another thing that's worth mentioning is the way that this movie is shot and the lighting is beautiful. Like it's very, oh. it's super brightly lit, and I love that their house is like bright white. Yeah, like reflects that light, and it's just like it's just this sterile, really pretty movie to look at. It doesn't do any favors on their skin either. It makes them all look raw and gritty. They right. all have pockmarks and acne and shit, except David Hess, surprisingly. And um, it, but it all the other looks yeah. pretty. Like, the whole movie looks pretty. The Blu-ray is great. You know what I love um, about it, though, man? It's like, it's a fucking getaway cottage type house, and it's like this beautiful fucking awesome <laughs> right? place with a pool and shit. I'm like, what the fuck kind of getaway cottage is looking like that shit, unless you're in the Hamptons type of shit, right? It's like... This, this movie's always looked good. Yeah. Even I had no, the Blu-ray like looks VHS. phenomenal. Yeah. The VHS yeah. looks solid. It looked it looked like better than most of my VHSs, to be honest. You know, this this is one of those movies. I, Might even the, one I know of the this best happens for to you all the time, Dave. But I had this on a bootleg. That's the first time I watched it. By the way, what the fuck is that? <laughs> what was that? What the me? shit out of me? <laughs> It was like, I feel like somebody got abducted by an alien. What <laughs> the fuck was that? It wasn't me. So, so this movie has my what, like top 10, it's not on my, my top 10 all time favorite uh, posters, by the way. Um, and are uh, we being invaded right now? I, I don't no, know. It's, just, it's a sign that we've been talking about this movie for fucking. <laughs> oh god! That was the I've never in 198 episodes I've never heard that sound ever come through. <laughs> oh, there it is again. Oh, that was an alien, dude. What is going on? Did we just piss off David Hess and he's coming to get us? Cal- is, that, is that me? I, I think, think so. so. That's definitely doing? not Can, on my end. Can you um, hear me? All right. Oh, maybe it's maybe so, it's Dave. <laughs> I, I turned my. Dave. I think it is. So that is um, last house on the left from night. <laughs> last house on the left. <laughs> I was on the edge Hold of the on. part. Wait. It, it's Dave. <laughs> Dave, what are you doing, bro? <laughs> Does it not sound like 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 a xenomorph or something? Yeah, dude, I can like hear. Oh, that is Dave. That's definitely coming through Dave's, right? Yeah, it's Dave. I'm keeping this in the show, man. I'm totally keeping this in. This is amazing, doing, bro. Dog, this is good shit, oh, man. This is shit. good shit right now. It's- it's fucking scary, dude. It's gonna you scare can hear him. Shit. Dude, I'm telling you, man. David you Hess from the grave. Though, like through the muffle, you can hear him go. Fucking shit. David Hess is going. Fu- this is his ghost right now. Come on. Oh, wow. he must, I bet you muted his. Yeah, dude. He yeah. must have muted what? his mic. Is he still on the call? Yeah, he's on the call. <laughs> okay, so he must have muted it. Um. Well, anyways, JP, do you want to say something else? Well, I was just saying how, like, I do this all the time, and I actually was referring to Dave because he mentioned this, but since he's not here, I'll just finish it. So I own this film on bootleg, and I'm like, man, I need to get an official version of this 
this film. So the first time I watched it, watched it on bootleg. Then I bought the Shriek Show uh, three-pack bo- box set, yeah. right? And then literally never watched it, and then a Blu-ray came out, and I bought that. Like, I do that all the time where I skip a generate. Like, I have... I've upgraded films that I've never watched before. And it's like, I just have a DVD that I never watched and I never probably will. And I hate that. Yes. Okay. I do that all the time too. I've done that a thousand fucking times. <laughs> I see the Blu-rays coming out and then I'm like, I haven't watched this DVD yet. So I buy the doesn't Blu-ray. Miss the beat. It just keeps on going. Doesn't matter the fact that he, <laughs> I, I actually wasn't cussing or anything. So when you guys were hearing me like cuss, I heard Jimmy said it. I wasn't saying a word. Dude, you I'd be like, can you hear me? I can hear voices in it. If not, I am scared as fuck. Yeah, Dude, we no, just was, we just went from podcasting to found footage podcasting right there. I was That's just what that asking was. what was going on. I never said anything else, but can I you hear me? Or, Dude, I, I had no clue what you guys talked about. That, Dude, wait till playback. It. You're going to hear yeah, the most disturbing there sounds were ever. talking. Yeah. Dude, there was talking. I heard multiple voices. I gotta sleep here, motherfucker. Don't tell me about it. <laughs> there was multiple voices. You're about to get haunted as fuck tonight, dog. Ghost or shit. <laughs> that was some crazy fourth fucking dimension shit right there, man. Was I awesome. wonder if it's because I'm keeping my that web all in the show. I'm not even gonna cut any of that. It's gonna be amazing, oh my God. dude. Because it's because I gave it a ten out of ten. That ghost was pissed. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, some rapist is there, mad man. at me for giving that a ten out of ten. <laughs> I've never heard that ever on a show. Like that was some weird interference or something that was happening. That was crazy. Whew, Somebody's was... trying to hack into my fucking Wi-Fi Apparently, or something. man. I, I think that was David Hess or something. I don't know. He's just like, ah, stop giving my shit too high ratings. I don't know, man. Um, but are we done? Yeah. Yes. That's it? Oh, no one else has? Okay. So that is House on the Edge of the Park from 1980. Within the seclusion of a forest lies the secret of a terror unimagined. I don't know whether you'd like it, though. It's right in the middle of nowhere. Where the young come to play and to party. I guarantee you this is going to be a weekend. You'll never Campers. What'd you set all these traps around the house for? I'm on the way to a lot of kids around here. Anything happens to them, I'm holding you responsible. See how you do it, Tracy? I missed. You know, you don't have to swallow something. These woods, fresh air, and be bad for your health. All right, so moving into the third and final film here on episode 198 from 1986, a year that we have actually done a top 10 list for don't know why i had yes, to mention that have. but i just felt like i had to <laughs> they didn't no make one had it on their list in. nobody had it on their list no, no. no um and it is called body count no it is not the uh, ice t rock group or i think there's another movie called body count with ice t isn't there yeah i think so yeah. right like so, late yeah. 90s yeah um okay synopsis a group of teens are stalked and killed by a shaman at a cursed camping site Actually, I think they call it a shaman in these movies. They, they do call it a shaman. I thought it's fucking a crazy. I always thought it was a shaman, but that's it's just a me. Shaman, but it is a shaman. shaman. They kept calling it shaman, and it was pissing me off. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Shaman. Thank you. I, that was the only one that would notice that dumb shit. Yes. No, no, no. I, know, I noticed Definitely that shit a shaman. He's like, yeah, you got to worry about that shaman out there. That old like, shaman. What the fuck's a shaman? 
Right. Oh, Fuck. God. Really, really bad. See, a shaman you can catch with traps. Um, <laughs> so, again, we're going to go back to the David Hess yeah, thing. Yeah. He stars in this movie. Well, he's in this he's movie. Co-star. He's a co-star. Yeah, he plays a character named Robert Ritchie, who's married to Julia Ritchie, played by Mimsy Farmer, which is crazy. Very yeah. odd casting in this film, but this whole movie's got weird ass casting. It's got Ivan Rasimo and John Striner in like five second roles. It's got fucking Charles Napier for some reason. Yeah, it's Charles Napier plays the sheriff in here, and then of course, uh, yeah, Ivan Rasimov plays the deputy in this film. I was expecting this movie to be a lot Napier worse. Uh, Silence of the Lambs. Oh my god, he's in like two hundred fucking movies, man. At least. Yeah, he's in Deep Space. He's in a lot of movies. Tons you of know movies. Him. Tons of movies. He's if you saw his face, you'd recognize him right away. Yeah. I did see his face, and I did recognize him, but I just didn't know what he was from. So Crucified, Silence of the Lambs. He's from Rambo, Rambo Part 2, right? In yeah, part, he's he's like part 2? Here? Yeah. Maybe, yeah. I don't know, fuck. Seen, I can't remember, but like I said, he's been in tons and tons of fucking movies. Um, so the first notable thing about Body Count for myself is that I've used the the uh, Claudio Simonetti's score in this like in hundreds of my videos. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, it was funny when I was watching 88. it. I was like, where yeah. the fuck have I heard this? Yeah. I love, love, love this score. It's just, it's one of the best fucking score. It just hits so damn hard and it just, oh, I just love it, man. Well, so. it's the only fucking song in the whole movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They, they, they kind of cheaped out with the, with the score. It was 86. They? <laughs> they were running out of money. So they well, like, to be honest, this we movie, only got enough to make one song. Reuse that feels Less, it feels way less cheap than it has any right to be. Like it, it doesn't feel I, cheap. It's like shot well and everything yeah, like that. Yeah. The thing that's funny about this movie is that like, yeah, it was supposed to be in what, like Colorado or something, but I think they filmed it in Italy. They actually. filmed yeah, it all in Italy. It's kind of crazy. So. But it's it's, it's really obvious too. That's that's actually my one of the things I wanted to say is that you know it's it's Ruggiero Diodato doing an American slasher. Yeah, that's all shot in Italy, and you can tell. It's kind of funny. And they use some it, Italian it actors too mixed with American, It does feel Amer- very American because our leads are all American and stuff, but um but they there is some Italian actors in here too. Friday 13th. Yeah. So, what are your guys' thoughts? You want to start on this one? Like I said, it's I was going into it expecting a, a mid-80s shitty low-budget slasher film. And you know it, that's what you got. Slasher. Yeah, but it's 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 it doesn't really look like a mid '80s low budget slasher film. I think it it, I think it, it shot well. Yeah. I think I kind of like the characters. I like the fat guy. I think he's fucking hilarious when you whoa, whoa, whoa. That you, really? You like the characters? Okay, I gotta oh, stop you there. You like the characters? What do you like? Like which characters do you like? <laughs> yeah, which which I don't know. I just think, like why do you like them? Because I just uh, think it's stupid humor. I like stupid oh, humor. It, it is like, definitely a sex comedy turned to a slasher, like a lot of those were. Oh my god! Yeah. The, the one real problem with the movie is, is it's kind of a mixed up like narrative where it's like a, it shows the flashback and like it starts off with like a kid witnessing a murder, mm-hmm. and then it does like jumps to normal times, and then it jumps to a flashback again and shows these other characters that were in a flashback scene get killed. I'm like, what is going on here? Why is yeah. this so fucking convoluted for what it is? Thank you. But besides that. I really don't have any problems with the movie. It's a very straightforward kind of like Italian wannabe American slasher. Has decent I kills. Use some kills though. That's yeah, well, it has weird dream sequence in here for some reason, which I thought was bummer. Like, See, yeah, the problem yeah. is with that's a good. That's a good scene. Yeah, it has a great drum scare. The mirror drum scare is fucking awesome. Yeah, all the bodies fall. That's like when you find in the Jason movies when somebody runs into the shack and finds like six dead bodies. You're like, oh, that's what I have in all. Apparently, there is like an Australian <laughs> uncut 
um, DVD of this or whatever, an uncut release. I've never seen this movie that's not uncut, so I'm always just I'm I'm used to this version of it. Apparently, I don't know if mine was uncut or not. The classic scene, you know, the scene where I the girl gets killed YouTube. in the um in the cabin with the uh, the mirror piece, which where the cover <laughs> comes from, her reflection on the mirror before she gets stabbed and stuff. Apparently, that's extended. Uh, the scene where the other girl gets the fucking the meat hook through the mouth or whatever, or that thing through the mouth. Like, apparently, that's yeah. more graphic in the uncut version. There's there's multiple cuts to this version, but I've never been able to find the uncut version. But I've read about it, and I'm like, this is fucking crazy because, and actually, oh, actually, the scene where the dude gets hacked up with the axe, you can tell in this version that it's completely it just cuts right off, right? It doesn't yeah. even really show him. Apparently, that's extended too and stuff. And I'm like, fuck, I would like to see this movie fully uncut to see you know, the kills, you know, the way they were meant to be and stuff. But well, how long was your runtime? Cause I, I mean, I watched a version. I have a couple versions of this movie. It, I, mine was a little bit short it, too. It's 83. Yeah. 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 It's, just, yeah. I even checked it cause I popped in Did my, you guys watch it on Tubi or no? Yeah. No, I, I watched it on Prime. Watching on Tubi. I, I actually, watched I watched it. my, I have um, a DVD of it actually. I watched my DVD of it also. And it's 83. And then I watched the down or I just checked the download that Jeremy had done for it. And it was the same length. And I checked a couple other sources and they were all the same length. And I'm like, where the fuck is this uncut longer version? I, I was surprised to see it on Tubi. Hey, there's a runtime that says 90 minutes. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I think that's wrong. It's, says on db i think that's actually wrong i don't think there's i think, it is too. I I think, think there's bullshit. only a couple minutes that are maybe give or take or whatever but dave's uh, dave's comment about it being a teen sex comedy turned to slasher is actually pretty accurate I mean, that, yeah. they're I mean, all they, like oh. that though and they're all like that but this one a little bit more especially yeah. when the dude runs in the house naked i'm like dude i'm surprised they showed that dude's dick in a, mm-hmm. this yeah. fucking kind of movie that's i mean it, it's it not like it bothers me it, it was just, just a little bit extreme for this movie you know what i mean yeah, made me laugh. If you like showing a dick in Friday Thirteenth Part Three, you'd be like, "Well, I'm surprised by that." This scene, th- this movie, just feels like a fucking a collection of fucking scenes, though, man. Because you got like these two yeah. kind of groups of friends and stuff, and that are kind of end up at this fucking campsite and shit like that. But I think what the the main problem I've always had with this movie is that you know, like when you watch slasher films, there's generally not a lot of um, character, you know, build up, you know, you don't get to know the characters a whole lot and stuff, but usually there is some character interactions and stuff besides in this film where they talk about, you know, giving head and shit like that. I think there's one scene with that and stuff, but in this, you really don't get to know the characters at all in this. It's just a, it's a collection of scenes where they're literally just like going, walking away from the camp and going, ending up in these certain situations, these compromising situations and stuff. And then you ask yourself when they're getting killed, who is that? Who is that? Who is that? Yeah, over I don't and really over and right. over. No, no, no. I know, but I, but sometimes I? I like to know them enough. Well, the main character. Oh, just I enough. No, I have just enough. I, I wish that they were decent. I don't remember. I don't care about them. I don't remember any of them. Yeah. Like, I, just I remember. like that in slasher films when you get to know them a little bit and then also when fucking Johnny or Rachel or fucking you uh, know, Bram Stoker fucking dies in the film, you're like, you know, it's like you, at least you have a you, kind of a connection to them. This one feels like it's nothing but disposable characters to the point where you really don't give a fly fuck about any of them it, it, like to the point when they're getting killed you're like who is that you know right, like, and i've seen this movie multiple times archetypes exist because it's fast and quick and lets do right away and this film just kind of sucks yeah <clears throat> mm-hmm. i mean on honestly for me like when it comes to slasher movies it's like when they're good they're good and when they're bad they're really bad and when they're mediocre they're still bad i think that, <laughs> like the, the the slasher genre is like the the american 
podunk poor boy version of a giallo and it it's when they're mediocre like this they're just mediocre and it's worse than it being so bad that it's good like at least with something like troll 2 it's so bizarre that it keeps you interested body count is just almost unwatchable because it's uninteresting no it's like, not unwatchable I'm, well and, no i, I mean no, it, has and good it looks tracking. good no it looks good the music's good but it's like it's so generic and i get to a point i i always get to a point in this movie and it's not even very far in where i go uh, like the first time after meeting david hess and i laugh and go oh that's david hess and then i go i don't i don't give a shit about any of this like the <laughs> the kills aren't that good it's just very generic I, I like David Hess, and I do like that they have the kill shed. And I mean, they keep going. Like, that's kind of a cool setup. They keep setup. going there, even though everybody's there's, disappearing. <laughs> you know, shit. Like, I'm just going to shower here just so they can squeeze in some nudity. Well, there's two because, different ones, right? There's actually an abandoned place, and there's, there's a actually two kill too. sheds, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I notice. But I mean, I do enjoy watching David Hess, and I do kind of like mm-hmm. that moment where um, they have the whole like fight with them, and they think he's dead, and like they throw him in a pile of shit. That's kind of a cool scene, mm-hmm. and then. <clears throat> I don't know. It is it is what it is, but really a lot of slashers rely on a couple things, the kills, the um the TNA, the location, how well it's made, the music. So I mean, it does have good music, it does have a good location, it's shot well. There's some nice tracking shots in there. Um in the fact the first 30 minutes of this movie, I was like, man, this is really good. I really like this. And then the second and third parts, I was like, this is really mediocre and I started yeah. to lose my attention. But mm-hmm. it's it's a bit better than average when you consider some average yeah. slashers like will See, put my ass to sleep. I just wish there was a better, I, I don't want to say, I guess mystery is probably the word, but you know, to, to where it's going, you know, to where the reveal it's is, pretty obvious, who the, who the killer it's is. But super, see, yeah, see the problem is with this movie is the very first, like, you know who the killer is right away because, I mean, they try to give you this angle of, okay, the, the backstory is with this campsite is that it's cursed by this shaman that laid down this curse and stuff. And now, and now this ghost of this shaman um, is walking around and killing people. Jesus. <laughs> shaman. Yeah, exactly. Shaman. Right. He got me same. The shaman, he's walking around this, these cursed areas. <laughs> he did it again. Well, we're calling and, him shaman. It's a difference. This is a shaman. This is not a shaman. Right, yeah. because a shaman... So can, the shaman is walking around the fucking forest. Ghost that, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can put yeah. traps down and catch the shaman. Yeah. But see, that's, shaman, that's one of the biggest... No, those are magical. That's the biggest problem with the movie is that, like, dude, so there's this legend in place where this it's apparently this ghost that's going around killing all these people, capturing their souls and stuff like that. But David Hess's character is setting out fucking booby traps, booty traps. And I'm just like, you're going to catch a fucking ghost with a booty trap? It's like, what the fuck? He's going to catch the, the shaman and then rape him. That's how you stop him. Right? So, <laughs> so right there, it doesn't even make any shaman. fucking sense. It doesn't even fucking make any sense. But to make things worse with the narrative is that we get into, like, so essentially we get these two groups of kids that show up at this campsite. Of course, David Hess is all pissed off. He's the owner of it. He's like, fuck off. But one of them happens to be his kid shows up. He's like, these are my friends, blah, blah, blah. See, the problem is, we get introduced to these characters very mildly. They start getting picked off one by one. But the problem is, is that the son disappears through the whole fucking movie. He's not even in it at all. It's like, dude, you know, right away that it has, like, this is ridiculous. They didn't even try to incorporate him into the narrative and and try to make it a mystery. Oh, maybe it isn't him or, you know, kind of swage your way either which way and stuff. See, you're wrong though, because at the very end, I think they're alluding to the fact that it's the shaman. Dude. Yeah. There's two. (laughs) 
it was dude no i'm not wrong because the son was actually doing the and they even they even tried to justify to her like well no he he was doing the killings because he saw who was doing it back in the day blah 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 yeah so the end of the movie is retarded because now they're alluding to the fact that the myth isn't actually a myth it's real right it's the shaman yeah. but the thing is the shaman looks awfully similar to the mask <laughs> yeah, I but don't it, understand what, what where the mask was and where it was, and I was like, "Is he? What's going on here?" And then there's a whole room with the jars of babies. Wasn't there a room of jars? Of, I can't remember everything. Okay. Oh my god. Wasn't there a room full of babies and shit? It just doesn't make any fucking sense, man. So this kid saw obviously Ben was the kid, whatever, and he saw some killings, and you know he decided to go and do this shit. What the fuck was his motive? I don't know. And then what was the weird motive later on when they Wait, wasn't the his couple? mom fucking the sheriff? Yeah. yeah. Also, why now? So, like, it's not a motive for killing everybody military. at the campsite, though. Fuck. Because he's, yeah. he's got post-traumatic stress disorder. Yeah, yeah. Didn't you see <laughs> yes, that? I guess. I guess if you want to do that, but I just he I love the fact the that they tried to play it off like, oh, so this son did this shit, but oh no, the myth is actually real. Here's our real fucking shaman. shaman. You know, it's like No, but but Charles Napier's pretty good in it, right, guys? Dude. He's good. <laughs> Dude, yeah, I actually, I've always had this weird theory that, you know, the, the shaman, <laughs> the fucking shaman at the end who kills fucking Hess is, um, is actually fucking Ivan, uh, uh Rosimov. He's the fuck. He was the, actually the one doing it the whole entire the time. Sheriff? He's in the movie three seconds. He doesn't do anything. Like, well, that, why that's why I'm to, saying I feel because like half this movie got cut. I feel like there's a bunch of missing shit or they shot half of it and then didn't complete it. Cause they have this weird scene with John Striner in a flashback or, or in the past where he's sitting in there at a gym as a, the gym teacher and they're playing basketball right. and a couple argues and then like yeah. later it's like remember when that couple disappeared i certainly do and then it's it just, yeah, that's why that's why i think it, it was ivan Rashimov who was doing the kill or who was the killer at the end who kills david hess because he wasn't in the movie much like the son ben who was actually doing all the fucking teen killings right it makes the exact same sense. i think it was john striner because he wasn't in the movie much right i think I, it was a real shaman <laughs> I, I think that they were just totally trying to copy Friday the 13th, where it was like Dude, you have you the reveal in Friday the 13th that it's the mom, and then and there's a twist at the end where it's like supernatural, and Jason really is like a zombie kid in the lake. Like they tried, it's like the, you well, can we didn't see find where they no were boy. Thinking. You know what the problem no, is? No, totally. It's like but they're like, oh, the twist at the end has to be, oh, is there a real shaman out there? Right. Like, we well, there was never a shaman. Is. Shaman, period. It's, it was it's a, a shaman. shaman. I refuse to say shaman. <laughs> it it was a shaman. Listen, listen, if you dude, keep I saying mean, shaman, that shaman's going to get your ass. The I reason that this, think about it. If you ever had to, if you, you know how people be like, no, it's just a big fuck you to the, to the viewer. Totally. Man. It's like, you know, they this just, Ben killed, he was like doing all this crazy shit, but there actually re- was a real shaman. No, no, no. <laughs> if, if you ever have to do like a top five favorite shaman horror movies, like, you know where you're going to go. <laughs> Fucking you know what I mean? like, hey, it's already laid no, out for you. Like, you know what's like, stuck in my fucking head? Body count number one, for sure. Body count number two. And then some other movie you never heard of, like Dark Power, number three. But what the fuck is a... Uh, I can't for some reason. It's stuck in my head every time he says Shaman. What's in a uh, Half-Baked? What was his name? Shaman. Um, the, was it? No. Who? Sam, what was the drug dealer's name? What was Clarence Williams' third's name Sam's- in that? Samson, oh when he fucks it up, he's like, Samson, say it, or whatever. Oh, Samson. He's act Jamaican. Then I, I feel like he's saying Shaman. <laughs> he's like, Shaman Samson, or some shit like that, and that's stuck <laughs> in my head. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't have much to say about this movie. I'm talking about Half Baked, if you haven't noticed. I mean, honestly, I mean, I watch slasher films not for all the nitpicks that we do and narrative wise and in characters. I mean, honestly, I do like to get to know the characters a little bit. This one, it just feels like they put no effort into any of the characters. It, it, it got to the, it literally got to the point where you're like, who is this? Who's like every single fucking moment? I've already said this, but it's yeah, true. But you literally have no shirt, idea. So people don't yeah. care. And like they put themselves in these positions, like even more ridiculous than your your average American slasher too. It's like ridiculous, but you know, honestly, I would like to see the uncut versions because some of the kills are memorable. Like the mirror kill is actually really cool. Yeah, I mean, that's great. where that cover has been mimicked to death with that, you know, that reflection on the on the mirror right. knife and shit coming down. Like that's a really cool kill. And like obviously, the one through the mouth is really cool. And there's some other ones that aren't bad. You know, a fully uncut of this, I think, would kind of make it a little bit of a better of a watch. I'm a huge music person. The music sticks out big time. You guys obviously know that. Um, I think that's really cool. I think the locations are good. I think there's a lot of good elements to this. I think there's it's it's an Italian filmmaker, Ruggiero Diodato, making an American slasher in an Italian way with, you know, how Italian um, narratives can be kind of muffled at times. And I think he did that and just didn't come off well when you're watching an American type slasher. It just kind of showed. Um, but I think this and- movie could have been great had you had more development in, with the characters or it even like slightly just even I having feel like uniqueness of characters. They started with too many characters and like they just didn't know what to fucking do with them. It's like, okay, right. we've got four or five here and you've got like six over <clears> here and stuff. And it's like, the, even the scenes where they're going back and forth to the characters, like, okay, that guy's friends with who? Which group of friends am I in? Like, this is, it's just a, right. it's yeah, a really, really strange thing. Because it's too convoluted. I did exactly. like the mountain scene. The mountain scene was cool when the dude yeah. fell on the mountain. They should have yeah. been more of that because it, yeah. it reminded me of the scene like in The Prey. Um, and, which and is there, a great movie, but that scene is really great in that. Right, the, right, the, right. I do the, like the prey though. The camp I is the like prey. so yeah. cool, and it's a good location that you almost feel like it was wasted a little bit because of like the no, like the characters are so weak, and and you don't get much time to like, you know, what like Friday the Thirteenth. When you think about like why that works as a camp slasher and stuff like that, like yeah, the killer's cool and stuff like that. But I mean, it's fun watching the characters interact before they die. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Right. And especially uh, in what, like part two and four. But there's, a, and, there's uh, one, there's, there's literally one scene where that one group that shows up in the motorhome are talking and they're basically just making jokes about giving head and stuff like that. And then it pan, <laughs> the camera pans over. And I love this scene because it goes back to like, just basically exploiting women in films and like this girl is literally with her shirt off with the door of the motorhome open like why was she doing that right. like she's got her shirt on like it's this ridiculous shit like that you're like i don't mind seeing the titties but at the same time it's like why the fuck would you be standing there at nighttime with no slasher. shirt on with <laughs> so fucking that's, stupid. Slasher. that's all that's all it's so know. dumb it's absolutely so ridiculous but i mean the point was is that the that's really the only character conversation that we really have in the whole film it's, yeah. it's really bizarre it's really, really these bizarre. kids aren't worried at all either i know it's a nitpick but like literally the, their friends are disappearing dudes in a fucking hospital ready to die and they they're go like down dancing the yeah they'll <laughs> dance and, shit, and then they're like oh stick around kids i might need to ask you some questions like yeah no problem we're gonna party while our friends in the hospital dying and other people are disappearing in every fucking stretch of the way and then we're gonna make it's like really not fucking, i, feel like I mean it's wasted. worse than usual I feel like they wasted David Hess's character because we have this fucking obviously this deteriorating fucking marriage between what? David Hess and, and Mimsy. Yeah, right. And Mimsy Farmer. And, you know, obviously the shit goes down with Mimsy where she fucking like, you know, knocks him over the head and all that shit kind of goes down and stuff. But I feel like with David Hess's character, like he was very paranoid about this, this shaman. And, um, <laughs> you know, he's trying to catch this shit with booby traps. And I want to ca- question booby JP trap. on that because I know that fucking JP doesn't like the booty traps. Uh, in movies and stuff like that, how do you feel about the the booty traps? 
I mean, and, if and you're yes, I'm saying booty. Shaman, how else would you do it? You got to use a booty trap. Legend right there. You don't that's, use a booty trap. Like use a booty a silver trap. Silver bullet for a werewolf. Right. Yeah. 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 Shaman, shaman, shaman is like a fucking. Yeah. It's like Home Alone. But like you shoot a zombie in the head. You fucking catch a shaman with a bear trap. The whole idea is so ridiculous. This guy believes that he's trying to catch a fucking shaman with a fucking booty with a booty trap. Well, it's how supposed would you to be a ghost? A <laughs> Not with a booty trap. I would just move. It's like the only way to catch one, though. Like you I know, mean, is a shaman? Is it even bothering anyone? Like, what has it done in the last twenty years? No, right. it, was fi- it, it was fifteen years. One was couple, 15 years. fifteen years ago. Two and couples, nothing. we think. You know what actually we, makes me laugh? One. You know what makes me laugh about this movie? Like, actually, one of the best kills is actually a ripoff from, like, Bay of Blood and fucking, you know, Friday 13th. The, the, the knife through the fucking the yeah, bed the and the lock. chest and shit. Uh, oh. <laughs> that scene right there is a flashback scene and that's one of the better kills. It's funny that they didn't cut that, though, because that was actually pretty decent. But Like I said, I still don't know why Ivan Rasimov and fucking John Steiner are in this movie. They're in it for 30 seconds. Like, I, I, it, names. it had to be shot somewhere. It had to be names. shot in a day. And they're Definitely only names. scenes together, too, aren't they? Nope. Actually, um, at the end where Charles Napier explains all the shit, the, Ivan's gone. He, he's not even yeah. around in that scene. Yeah, but it's I mean, really him and John Steiner are in the scene where they're looking at the river talking. Oh, and oh yeah, And all yeah. the mist comes in. And then, and then he's in, like, one other scene. It's just like, what? why is this? Mm-hmm. When did Ivan Rasimov die? He died like probably like five years ago, didn't he, or a couple years ago? A few years he ago. He might yeah. still be alive. I don't uh, know. No, he died in 2003. What? Damn, dude. He, he died. died. A long time ago. Ivan Rasimov, he died in... Um, I know God, fucking John Charles Steiner's Napier died. Charles Napier died a few years ago, too, I think. Yeah. I remember. Yeah, 2011. I actually remember when he died. They're all dead. Let's just say they're all dead. <laughs> no. Everybody's dead. We're, we're dead. This podcast is dead. This movie yep. is dead. The shaman is not dead, though. <laughs> the shaman Sorry. doesn't die, the, the man. The shaman lives on. Right. The shaman does. I always feel like the, the fucking hottest chick in the movie dies like she's like one of the first kills in the movie. I'm like, are you fucking serious, man? She makes some dumb decisions. Of course, you're going to go run it. And that scene always bugs me, too. It's like typical fucking, you know, American slasher type shit, man. Chick runs into a fucking building evading this killer and stuff. And then she stops to pick up a like a little doll. And she's just like, oh, my God, what's this? But then it leads into a pretty cool kill. So. Oh, it's Ivan really, Rasmov really... had the worst dubbing ever. Who the fuck dubbed him in this? Oh, the whole movie has awful dubbing. So bad. Like the scene after <laughs> There's the, worse. The, couple, There's worse. the first couple, like 15 years ago or whatever, is done having sex, and the guy is like, wow, it was amazing. Totally awesome. That was great. Even we bothered to try. <laughs> Let's to go back that. for a milkshake. Dude, I totally feel like that scene going back to the scene where the fucking fat dude gets dubbed into fucking, you know, ended up in the house all naked and shit. I feel like that's what what would happen to Jeremy, though, man. Made me laugh. Dude, like, you totally get played by that chick and fucking end up buck What's that? Uh, long, long haired, curly haired, blonde girl. She's definitely the hottest. I actually had that. I think I wrote that down in my phone, too, to remember. I was like, who is that? She's Look at gorgeous. this guy taking notes. More prepared. No, I, th- I think the fucking... I don't know, man. I, but that's just me. Honestly, dude, blondes don't really stick up to me. I I like brunettes. I think that chick that I do, too. But, man, she's fucking gorgeous. What's her name? Cynthia Thompson. I'm looking there's it a, up There's right a couple now. decent ones in this, man, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, she's really pretty. But this yeah. is definitely one of those movies I would love to see uncut in a great transfer and stuff and just kind of judge it by there. Because I know this shit's cut to hell. 
And, you know, sometimes those extended kills and shit make a big difference. I know it's not going to change the narrative. I bet we get an announcement <laughs> within like a year. Dude, I would agree. You it's do realize come. Vinegar Syndrome is putting this out in February because we're going to drop this podcast <laughs> next week. <laughs> oh, yeah. Duh. Forgot right. about that. You know, it's just the way it goes. Um, did we talk anybody talk about anybody old? Because if we did, they're probably going to die, too. So that sucks. Um, yeah, they're old. Is <laughs> Farmer dead yet? Oh, no. We're Gero Diodato. We're talking about somebody old right now. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh, Giovanni Lombardo Radice. Stop oh, it. If f- any of these people die, I'm going to be very upset. Dude, Ruggiero Diodato is actually getting pretty fucking If one old, of them dies, honest. I'm not doing the Twilight episode. Dude, <laughs> Diodato was born in 39, dude. He's fucking oh, 81. He's old. No, he's 91. Oh, fuck. 67. No, no 81. Not. I'm doing oh, 81. 81. Jesus Christ. 81. Well, 81's. Yeah. How old's the shaman? 81's a new 55. <laughs> the Shaman? Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's ageless. Oh, I'm, man. I'm done. I don't have anything to say about it. <laughs> I mean, I don't hate this, but I don't have Simonetti, man. This that's, fucking that's score. That's the problem. That's the problem with this movie is I don't, I don't even hate it. I, I don't, don't hate it. it. So, And that's the worst thing about it. That's like the worst thing you can be is just... Uh, middle of the road i mean it's it's okay better than middle of the road reguero diodato is like a great filmmaker you can certainly see why he wanted to make this movie he can competently shoot a movie there's decent enough kills but still at the end of the day it's like eh, the script's not very good well eh, it was all right and you know that's the worst thing you can be you know what the worst thing about this movie could have been is the fact that it's called body count. If it had only like three or four kills, it would be fucking <laughs> terrible. But it does have 13 total kills, given Jeez. that, you know, Hess is one of them and there's a couple flashback kills and there's actually a kill in the beginning. So it is kind of disappointing in the fact that there's a lot of characters, you know? Um, I don't they know. They should have called it Shaman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Shaman. Right. right. Yeah. There's a lot of people that actually survived this film. Go figure. But, uh, yeah. I don't know, man. You know, it's not a great movie by any of the stretch, but I kind of enjoy it because, again, the Simonetti fucking score keeps me in it, dude. I don't even like slashers. I just think it's stupid. See, I'm I'm partial. I feel like I'm kind of biased when it comes to slashers a little bit because I love slashers. I know really none of them are the greatest movies ever made. It doesn't matter to me. I don't care about that. It comes down to entertainment. And I'm oddly entertained by this shit for some odd reason, even though it's just like, to me, this is like, not a great slasher by any means but <laughs> i'm entertained by it though it, it kind of i think it's the absurdity of it is that it's ridiculous like this whole the whole shaman thing is like shaman. all right dude it's fucking stupid now you said it a the million shaman. times um it's just i don't know man it's just so damn predictable fuck I mean, be quiet. like what sometimes I, deal, I i get offended by the predictability in slasher films, it kind of ruins it for me a little bit. Cause I like that. I like that mystery. It's like when you're watching a giallo, if it was predictable, would it be, would it be good to you? Probably not. Because I I think the whole point of watching a giallo is to find out the fucking mystery, to find out the end, to be surprised by it and shit like that. Yeah. But you're really going to be surprised with this script. Did you really expect that? Well, no, I'm saying, I'm just saying it could have been better. I didn't know if I was going to be surprised. Yeah, it could have been. It could have been better if they had have incorporated Ben into the script a little bit instead of introducing him, letting him fucking show up at the end. You know, it's him. You know, it's not a fucking ghost killer. From the first time he shows up, you know, it's him. Yeah, but sometimes that can make it better. Like if it's like obviously the killer, it just becomes 
becomes kind of funny. Like you don't some, need uh, a twist at the end of a slasher to make it good. Blood rage. Is I'm not saying you Blood don't. Blood rage. You know. Blood but rage. Certain, you know. But in this st- movie would have exactly. been exactly been better though it needed something and no because they set it up as a mystery the problem is it's with just, this they set it up as a mystery script but. yeah well looking at it, i pulled up the imdb page because i was curious and it looks like it had five six different writers so yeah. it yeah. looks like it, the screenplay just got passed around nobody knew what to do with it it went from dardano sacchetti oh he's good just, he's the just best. down just down the list though dardano well even in blood rage Tomaso. Dave, like, I mean, there is still kind of a fucking twist there, man, because there's like fucking twins and shit. And well, we know. I, I mean, right? There's, there's no twist in that movie, except I mean, it, you don't need a twist to make a slasher good. No, no, no. But I'm not saying. Is, I'm not saying this you just do. Needed good characters. This is. I'm, I'm not saying you need a twist at all, but it, it's nice every once in a while, you know, to find. Oh shit, that that's crazy. Well, but this movie, <laughs> I guess you're right, because this movie was based on the twist. Like they were like, we're gonna have exactly. a twist. So then that it sucks that the twist isn't very good. Yeah, you're right, because a movie that helped. relies on a twist. That sucks is not very good. So exactly, exactly. It yeah. like it, when I'm watching when I'm watching a Friday the Thirteenth slasher film, I'm like, there's no there's no mystery who the fucking killer is, but it's entertaining as fuck. Unless it's but part it, five. Have you seen part five? Other, <laughs> well, you know what I mean. Stuff. That the whole movie's a fucking. Well, actually, movie. part one, part two, and part five. Well, yeah. part one definitely is a. I mean, it's it's stupid because yeah. anybody <laughs> could have been the killer in that one. I'm but sorry for care. the Friday the Thirteenth fans out there, but that movie has the care, stupidest though. twist in the history of fucking slashers. Oh, stupid! I mean, relax. But it, it it definitely like helps the movie and yeah, future and, Hall of Famer Friday. 13th. But you know, you you guys know what I'm saying, though, right? Yeah, There's, yeah, for sure. Like you need something in your yeah. in, in your slasher movie, and this one has kind of good gore, but not the best. It it doesn't have characters, so it's like a twist could have at least like set it apart could have helped it out but it didn't even have that i would like to see more of like the comedic relief you know the 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 chubbier dude with the raiders uh shirt on and stuff like that guy <laughs> that, seemed like he was an all right laugh. character but we didn't get to they didn't get to introduce him or exploit him a little bit more and, and be the goof he actually was and stuff and it's just it's shit like that that annoys me it's like he sh- they finally put him into the picture and you know like this is kind of by the numbers you know like every time a character has more than three or four seconds screen time you know they're dying next Right, it's just the way it's set up, right? And it's just like, oh my god, dude! Oh, he's on screen. Oh, he's dying next, and he does. He goes in there and he gets fucking killed by one of the booty traps. That is true. Like they're like, hey, we got a guy on screen. We haven't given him any screen time. Let's give him two minutes, so then you know he's gonna die. It's kind of like a Star Trek character. Let's go, and then they add this guy, and he starts (laughs) talking a lot. You're like, I've never seen him before. Oh, and then he's dead. It's textbook disposable (laughs) characters, right? You know, let's let's give him like another minute here, and then oh, he's dead. It's like fuck, man. Come on. Yeah, his, his Raiders jacket made me laugh too right 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 so well like, I, it made me laugh and remember that character because my wife is a huge raiders fan oh and now no. oh yeah she's like a massive <laughs> like she lives and dies the raiders right like oh, every no. fucking sunday's raiders in my house and and now they're in vegas and she's like ah oh, fuck this is so confusing to me <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I, I have it written down that i love the iron maiden comment around the fire but i don't remember it they're talking about like what the favorite band is and he said iron Ma- i love iron maiden oh you know what they throw that, devil horns or something thank you for bringing that up because that was to, yeah. you know to fully americanize the slasher right yeah to fully americanize you got a very memorable that. movie i take it right yeah <laughs> there's lots of memorable shit <laughs> even though it's so bad it's kind of funny i guess it i don't worked, think right? it's that bad i think it's very average i enjoyed it but no i actually dig this man i i think that if it didn't have the Sim- simonetti fucking amazing score i think it would be probably some notches down for me, but it's memorable. 
I just don't have much to say about it. I, I'm I'm drained out on it. Yeah. I feel like we've said more than it deserves. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and one thing I've always kind of annoyed, like, I know JP and Jeremy can probably, you know, vouch for me on this, man. But I always say, like, if the if one of the best scenes in the film is in a fucking dream sequence, your movie sucks mm-hmm. fucking cock. And there, there's a fucking dream sequence in this movie involving, I think it's the the mom. Yeah, I think it's the mom. Is it Mimsy Farmer? I, she's dreaming and where her son goes into the motorhome and sees that fucking the severed leg, leg yeah, and shit there. Yeah. I love that scene. It's, it's so ridiculous. But then it's she wakes great. up and goes and checks on him and stuff like that. But it's like, dude, it's a fucking dream sequence. Fuck off. Movie movie doesn't really have focus on a main character either. It just kind of jumps around. It doesn't have it any. Wants. The main character is your fucking killer which is yeah, not even it's like only, only sometimes right the, the dirt bike guy i guess he's the hero of the movie because yeah. he survives yeah, who's yeah, the yeah. Main, i don't know who the character is here it's B- weird. but a, but a couple people survive so it's like yeah. i mean motorcycle guy i guess <laughs> you know motorcycle oh, guy. Uh, that, that motorcycle gag was definitely after like kills have eyes too they're like motor bikes are cool right let's get him on some dirt bikes man right right that's like fucking where i live man everybody around here owns those fucking bikes it's just Hillbilly shit, dude. I feel like they were big in '84 uh, to '86. Dude, no, everybody, everybody, uh, everybody was, I grew was. up with had one. I had yeah, but one. you grew up in the Boondocks, though, too, right? So. Well, they had like a four wheeler. People really. had four wheelers. <laughs> no, I'm just fucking. It's just, I, I grew up in a small fucking northern city, so everyone has shit like that. So if you're not, if you don't have a four wheeler and shit, it's like or a dirt bike. Are you even cool. a human, right? I mean, I, yeah. I have a quad now. But I, I used to have a dirt bike. I've never owned it either because I didn't. I, never I love it. I love dirt bikes. Quads, I'm not. Uh, Quads, I love. Actually, Aaron, my the, my wife's parents have, have a couple. And I love those things. They're fucking. They're fun to sell. But they also, li- they, the they also live on a fucking lake though too, right? So easy access for using them. <clears throat> Anyways, um, who who we start? With? Uh, we went to. I guess we're on to Jeremy. Jeremy. Jeremy starts. Yeah, I didn't mind this one too much. I thought it was entertaining for what it was. I'm shocked. Not that horribly made. Uh, has some good jump scares. And, you know, you guys hated the characters. I thought they were fine. I mean, they're stupid, but uh, maybe I like 80s sex comedies more than you. But I give it a six. I thought it was fine. Wow. Dude, I have one of the hugest sex comedy collections probably of any of us, man. It's like I love sex comedies, too. I, I don't really see this one as being. I mean, I guess it has its moments and stuff, but it's not like full out, just like humping sure. in fucking it's tents like and motorhomes. I mean, there's a little bit of sex. I mean, this one honestly isn't as sleazy as you think it could be. A lot of characters for. Yeah. Calvin. Uh, you know, this is not the worst movie. It's not the worst Ruggiero Diodato movie. Um, it, the, the, the problem that I have with it is it's just kind of forgettable. It does everything pretty competently. Ruggiero Diodato is good. Um, the gore is pretty good. Its biggest problem is that it's just blah. And I just have a hard time finding things to, to say about it, even things uh, that I want to make fun of about it. Um you know, it's got some cool shots. I love the shot at the end where uh, Charles Napier shows up with his shotgun and, and kills uh, the the shaman. Um, he's, like, backlit with the fog. It's really cool. But, um, it, you know, I'll go on with my life and, and forget about this movie. And I think that that's the worst thing about it. I think the director is better than that. 
the original writer is better than that. So, uh, uh, yeah, unfortunately, uh, I got to give it a four out of ten. It's just below average. Like I said, when when slasher movies are even middle of the road, I I tend to think that they're not not super interesting. So four. Cool, cool. Um, I enjoy certain aspects of this. <clears throat> I wish uh, they had of not underutilized David Hess's character in this. I think that the narrative is so muddled. Characters are so forgettable. That's honestly the biggest issue with me, man. Is like, I hate watching movies and being like, who the fuck is this? Who the fuck is that? It's like, dude, it, it just honestly drives me. I find myself trying to figure out who these people are. And then by the time I figure out who that person was, the next person's dead. I'm like, Jesus Christ. I'm like three steps behind, man. It's like a Def Leppard song up in this motherfucker. And I don't know, man. I just... It gets a little bit irritating at times, but this one does have a lot of good moments, though, man, or a lot of good things, though, man. Like I said, score, location are great, man. It does have some decent casting, um, but man, dude, th- this one could be just a, a whole lot better. Is this one of the worst slasher films I've ever seen? Fuck no, no. I've seen fucking slasher films ten times fucking worse than this, man. Um, again, I would love to see this one fully uncut, different transfer. I think that's going to change a lot of opinions on this, but I do have fun with this. You know, at the end of the day, I do have fun with it. And, um, you know, it's silly for what it is. It's got a lot of fucking, even though we don't get to know these characters, there's a lot of fucking dumbass characters in this, man. Everyone needs to run to the death house, right? It's ridiculous. Your best scene is a fucking dream sequence is a dream <laughs> sequence what the fuck there's so much noise in the background not me what is that anyways um I'm not even moving so it's not me i know there's something yeah. like, it's just cranked in my ears right now uh you know what i like i said before you know it's it's an italian director doing a slasher film italian style it's kind of a forget kind of forgivable a little bit i think some of the characters are definitely wasted that's not me. I just muted my mic to check. It's <laughs> not, not me. Why is it every time I'm talking? Anyways. It sounds like a washer or something. It does. It sounds like we're it's reviewing the washing machine. Right I, I can't hear anything. So maybe it's me. Here, let me mute my mic. Yeah. It's good I'm now. not hearing anything <laughs> yep. anymore. So. Turn it back on. Um, it's, it's an absurd film a little bit i'm gonna come on at a six out of ten i'm right there with jeremy on it i do enjoy this movie for what it is but i it just i feel like it could be like a whole lot better it's kind of a shame but all right uh i am a slasher fan obviously it's my favorite subgenre. so uh even the lesser tolerable slashers i usually still like but i don't think this is bottom tier slasher at all no i don't think i think so. this is like not you know first tier obviously or second tier maybe even not even third tier but right under that but it's it's nowhere near as bad as i've seen i mean have you any y'all seen like 10 killer was it terror 10 killer no i'm uh, not watching that that, that is oof, terror ten, oh dude that shit is horrible it's yeah terrible. exactly this ain't that no. um and and you know one of my favorite things about slasher is like if i had a big encyclopedia of slasher films uh ones that stand out to me are like ones that i just are something have something memorable so like to me i'd be like oh that's the one with the shaman you know what i mean and that alone makes it kind of stand out in my memory of slasher films 
oh, we did the joke already. Yeah, I was totally making, thank you. I was making fun of Jeremy. Yeah. Fucking loser. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for Uh, telling me something we don't already know, JP. I'm just saying, uh, I'm just saying, being a miserable prick all the time doesn't do any favors. And and listeners are like, why is Jeremy so miserable prick all the time? They also don't know it's like 110. Jeremy also has the earliest time. What time is it for Jeremy? I, I'm the late. It's twelve ten. Twelve ten for him. It's twelve ten. <clears throat> Are we um, in a convenience uh, story now? I mean, no matter how much I could, <laughs> no matter how much I could explain it to you, it doesn't. It doesn't matter, dude. When we start at fucking when we, when it's eight o'clock, you act like this. Don't tell me. Know, I've been no podcasting with energetic for, like, for hours. <laughs> By the end, oh. I'm fucking party. You don't even say anything half the time. You Is that there. the slushy machine in the background? <laughs> hey, I'll take I'll take a fucking uh, lemon icy over I tried over there, to man. fucking talk a million times during this episode, you fucking dickhead, and all you do is just keep on talking to me. You didn't even hear me, me? earlier I didn't even you talk about that much. You said, oh, I was Severin sent me fucking screeners. I was talking about that earlier, and you fucking just that kept wasn't on even talking on the show. Oh, my God, Dave, we're yes, talking, and these two are arguing. Is somebody preparing a four-course meal right now? Why? Why are you so mad, though, guy? Because all you do, you say I sit here half the time and don't say anything. How many times do we have to fucking go over this? Well, how many times do you have to tell us that we already did a joke or something? I told you to say it fucking one time. No, you say it all the time. Hey, we'd hear him get robbed now if something gets, like, shot. What's going on? There's so much going on right now. There's so so much going on here. It's ridiculous, man. Me and Dave are having a total laugh as these guys are arguing. (laughs) 7-Eleven. Apparently, we're we're recording the 7-Eleven right now. Yo, he gets annoyed. Can you mute your mic for a minute just to see what happens? He gets annoyed that we're... that we say the same shit over again. I get annoyed that he tells us we say the same shit over again. I over think over. it's your mic, it's Calvin. The same so. thing. What the fuck happened to my mic then? It's clearly it's, Calvin's mic. It's it's, it's my way. mic? Yeah. What's hey, it? Hey, no real so talk. Are you in a convenience store? <laughs> no. Dude, I swear you. <laughs> you make it slushies? What you is got it a slushy sound? machine? It stop. Yeah, dude. No, I'm I'm sitting in the middle oh, of a no. It's, it's like when you walk away from the mic. Yeah, it's weird. No. Sure you didn't put it in the microwave or something? Is that what it sounded like? <laughs> yeah. You could hear it a little bit right now. Anyway, it's the end of the show. Let me get my See, ready. see, it's it's the fucking the ghost left David's yeah. house. He's, He's a host, okay? Some... I wish the fucker would haunt Jeremy instead. Um, so yeah, uh, I did. I, I I dug it enough to where I'm like, this isn't crap. So I'm also at a six out of ten. Who's next, me or me? You, yeah, you're, you're last. last. Yep. Yeah. Um, same six out of ten. It, it's a little above average slasher. I enjoyed it. Good locations. Um, some decent kills, I guess. You know, I like it. I would watch it again on Blu-ray. It'd probably go. I love it. Yeah, for sure. It's short, which is I always... like David Hess. I'll watch anything David Hess. You know. Yeah, yeah short right, always right. helps. Music's great, so I'm good. Cool, man. Cool. All right. So that is going to do it for body count from 1986 and also episode 198. The end of Italian Horror Month 6. 
It right, is. right. Italian Horror Month six. Volume 6, man. Six of them already. That's crazy, man. So, And uh, we want to thank you, Calvin, for coming on the show. You were excellent. You were really, oh, yeah. really good. Except man. for the mic part at the end. That <laughs> hey, I, at least I'm not the only one. Yeah, dude. Uh, thank that you. That is so true. Much for Dave, me. Dave, you you should know. He had the scary mic. Yeah. Dude, that what the fuck is mic. with the it's so weird the mic fucking I'm I've never those are sounds I've never heard on the show before ever. It's and, really, uh, really bizarre. about it because I gotta go to sleep right after. <laughs> and uh right. next week is Christmas listeners choice and we have we can announce the winner of the Patreon poll when third place with six Which votes. Means nothing because we're not reviewing it. <laughs> we have Black Christmas too. 2019. Oh my god, I cannot believe that I got that many votes. Are you that fucking kidding me? That was third place? place? In second place, with seven votes, we have Calfair. Now, in- now, he's saying seven votes, and it sounds like, wow, nobody fucking voted. But, like, it's because all ten picks were, like, heavily yeah. spread out. And in first place, the third and final pick for this year's listener's choice is, with eight votes, we have the children. So this year's listener's choice will be Deadly Games. And then we have Santa's Sleigh with Mr. Bill Goldberg. And then finally, we have The Children. So it's going to be a good time. That's not bad. Wow. Wow. Those are three films that I actually really dig. So Yeah. And, wow. Crazy. Yeah, I like uh, – do we have a guest on that show or is it just us? The Children's excellent, man. Uh, we have no hey, guests. Hey, I, I, in Elf, fact, Elves came in fourth with five votes. We have wow. no guests. I'm getting closer and closer. Next year is going to be my year. We actually have I no guests. I don't know why people don't want Elves. Like, it has Nazis. It has incestual craziness. Dude, it has Elves. It has because it doesn't uh, have a fucking Jane? Blu-ray. That's why. It's it going to hurt to people. Grizzly man. And he's smoking man? cigarettes the whole entire fucking movie. It's great. Right, yeah. right, right. Indoors. There, I would have been happy with Calvair too, but to be fair, I don't really feel like that one has much Christmas vibe to it. At least we didn't get Black Christmas 2019. Yeah, it's just set during the the time. Yeah, yeah. I would have watched Black Christmas happily. I have it. I didn't watch it. Uh, you, have the, you bought I the would remake. Love to hear what you had to say about it. Was it was only ten bucks. Yeah. I mean, I was gonna pick it up too because I'm a completist. But I'm still I, trying I like to give away my last like remake. The What's the worst <laughs> that could happen? Uh, What's dude, the worst that could happen? It's what? like one of it's the worst. Well, you could Christmas. you could turn into a feminist. That's yeah, the worst yeah. that could happen. Literally, oh, that stuff like, doesn't really bother me though. No, I'm just no, fucking no, no, joking. Is it really? I, I, I did. Just, dude, it is the most like full of itself movie I've ever seen in my life. Ooh, and is it like 150 percent like feminist bullshit? Yes. Oh my god, man! Like it is. Every single male in the film. See, there's a, a way to do that when you don't go 150% into it, right? Like, Miss 45 is the best, and all she does is kill men, and I love it. Dude, this Miss is... 45 is my favorite rape revenge. I love that it. That awesome. and Thriller. That and Thriller, man. Oh, dude. Oh, Thriller's great, too. Mm-hmm. And all she does is kill fucking men. I mean, I, I don't mind watching a bunch of men get killed. Half the movies I watch, it's just men getting killed. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, either way, Black Christmas would be a blind, uh, uh, a franchise roundup one anyway. So yeah. I'm sure we'll get to it eventually. Right, right. Because we did the other two. All right. right so, well, I, we Let should me probably. Ask you guys, this. Are okay. you guys going to start watching Christmas movies now that November's over? Apparently, I haven't been looking at it? my. my um, 
my letterbox because I've been watching Christmas movies for a lot. Well, we set up Christmas in the mid November, so <laughs> you've already been watching. <laughs> I've I've watched quite a few. I actually I re I upgraded my um my bad Santa movies, so I checked out those again. They're fucking pure hilarity. Hilarious. I love, I love both Santa. of them. I love Bad Santa one and two. They're both so fucking funny. Your name is Thurman even my Norman. wife who she laughs at shit, but she never laughs out loud. Was pissing herself in these. She's like, these are so ridiculous. Man, Dude, I love so- the part where he's half sleeping and she's like, "You want me to fix you some sandwiches?" Like, I don't know, goddamn. Yeah. What is it with you and those fucking sandwiches? What is you with fixing sandwiches? Dude, what? This movie sounds stupid as fuck. Dude, 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 you've you've never seen seen Bad Santa? Santa? Oh my god. I don't watch dumb shit. Dude, Dude, it's Billy Bob Thornton, man. 2000 to 2005. Dude, you're a fucking idiot. If you think Bad Santa's fucking sounds... Dude, they're amazing. Dude, you have Billy Billy Bob Thornton being a dick. It's great. I don't trust Jeremy's judge of comedy because he told me to watch Blockers. Dude, I'm telling you, they're a fucking hilarious. They are so rude and crude. You motherfucking piece of shit. Fucking boots like it too, so don't give me that fucking bullshit. Dude, they are so rude and crude, and the part two is ridiculous. Got Kathy Bates. Kathy Bates plays his father. Fuck her, bitch. Plays her plays his mother and she is so fucking crude and rude it's amazing moose what did you get fucking blockers <laughs> oh my a god seven Locker. and a half so fuck you jp fucking Dude, i don't know what blockers Santa w- is it's, it's some movie with john he's trying to get me to watch a john cena movie oh i'm gonna Dude, blockers kill is fucking funny man it's got some funny ass shit in it Pretty i like hubie halloween so i'm not gonna say anything about oh anything. my god really See, i did too well honestly dude so we set so up I'm we old, set up man. halloween and or set up we set up christmas but we like always watch we always watch uh, Na- christmas vacation man we always watch that shit so we went we must have set up on the 21st because i logged it on the 21st so that's christmas when we did have vacation is a goat christmas well, it's, it's, it's a staple way. in our house it's our staple and then i we Jingle. finished I off the night with watching bad santa one and two and then I had a weird night. I had a really fucking weird night. I watched Christmas Vacation, Bad Santa one and two, and then Boss Nigger. <laughs> I don't think my you Christmas go to movie is screwed. No, I can with say I can say Boss like. Nigger because Fred Williams. That's a legit title for it. That's actually the title. Oh, for I know it. what it is. It's a, it's a a western black exploitation movie I with Fred Williams. I hate share. saying the hard R in that, but that's actually the way it's titled. You can also just call it Boss. It's also known as Boss Moods. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but that's the original. The original title is Boss Nigger, though. But I'm not saying it. I'm just going to call it Boss. Yeah, mm. I'm going to call it Boss N word. No, there you go. I did uh, that in my video when I showed the movie off in my last update. I was like Boss N word. I'm like, no, I'm not dealing <laughs> with this shit again. But I, I feel like I feel like we are at this stage i mean this is we've done a lot of christmas movies on here because we've done um our very like third episode or something was a chris it was a second episode it was our christmas episode which was black christmas so this is actually i think our eighth annual christmas it's not like that because it's it's ahead of everything else um so what was the first film we've ever reviewed on the show uh antiviral Yep, antiviral. So I gotta say, in but, um, to in the middle the American, of the show, not at the end. <laughs> to represent the American um, Thanksgiving last night, I watched the last Thanksgiving. Is yeah, so you gave it two out of five. That movie sucks. Okay, thank you. I, yeah, I have your, no idea. Your, your it was trash bags. Review was Shardy McTabernacle. <laughs> It was it, it literally. If you guys know my two word reviews, I always have the same. You know, the same letter for the two word review. 
well, that one, it actually made me laugh out loud when this guy, it's a piece of dialogue and then he's talking about how he shit his pants and everyone called him Shorty McGee. <laughs> 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 fucking burst out laughing so hard. I had to just put it as a review, so it fucking made me laugh so hard. But the movie um, sucks. Leanna Quigley looks what? so fucking old in it, man. I felt bad for her. Come oh on, she God. is old. Dude, yeah, she's 62 yeah, now, she's but like she just, she looks way older than her age, dude. She's not aging no, well. No, it's because she's skinny. Hey, JP. Dude, her skin's, like, what? falling off her face. It's Do you like, remember what e- I felt bad for her. Do you remember what Eli Ross the last year's was? Mm. This is, like, mm. the first... the On the first episode in the news section, it's titled e- e- Eli Ross the Lost Years TV series. I wonder what the mm. hell that was. What the hell that was? I gotta say, guys, I, I watched Batman. Jesus Christ, the Lost Years. The Mel Gibson like, movie? Dude. Yeah. It was Eli Roth. Eli Roth produced a Jesus Christ documentary. Hey, Calvin, did you <laughs> watch? Do you watch? Do you watch um, Christmas movies at all? Yeah, yeah, quite a bit actually. We already started. Um, I always watch Jingle All the Way with oh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Dude, so like, it, I should take a picture. Of what I set up upstairs, but we got a tree here, and I got a huge stack of like you know the essential Christmas horror films. I pull up probably a hundred more, but. And then I got all the the other Christmas movies and shit like that. But so I had to. I, Fat Man was getting released. Got that the other day. Popped that in. That shit is fun as fuck, man. Bill Gibson is Santa Claus, like legit Santa Claus. Huh. It, it, do you know? Do you know the storyline? No. It's yeah. about a kid that gets a piece of coal in his fucking stocking, who and puts a hit out on Santa Claus. Was its name Carly? Fat man. Dude, so why is the storyline never been done did, before like, about a kid getting a, a lump money? of coal? He gets a lump of coal and he fucking he he fucking puts out a hit on Fat Man. Episode seven. What's up with Carpenter Remero? R E M A R O. (laughs) Raven C C A V E N. So I I was way worse back then. Way worse. I think he's a little bit more conscious of it now. To be honest. Well, the only reason I'm conscious of it, this is true. Literally, the only reason that I'm conscious of it is because I just don't feel like hearing Jeremy. Like, I don't care about any other reason at all for spelling things right. I just get sick of hearing JP's top five tragic horror film moments. I feel like Jeremy actually looks for mistakes now, though. That's kind of a funny thing. He does. That's what he does. I'll make fun of it when I I notice it, but I don't look for it. You know, it's like if I just notice a mistake or like whatever, but. You're actually funny. He's annoying. Um, <laughs> I love looking at old show notes. Makes me laugh. It is fun, isn't it? It is fun. Uh, so I wanted to say this though. So yeah. we were talking about doing like some other top ten stuff, and I was thinking about it, and I'm like, man, doing a Christmas one would really be kind of cool because we've seen so many at this point. We've covered so many Christmas movies. Uh, we should probably maybe next year work in doing a top 10 episode for Christmas horror. You know what, man? I was actually looking, going through my collection earlier, the, or just a couple weeks ago. And I have like almost close to 100 physical fucking Christmas-related horror films. And it blew my mind. That's I'm crazy. like, there's that fucking many of them. Jesus, because I have a there lot of. Lot I have all those. I have all those shitty Krampus ones. You know, the Krampus one, two, oh, Krampus, Krampus, yeah. Krampus. Like I have, I have so many Christmas related <laughs> horror films. It's fucking crazy. Moose, so, is that Christmas cruelty movie any good? Dude, that movie is brutal. Is it good though? Yes, dude. It's a great indie film, man. I think right, it's from, I have, um, that I this year? It. 
No, no that's it's from a few years old. ago. Actually, that's one of the ones I actually pulled out. It's in my, you know, it's in my stack in my by my TV in my family room because I wanted to rewatch it. Dude, it's. I would like to hear your thoughts on it, man. It's actually kind of brutal. All right, I mean, Ep- episode fifteen. He spelled Prometheus. P R O M U O E T H O U S two, and you spelled Holliston. Holliston season three. H I L. No, H-I-O-L-O-L-I-S-T-O-N. How do you put an I in Holliston? I don't know. It probably wasn't me. Yeah, but Prometheus, come on, man. Yeah, you mean shit. <laughs> <Trying to play. laughs> man, you okay. spelled abracadabra wrong. It's like, <laughs> okay, guys. All right, man. That uh, is going to do it for episode 198. Calvin, thanks for coming on. You got anything you want to promote? Plug. Sh- you can shamelessly promote the shit out of your uh, shit right now. Shit, yeah. Uh, follow me at 7th Street Productions on YouTube. Uh, also, check out Jesus I Was Evil. It's on Tubi and a new studio that I'm working for in downtown Portland. Video is the future. Please go and uh, like the Facebook page. That would uh, might might get me a raise. There you go. <laughs> awesome. Good job, man. Very Too good bad job. nobody listens to this part. Uh, anyway. Exactly. <laughs> Jeremy, take us out of here. Thank you, everybody, for listening to episode 198 of the 22 Shots of Moods and Horror podcast. So if you want to follow the man Moods himself, you could do so at youtube.com slash Moods 616. If you want to follow that sequel. Well, man himself, JP, youtube.com slash double shot J. Follow me on my channel, youtube.com slash NES Roller22. And you can follow the grumpy old man at youtube.com slash Mr. Paka. He hates movies. Shut and up. He hates I just movies. gave fucking a 10, an 8.5, and, and a fucking 6. <laughs> yeah, you hated the 6, though. No. Please join us on the Facebook page, facebook.com, search bar 22 shots of moods and horror podcast, and join the conversation about how much fun the Twilight franchise is going to be. As I might always, sit that one out. I'm, I'm going to shame in that one. You can leave us a voicemail, 724-426-6665. Leave us an email at 22 shots of moods and horror at gmail.com. And did we get any emails from Peter this week, JP? Yes, we did. Ooh. Uh, what? Yeah. Really? What did we got? Yeah, he just said Jeremy something content and showed sent more Holocaust pictures. Jesus Christ, that guy's <laughs> just block him. Man. Please block him. It's not healthy interacting. Dude, with I, I mean to block him and then I forget. Did you look at I the Holocaust pictures? Because if you're looking at the pictures, man, no, you need to block I him. I don't even click them because I know okay, what they are. Thank you. Dude, what, see, remember that guy that tried to defend him? He was like, quit picking on him. This dude is literally calling Jeremy names names because he's Jewish and then sending Holocaust pictures. Fuck him, dude. I don't care how fucking bad he's picked on. He's a racist piece of garbage and he can fucking get help or he can get help or fuck off. He can get mental health or fuck off and die. Pick one. I agree. I agree. Not at all. Like he's actually scum. Yeah. Yeah. He's got mental problems, man. And those people, if they don't get help, or they just they need to go away or get help, man. That's you. Just ignore him. What All did right. Jeremy actually do? <laughs> nothing. 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 He's, He's just a Jew. He, he just doesn't like Jew people. People started talking shit back to him, and then he snapped. Jesus Christ! And then people would defend him. That's oh, how it is. Man, this story is so big, though. This guy's on YouTube making videos about yeah. us all the time, like constantly. I've seen him. It's pretty amazing. I love He's it. He's a hamster fucker. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> yep. Crazy. All right. Well, we'll be back next week with more Peter. Follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash 22 shots podcast. 
And please support the Patreon to get the sand sucked out of my vagina. Patreon.com slash 22ShotsPodcast. And yes, this week again, we are knocking another $2 off t-shirts. I will sell you a t-shirt for $17.95. Order one at the 22 Shots of Moods and Horror at gmail.com. Oh, see, I fucked it up. I fucked Black up my Friday. pick. Could order our t-shirts at the 22ShotsOfMoodsAndHorror.com. And I will get them out to you as soon as possible, unless JP forgets to tell me that one has been sold. All right, that is everything for episode 198 of the 22 Shots of Moods Nowhere podcast. We'll be back next week with our annual Christmas listener's choice. So that should do it, everybody. Thank you, Calvin, the douche filmmaker, for joining us. And that shall do it. All righty. Adios. See ya. Deuces. Sweet. Shut up! Shut up, asshole! Uh, David, was House on the Edge of the Park Italy's version of Last House on the Left, in your opinion? No. Categorically, no. I mean, they may have tried to copy it, but uh, if you look at both films, uh, there's really not much of a comparison.